0: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hello, I am the Spoilertron 3003 and I want to warn you that spoilers are ahead. Jim and Eric will spoil all of the DC comic books this week as well as your appetites and faith and humanity. You have been warned. It
1: certainly
2: is a big bun. It's a very
3: big
1: bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef?
3: Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef?
1: I don't think there's anybody back
3: there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of beef. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, all you weirdos, to the podcast that keeps it real with DC Comics. This is Weird Out Loud, episode 33. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm not America's sweetheart, Jim Warner. Let's jump in and get on our comic books on. All right,
4: I'd say I am, am I the East Coast sweetheart? Am, am I anybody's sweetheart? Is, that's what I want to know. You're my sweetheart, baby. Am I your sweetheart? Oh my goodness gracious. Let's pause this so I can come over to your house and make out all right right now make out it's session. a good night all right let's get those lights hey isn't this a milestone 33 you stopped saying everything was a milestone
0: well everything can't be a milestone silly <sighs> i'm in a bad mood tonight Eric. i know do you, isn't <laughs> it funny though, that, so uh, i'll try to keep it light and stupid how bad
4: how how depressed do i sound before we start and then i try to kick start it up
0: it's all like uh, answer the freaking call
4: yeah. Hey, what's like, going on? Hey, what's I'm going on? Like hey. I get, yeah. I, well. Yeah. But then I get off. It's like um. I get there. I hey. Who are we roasting today? You hand me off. I go. I'm ready to rock, Eric. Uh, we are what's the game face on. You know just... we are the official unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog at blogspot.com.
1: What's the unofficial part?
4: I, I'm never going to tell you. And a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, the right. network of comics. Podcast and sometimes not comics. Sometimes not. Sometimes they have TV shows on those. I don't know. They just throw everything out there. You just write them. I good times. No, you you can be on it. But yeah, we are a member. We are very proud. We I say we're a proud member. We are because way back when we started, we wanted to get on that comics podcast network, and then I forgot all about it. But we got on it, Eric. We are accepted in many a walk of life now. Boosh, (laughs) and we're gonna have a very long podcast tonight. I I fear. Because we have a lot of books, right? I guess. We don't have a lot of uh, news tonight, but we have, Thank God. We have a lot Someone's of news. No one's getting casted this week? No, no, there's one casting bit of news. But we're going to start the news off right now, Eric. And like I, I like to sing the news jingle. It goes like this, news, news, news
0: news news
4: it's huey yeah. lewis and the news and here it goes uh actually manship says we we should call it weird on news but that'll that'll come out so right. much
0: weird in this title man yeah we got a lot
4: of weird stuff but the first bit of news is not weird it's very sad it's very oh. sad for both me and you and many people out there maybe even a dog named boo but yvonne craig <laughs> passed away eric at the age of 78 and who was yvonne craig well, she was TV's backgirl Jim. Oh, TV's backgirl Yeah, she passed away Monday at the age of 78. Uh, she's best known for portraying Barbara Gordon slash backer on the 1960s Batman television series. She came to Hollywood as a dancer and transitioned into acting after being discovered by director John Ford. Discovered, Eric. Discovered. I, 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 I heard... don't know. I, I've seen those casting couch videos <laughs> on, You're online the sometimes, things. and I don't know how discovered. I, I've seen some ladies discovered all right. Uh, Craig made her debut in 1959's The Young Land and played opposite Elvis Presley in two of his films before transitioning to television, which is odd at that point transitioning the television it was kind of a step down yeah correct?
0: your career on the down slope yeah at that i point. wonder
4: why she did that because boy she's hot guess craig guest starred in, in such shows as my three sons and the many gloves Dobie gillis now the funny thing is when i read this i actually think i remember the episode of my <laughs> three sons that she was on i, I love that show i also love the many loves of Dobie gillis uh with maynard J krebs who was who I have no idea. I I'd never watched that uh, show in my it, life. It was Gilligan. You know, oh, was it? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was uh, maybe Bob Krebs. He was uh, Bob, your, What's his Gilligan's name? Bob Denver. Bob Denver. He Thank God. was the one of the first like hippie slash drug guys on TV. I would guess he was, was like Shaggy. A, he was like a hey man, what's going on? He was Dobie Gillis's friend. Dobie Gillis was very clean cut. Um, she also played the memorable role. He's such as a burnout that he got in, everybody yeah. crashed. Oh, you that should, he was crazy. He was like shaggy, kind of. Sort of said uh, you. That. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. I was just looking at this because I, I spelled something wrong. And I, okay. But that, yeah, that's how he was.
0: Was it dope? Was it freaking Doby Gillis?
4: What? No, no. Memorable. I, have, uh, <laughs> she also played the Memorale. Role oh, the as an Orion slave girl named Marta in Star Trek. Yes, she God's did. Destroy. And that shocked us. We Neither of us knew that.
0: I never knew it was her. I remember that episode, though. Yeah,
4: you remember it because you're a goddamn Trekkie. Trekkie. No, Trekker. Trekker. Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a, I'm a Star Warsy. Is that what we call ourselves? I don't know. I've
0: always wondered that, though, growing up.
4: Oh, of that, if you're, yeah. what you would call, I guess, you are if you're not a Trekker, then you're a, I, I guess you're a Starry, a Warzy. A Warzy. I'm a Warzy, Eric. A Warzer. Uh, yeah, we, we've talked about Yvonne Craig over and over. We sit at work and just talk about Yvonne Craig, and basically, I always told you that I loved— any episode with Batgirl and you would wait in the credit or the Damn opening right. to see the, the motorcycle go by and then you knew Yvonne Craig was going to be in it. And I'm telling you.
0: Pants down. Oh, yeah.
4: Anytime <laughs> I'd see that motorcycle go by, the pants got unzipped down <laughs> and my mom and my brother, what the, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, Yvonne Craig's coming on. Hey, in rest fact, in peace. It's funny too nowadays because you would say all this like, oh, Yvonne Craig's my Batgirl and all, all this stuff. I had no idea what her name was. That was. She was just Batgirl or Barbara Gordon. And me yeah. growing up, I didn't say, oh, my God, Yvonne Craig. But boy, I used to think she was hot. I, I would love to say that she was my first crush because I probably started watching Batman 66 and reruns when I was about seven. Right. And I don't know, but I also loved Catwoman, too. Uh, but I think Yvonne you Craig. You got to
0: differentiate there. Well,
4: it wasn't Eartha Kitt.
0: Damn right it wasn't Eartha no, Kitt.
4: It was either, what's, the, what's her name? It was Julie probably, Newmar. It was probably Julie, Julie Newmar. Ma- Lee Merriweather was okay, but uh, Julie Newmar was so hot. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it kind of blends into both. I think it was just the costumes. Yeah. I mean, they were going to get a hot woman, except Eartha Kitt, to, <laughs> to play those roles and the man those costumes. But, yeah, I, um, I thought she was hot. I was. Everybody. I was a young was lad, not. and uh, she kind of. I don't know. I told you we. I think it was last week we were talking, and I always go back to that librarian. Yes. Batgirl thing, but our man Dan in the Geek News, he was upset by this. He was crushed by Yvonne Craig passing, and said that has always been his Batgirl. Bullshit. You, you kind of <laughs> cried bullshit then, but uh, Dan's a young guy. I don't know. I, I don't. Can you say? When you're uh, something like that, like there's been a couple different. Uh, why is that his background?
0: I don't it know. The thing in my weird. mind is he I think he was born in, what, 92. Yeah. So in my mind, his first background would be the animated series background, which,
4: which he loves. I, yeah. you know, I don't know a lot about Dan. I know he's from Baltimore, right? He's Baltimore <laughs> native Cancun, <laughs> Cancun. Man, I haven't heard that in a while. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't care what background. It's just sad.
0: Yeah, it's She's, very sad.
4: She, I mean, Alicia Silverstone, that's that's a girl for you,
0: No, that career is sad. I know. Uh,
4: I didn't like that girl. And uh, again, I'm not even just saying but that. We here, go back but, to Aerosmith's crazy, though, shit. Well, that now that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> get, oh, my goodness, get crazy in all those videos. Oh, my God, pants down then. Boy, That the whole pants down thing uh, just continued throughout my life, Eric. Yeah, Actually, it hasn't stopped.
0: When I'll be heard, surprised if you're wearing pants right now.
4: I was going to say, once you said weird out loud, pants off, Eric. <laughs> you start talking sexy like that, and I'm in. Speaking, I'm your baby.
0: I'm se- your sweetheart.
1: Speaking oh, shit!
4: sexy. Actually, I want me and you like the crazy. It was the crazy video when they're getting the gas, right? They're yes, yes. Up the car. Me and you after the podcast, we're going over to the the gas station. We're going to fill up like that. I'm going to shake my ass like that, and we'll see that guy. Woo-wee. <laughs> we'll be arrested. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. And the next bit of casting news is sexy as well, Eric. It's casting news. All right. It is Gotham. You love and I don't Gotham. care anymore. You love that Gotham. Gotham cast a female Firefly. What? 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 TV Line reports that the longtime DC supervillain Firefly. Supervillain. Is coming to Fox's Gotham. I think that's actually a bit of a. You sounded like
0: firefly. Adam West when you said that. What?
4: Supervillain? Yeah. Supervillain. Firefly, is, I, do you think Firefly is a super villain? Yes, Honestly, I've always Honestly, been a fan of I Firefly. I didn't ask if you're a fan. Do you think that Firefly is a super
0: villain? It's a super good TV show. Oh, God
4: damn it. Yeah, well, we'll we won't go into that what, 13 episodes?
0: Yeah, that's why you've never had a chance to be bad. Exactly. Nobody can was, say anything bad I was about it. I'm going to
4: ask your theory of why everybody loves Firefly because it didn't, get, it didn't have a chance to get bad. It was a great show. My family will not watch it. But this Firefly is coming to Fox's Gotham. Hit them! As part of the recently revealed gang of arsonists. Michelle. Man, see,
0: that's a, I'm out now. See, why it got to be a gang of, arsonists? Gang I of one, arsonists? I want this to be one chick going around setting some brutal ass fires.
4: No, there's Firefly, Firebug. Firestorm and Fire Catch Idol. Firestarter. It's actually. Uh, the Twisted Fire Starter. Uh, no, I was or thinking it Drew more Drew Barrymore. I was thinking more of Drew Barrymore. She's in. Uh, I'm going to try to say this name of the actress who plays Do it up. Firefly. Michelle Vientimiglia. I like it. Vientimiglia will play Firefly, a.k.a. Bridget Pike, in at least two episodes this fall, according to TV Line. This is a bit of a twist for the Firefly characters. Both iterations in comic books are male. Garfield, Linz, and Ted Carson. Originally created by France Heron and Dick Sprang, in 1952's Detective Comics number 184, Firefly's longtime foe of Batman and associated heroes. In Gotham, the new Firefly is described by TV Line as a reluctant villain forced into her family's predilection for arsony. She'll reportedly come into contact with the show Selena Kyle.
0: What the hell is that? Is that the family business? Yeah, we set fires.
4: They are setting fires since uh, 1965. That's right, baby. They're setting fires like America's Sweetheart, setting all the hearts afire. fire. Uh, She'll run into the show Selena Kyle, although a twist will have her defaulting back to her family's evil ways. Boom. Are you excited for that?
0: No, I'm looking at her right now. I don't like her jerk off face.
4: How old is she? She seems like she'd know. be younger if she's going to be she looks that cat woman. Um, yeah, I, I don't watch Gotham. We've said it before. I'm not going to lie. I could lie all I want. Oh, Gotham, it's such a great show. And people love it. Whatever. I, it's not for me. Nothing's for me, Eric. Nothing is for me, including what leads into this next story. We have somebody else on the list. Somebody else has entered the weird science hate list. Oh, shit, real? Yep, but then he kind of got off the list very quickly. But Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Palmiotti hates my guts, Aaron. I reviewed Harley Power Girl number three this week. I gave it a 4.5. And Jimmy Palmiotti. I didn't send it to him. I would not send him a tweet. We learned uh, our lesson anything. from Kevin yeah, from Stewart. We learned that. And we learned also that if you hate a book... And then all of a sudden you like it. Still don't tweet them because they have long memories. They're like Yes, elephants. they do. And Jimmy Palmiotti tweeted to me this week after I reviewed that book. Hey, you're not allowed to – what was the co- t- the tweet? Because he actually <laughs> tweeted it. He actually put something like, hey, don't review hey, this, this book anymore. This obviously not for you. You don't, don't need to review, to review it every anymore. issue. I know. But actually you're almost – you're saying it kind of – it didn't come off that nice. It, it was, did to me. It was like, hey – don't review this. Hey, don't review this anymore. Oh, you it's not your cup of tea. Hey, something like that. That's how Jimmy Palmiotti talks. So I know I, it is. I, I kind of, it, it really got me down. I woke up. I think this was Thursday night because Wednesday night. Yeah, because it was, it, was,
0: it was, yeah, it was, no, it's Wednesday night that he sent it. And yeah, it was th- I,
4: I didn't get it until Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, I reviewed Harley Power Girl Wednesday night. It was the last review I did went to bed because I was uh, upset. And um, I woke up, and I saw that, and it, it really threw me off. I was really upset. Uh, you came to work and right- And you and were I, weeping. I yelled it. Yeah. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it hit last night. Um, so what happened then, it is odd. He, he basically is telling me, hey, you don't like the book. I get it. Don't review it anymore. And it comes off slightly like, hey, I don't want any bad press for the book. Um, the only problem is, is that Jimmy Palmiotti doesn't realize we do not review books because we like or don't like them. We review books because we have a policy that we review every DC comic book that comes out that week. Unfortunately, we don't like everything else, and this leads into something that I said last week. It was weird. It was like a premonition error. I went off on a rant last week that, that. we do not. we don't get the. Um, we don't just review what we like. Other other sites get to pick and choose um the books that they do and yeah. they tend to review the books they like so if i had i had five reviews this week if we reviewed every bit of comics uh, any company and we got to pick i know that i could have found five books that i love oh, yeah. and would give an 8.5 or above two and it would make our site seem very positive positive. and i see these other sites a lot of these other sites you'll never see anything below a uh, seven or a six, because they get to cherry-pick everything that they do. And if they read a book, if, if if I was doing this, Eric, Harley Power Girl would never show up on our site. Oh, no, no, no would, Dr. Fate. It would not show up, or Dr. Fate, or I, I, even way back, uh, Katana, Catwoman, yeah. the old Catwoman with Nocenti Unfortunately, what we're doing is we are trying to review the books for everyone, whether they're good or bad, and let them know that. And,
1: uh, Mission know. statement, man. Yeah,
4: but do you do you... In your mind, do you review these as a service to the reader, or do we just do it? <laughs> because I think we just do it. Do i we, do it
0: for 10-year-old Eric Shea.
4: Well, we, we made that policy up because we would go to sites, and it would drive us nuts that big books weren't being reviewed. And now I realize it's because they probably stunk, and the people <laughs> didn't. Either they don't want to be negative, which I find that is uh, disingenuous of the it's site. It's a
0: disservice to the reader. Or...
4: Or they just, I, I get it. You just want to have fun and review some books. I, like I said, I get it. Um, i like to think that people go to our site and realize that uh, we like to keep it real as. I say it, we will review every book. and that includes almost all of the digital titles as well. But the main books, the main superhero books, books. yeah, we review every. And here's the thing. We say this, and there are instances in the past, especially with me. We were talking about this at work, and yes, there has been times where I have ditched a book. And it's more because, not because I've said, okay, I'm too negative on this. Here you go. It's because they're so bad, I just (laughs) can't do it. And one of them is a Jimmy Palmiotti book, was G.I. Zombie um that book was terrible and what was actually the ti- i don't even remember the title again i we always forget the the actual Some title
1: spectacular war S- stories yeah <laughs>
4: sensational yeah spectacular war What is the hell star spangled war stories there we go featuring gi zombie and i gave it i really it's gave a terrible it, title i gave it my best effort to keep, and i I never finished reviewing it. Um that also happened with Aquaman and the others. I just became the movement and the movement the movement I actually spelled it out, and a lot yeah. of people liked the movement um about issue five of that i I gave up and I wrote a review that basically said, listen, if you love this book, uh, all the power to you, enjoy it, but I will not be reviewing it anymore because i I just can't take it. So we like I said then. it's not like I I said, oh, I'm being too negative. I can't take it. I just <laughs> give it up. Um, but no, Harley Power Girl, unfortunately, is a book I, I really was looking forward to.
0: Um, but You climb to the highest mountain and shout to the heavens, yeah, give oh, me yeah, a Harley Power that. Girl book.
4: And, and then look what happens. You get what you wish for. You get what you wish for. Just like people saying, I wish that those guys at Weird Science would have a podcast. Boosh. Boy, that'd be fun. They'd be <laughs> so positive and talk... Pinatas and RC Cole, as as America's sweetheart tells you, but this is what you get: this hate fest. I'm going You know what's funny too is you go on Comic Book Roundup and look up uh, myself and Eric's um, our aggregate score of all our reviews, our average score of what we have given. I am almost at. I'm about two reviews from a thousand reviews i'm about and, 700 and still you think of that we've only been we had our two-year anniversary a couple like last month at this time just yeah. a little bit over a month ago and i have a we have 1700 reviews in two years that's pretty damn impressive if oh, i do yeah. say so myself but my average score is a seven five yours is something what is it? Seven, seven one seven one both of which are not negative you know that's not horrible uh, especially because we do all the books. The, the problem is with, with doing this is that people tend to either uh, grab onto the tens or the twos in the reviews. Like we give a two and all oh, those guys hate, they hate. And then we get on the podcast and we hate some more. But we're not, <laughs> we, we want good books. The good books would help uh, everything. As we said this last well, week. If we had a
0: good book on the podcast... The po- like, every one, if it was a good book, yeah. we would get through the podcast so fast. Oh my and God, we would have so free fun. nights.
4: And it would be so great. Everybody would love us. and Yeah, once you start giving fours and below or fives and below, uh, people just start hating on you. And they just don't stop. I, I don't know. From now on, I'm giving eights and above.
0: Tell man. Want to tell the creators. We're going to spread your cheeks and toss your salad. Yeah, we'll get right in there. Yeah, I
4: don't know. It's like they, they want. To, I don't know. I, but, I, hey, hey, But we're, we're missing
0: nuts. the point here. What's we're cool that? with Jimmy Palmiati. What's that? We're cool with Jimmy Palmiati. Oh, yeah, Jimmy
4: Palmiati <laughs> then talked to me privately. Uh, I kind of explained my whole thing with the Harley Power Girl. He realizes that, you know, we we can have our own opinion. I think he just wanted – actually, it, it really came off that he wanted to say something publicly to me and then talk nice behind the, the scenes. <laughs> because <laughs> he did all of a sudden he was talking to me and we had to talk about a lot of things we we're just talking in general about twitter and reddit and stuff like that and he
1: he seems like a really nice guy place. and the other
4: thing we love jimmy palmiati we have oh, yeah. a, we have a five questions with interview segment that some people have lifted from us and stolen but Sounds besides vicious. that we um we did that that was one of the things we did and he was the first guy that we asked to do it because yeah. we're we're big fans and it, it doesn't i don't love giving a book a bad score it doesn't like i know there's Especially probably if it's some somebody people, that we actually like yeah, and i i sure some sites it's like let's not t- you know there's a plan to it like oh we'll be the most negative and that'll be our thing and we'll get people and we're not like that first off we don't talk <laughs> to each other so we can't have a plan uh, we just do what we do and try to... We're
0: lazy guys. You know, plans? Come on. We are.
4: Really. Plans. We just it is, it is do stuff. Now, and in this meantime, a guy on Twitter asked me to join his... He has a message board. And he tells me like a, a bulletin board type site. And he asked forum. me to join a forum. And he asked me to join and tells me, hey, uh, you should post all your reviews there. So I post the review of Wonder Woman. And then he got mad at me that I didn't follow the rules. And that's what, I'm, that's what that led from. Rules. I don't have time to read rules. Goodness gracious rules. So I deleted it. I took it <laughs> I'm like, no rules. I don't have time for that garbage. Uh, speaking of, uh, garbage, here comes the mail, Eric. That's all oh, the news. Damn. There wasn't a lot of news. I even threw that Harley Power Girl and Jimmy Palmiati thing well, in Well, according because-
0: to Dan, there was a lot of news this well, week. It's Dan- on Tuesday yeah, he pre- sent us a message.
4: Be prepared for Dan's news. I don't know what that news is.
0: I'm saying be prepared. We haven't heard anything from him saying there's a lot of news this week, and that was on Tuesday, so I don't even know if we should be prepared for that news. Well, wait a minute. He's here. Huh? Hello, Weird Science. Oh, shit, Dan. What are you
2: doing here, Dan? I'm just telling you, it's a lot of news this week.
4: Dan, now settle down. You'll have your segment later.
2: How
0: are you doing up from Baltimore, Dan?
2: I'm not from Baltimore. I'm from New Jersey. You should know that, you motherfucker. Oh, Dan. Oh, my God, Dan. You're getting real here. Jeez, Dan, stop it. And if you say Cancun one more time, I'm going to get out of my car where I record the news, and I'm going
4: to kick your ass. Oh, my goodness, Dan. I didn't know Dan was guesting on this podcast. Neither did I.
2: Damn right I am. So shut your mouth.
4: Okay. (laughs) That would be Dan. Thank you. And scene. (laughs) Here we go. We're going to go to the mail, which will mention Dan again.
2: Oh, my God. What are they going to talk about? (laughs) Dan, come on now. Stop it. What do you mean? I'm not doing anything. Hey, guy, stop beeping your horn here. I'm trying to do the news.
4: (laughs) Okay, let's get on to the mail, Eric.
0: Dan, and shut your way- trap. We got some mail to do, all right? People like the mail.
2: But every time I listen to the mail, you're always yelling at me and telling me bad things. I want to kill myself.
4: <laughs> Eric, are you going to edit this part of that? Are you going to edit this part of the podcast for me? Because you usually edit Dan.
2: No. no. I have a real problem with that. You stupid ass editing me out no. putting those crickets in. I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
4: You like that, Danny?
2: <laughs> oh goodness. We oh, not supposed to laugh at each other. I told you I hate when podcasts laugh at
0: each other. I'm not laughing at each other. I'm laughing at Dan. Oh yeah, it is Dan.
2: Dan, just sit
4: down right here and say, ta-
2: But I have a lot of Apple news and I want to talk about Microsoft.
0: <laughs> you gotta stop kind of noises. <laughs>
4: All right. The only way you're going to get on the mail segment of this podcast is to write into us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And again, since you said that, Eric, the only people who will talk to me on Twitter are usually Reggie, uh, Ryan, and Dan. That's over. I'm not going to talk to you
1: ever
2: again, you (coughs) son of a bitch.
4: Okay. Let's get on with the mail Eric. The first mail is from Craig actually Craig sent us a, Craig. Craig sent us a bunch Love of Craig. emails that I gathered here and you can make sense of some of them and I'll tell you it starts off Jim is Eric oh no just says has Eric ever woken up in a cold sweat murmuring no it can't be it's impossible over and over again before typing Jim Werner and Snarf and Alan Alda into Google.
1: Is has this, that ever, has it ever just,
4: happened,
0: Eric? Is this just Craig's now? He's gonna make comparisons to our voices. I think he is. This
4: is this goes beyond that. I I think that Craig doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, though I'm telling you, Craig, the the droopy dog and Snaggle that hit hard. That really hurt. He me. was mopey all goddamn all week. All week, I was ready. There's only been two times where I really wanted to end the podcast, and that was the one time very early when Reggie badmouthed me. <laughs>
0: And now you, he's that a was part like, of the show. I know
4: that was like episode five. And then when uh, Craig said I sounded like droopy dog and snagglepuss.
0: Then I'm there, please step off that ledge, my friend. Yeah, I
4: did. You're thinking third eye blind. <laughs> oh, third eye blind. Where did you go? Uh, the next bit, say well have you I know that you told me that there's a couple of times that your girlfriend has told you that you've woken up and yelled shit like in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, did you have you ever yelled my name?
0: Not with that your, I know with the your rest pants of off. Well, my pants are always off. I sleep buck naked. Oh, uh, yes. Got to be I, comfortable, babe. But the last thing I remember her telling me that I yelled out in my sleep was country time lemonade.
4: Country time lemonade, huh?
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That Yahtzee. I want to think it's the yellow <laughs> one because I don't, I don't want to think that I'm dreaming about the pink one. Shazam.
4: Yeah, the pink one. You don't want that. That's for, I don't want to get into it. All right. He also continues. Which 8 8- or 16-bit computer game graphic would Jim say best describes Eric? One of the barrels from Donkey Kong, Princess Peach, or something else. And Eric, you remind me of either the burger from Burger Time, <laughs> or Mister Dew.
1: Which beca- one's Mister Dew?
4: Do? I don't. Know. I just remember the thing. Actually, uh, Mister Dew is the one that pumps up the guys. You know that he. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, that's yeah. Dig Dug. I'm wrong.
0: Uh, okay, I was gonna say I remember the guy that pumps up.
4: Yeah, I, actually, I'm gonna change that. You are the villain in Dig Dug that gets hit with the thing and then pumps up and explodes because that's what's gonna happen in the eight triple challenge. Which we'll probably talk about a little later.
0: I'm so scared.
4: Eight triple challenges. It's not happening. Actually, yesterday we were working, and I'm telling you, not a fun day at work. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't have a great day at work. And about halfway through the day, we kind of had a little reprieve that they call lunchtime, I guess. It didn't seem like we were going to get a lunch, but we did. We didn't get and a break, so why wouldn't no, we get a we, lunch? Yeah, you know, Why would we ever get a break? They don't care about us. But... uh at lunchtime at the Cardboard Box Factory, I said to you, listen, I'm cutting out. I'm going to go to Wendy's, and I'm going to get us both triples, and we're going to eat them so we could talk at, on the podcast about how uh, one triple did us in. You actually said no because that would just make you hungry.
1: So that was what you claimed,
4: <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. I was going to get you a triple, and you, you shot me down, you jerk. Let's continue. Craig says, Reggie equals corn-fed pig from Duckman? All
0: Comment. right comment no, from I, you? I got nothing that's a, that's actually a <laughs> great comparison in my mind do you Is remember it? Duckman?
4: no i do remember Duckman. i i didn't really watch it
0: corn fed pig was his uh Duckman's partner
4: he talked really deep
0: yeah. yeah he was like the detective you know like a pig with a, like you know a fedora and the raincoat and a cigarette
2: i read uh, i watched Duckman, eric i was a big fan
0: dan you weren't alive yet I'm sure you were, Dan. Just keep it quiet. He might have been. I don't know.
4: I'm getting. Uh, you see what I'm working into? I'm working into a full-out impersonation, so I could do the news as Dan today, because we have not heard from him. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's Craig's thing. Then Craig also sent me an email at one point. I, I don't <laughs> think I put it in, but he said something about being freaking cold, and I wrote back to him. I said, "Do you have a cold, art, or?" Do you live in Antarctica? I, I don't know. I don't know where it's Craig's hottest from. It was as hell this week, so. Yeah, really. That's I'm like, where are you from, Craig? I don't know. Maybe he's in the South Pole. He has nothing better to do than, than email us. But no, I, I like Craig. So, Craig, keep him coming. Um, I think he's just getting more and more bizarre as they go on, <laughs> just to see when we, we give up. But uh, the next one's from my uh, bromance partner, Manship, Eric. Manship. He's getting,
0: he's getting to get some Reggie-sized goddamn hair. He does.
4: Well, it's because he also, I didn't include. Me and him talk all week. He sent me, he's, he was drinking it up today. Sent me a, a message after I put my Bizarro review up, and I think he was half in the tank, Eric. Seemed a little drunk. But Manship says, funny that you guys brought up YouTubers replacing shock jocks. My 10-year-old son is obsessed with YouTubers. He wants to be one when he grows up. Ah, he keeps telling me that they can make $2,000 per week. Stephen copper just wants 200 american, <laughs> american i keep telling him that youtubing is not a career but watch him prove me wrong apparently my son and his friends are really into some stampy character and i asked my kids and looked it up and stampy appears to do a lot of minecraft videos my kids are into anything but they were really into pootie pie and uh smosh for a while i i don't talk Don, you trouble. told me what those things were I keep my children at arm's length there. I let them grow up on their own just like my parents did so they can come up with crazy theories and be scared of everything. So I'm not sure what they listen to or watch right now. Uh, Usually they're in the room with me while I do this, and I would have asked them, but they're not. They're downstairs. They're playing. Yeah, the only
0: Stampy I know of
4: is the elephant from The Simpsons. Stampy. My kids are down playing uh, video games they're not supposed to, like Black Ops 2, I believe they're playing.
0: Why do they have these games if they're not allowed to
4: play them? I don't know. They, They... Ethan, my son Ethan, had Black Ops 2 before and ruined it. He destroyed the game. Somehow they got another copy. I don't know how. I think <laughs> my wife bought it for him, but who knows? And then she'll yell at me that they're playing it. Somehow I- I'm always the one to blame in this house. Always. And at work. Oh yes, everywhere in life, I'm always to blame. Uh, Manship continues. Thanks, guys. Because of you, I just had to watch wrestling last Monday, and it was everything that I thought it would be. It was so real. The writing was terrific, and the voice acting was top-notch. Okay, maybe it was the complete op- opposite of that. I, I used to like wrestling. I, I know. Before. I, I did
0: not remember at all to watch wrestling this you, week. It's,
4: <laughs> you didn't watch the Arrow uh, on wrestling? The, the no, no.
0: Neither I, I don't even remember what the hell I was doing last Monday.
4: Well, you still have SummerSlam, which I believe is
0: tomorrow night. It there. is tomorrow night. It tomorrow keeps you freaking uh, previous for it on the, demand. Yep,
4: the night this goes, uh, you know, on Alp Live, what am I saying? The, the night that this podcast hits the intranets. that it's Summer, your first day? SummerSlam We going, I think it is. And he continues some more. I agree with the masses.
0: Boo on the flash reviews. Uh, that's the best. He agrees with the masses. Isn't he the only one who's ever written in about it? I think so.
4: He's trying to start a grassroots thing <laughs> against the flash reviews. We get why you do them and why you will still do them to save time. But we love the website reviews because you detail what happened in the issue. Spoilers are appreciated. Some of us help, need help understanding right. what the hell just happens sometimes. Here's where I like Manship's email. Your website reviews are the gold standard for what readers like me are looking for.
2: Gold standard.
4: And then you guys get to expand on your thoughts during the podcast, which is great. So I get it. Just don't ever put any Green Lantern book in the Flash reviews. And I'll give you a spoiler... Didn't happen tonight, but it, it almost all, it happened. Almost until this did. email came in. Yeah, Green Lantern and Lost Army almost made the Flash reviews this week. And be. really, what I had to
0: say about it might constitute well, maybe three Flash I'm reviews. You,
4: you should see my notes. That's like three words. I have two theories <laughs> after listening to your Batman Forty Three rant. First theory: you never mention anything about the Joker. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pause there because when I got this email, I went <laughs> it's into inside work. Inside baseball. Yeah, here. I went into work and said to you, hair. Uh, hey, Remember when we talked about the theory about the Joker on the podcast last week? You're like, yeah, yeah. We, you went. I said, that wasn't on the podcast. That was at work. <laughs> we were talking probably for an hour at work about the Joker and the Dionysium and all the that. Theories on that. And, and we never talked about it on the podcast. But we, so in right. our
0: minds, we did. Yeah, so I does thought that we count? did too.
4: Yes, it does. It, it counts to us, Eric. So Bruce Wayne is healed by the Dionysian, but what about the Joker? Will the Joker return as a hero maybe, another Batman? Or does he return still bad and continues to work on the Batman project so that he will always have a Batman to fight? Or he even recreates a bad Batman to have a sidekick. Second theory, we have come to like the new Bruce Wayne, so of course he will die, which leads either Clark or Alfred to recreate Batman with the Batman project. Now I'll say one thing. They brought up that Batman project for a reason. And it we' fighting about this, yeah, it does seem that something's going to go on at something either like you said, this Bruce dies they I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't see that happening except that maybe he dies, and he and Alfred is happy that he died A uh, happy bruce i I don't know, uh but about the joker, we actually we just kept thinking about what would happen, since this whole thing says that you know bruce's brain was rewired and remapped and and whatnot craziness weird science is it going to be that somehow the like when when does this remapping start
0: i I don't know in my mind the way the remapping works for the like this is the bruce wayne that was uh before his parents died yes and this is what he would have been but it wasn't the bruce wayne when he was born no, I'm saying, though, it's like he should be playing with the action figures of Mama. He should be me, is what yeah. I'm saying.
4: So is it is it one of those things that you think that the Dionysium goes in and somehow has some sort of idea? Like, like we're going It, gonna it, took, change all, it th- took all the hurt out of him? Yeah, or it looks like, yeah, the hurt or the the tragic part of his life, the worst thing that happens, that you now get the best person? Or is it something that it's like... the uh, the Bruce's DNA was supposed to show that it did something. Different You're right, Dionysium get, is nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. That's what I'm saying. When you start thinking about this, especially when you throw the Joker in, then you you would tell me, "Oh, well, the Joker. It's going to be when he hits the vat." And that's
0: also, where, the, but why the Joker had the Dionysium before, like uh, not um, the pure Dionysium. No, but no, that's. The, what I, um, don't you think it would have healed his, you know, skin and hair afflictions? Yeah.
4: I, I think that the whole thing when they mentioned that his skull was cracked and it seeped into his br- that seemed to be important that it was like a direct contact with it, and that's how they'll say that. the See, Joker, I don't remember them saying that. Yeah, I think that they said that. I, I got the, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making up. His body mind. was broken. Yeah, I, I, thought that, I thought that it said that it d- directly went into his, in his head and his brain. I, again, maybe I'm just making it up. But I, I don't know. That when you throw the Joker in, this Dionysium does become a little nonsense because, Well, of course really, the Joker's
0: not going to be dead forever. It's no. a fucking
4: joke. And when he comes, I don't, I don't know. When he comes back... I don't know. When do you think he would come back?
0: Well, knowing Scott Snyder, probably in the next story arc. Well,
4: no, I mean, not the when there. I mean, the when in his time frame of his backstory.
0: Oh, I'm saying that we he doesn't have a backstory. That's the problem. No, I'm saying the The vet. closest I have is what he, we were told in Alan Moore's killing joke.
4: Yeah, well, I'm saying like almost, not even just that, but it, like when he when Batman, threw, you know, when he went into the vat, uh, chemicals came out and that was... Is it going to be before that? Is it, it
0: should be in my mind. It, it would create a whole new dynamic, mm. and it would like throw readers off for a loop. But
4: you know, he was always a bad. It seemed like he's always been a bad guy.
0: See, you don't know that I know. though. From this first thing, it's I'm sorry. Ridiculous. For Scott Snyder's uh, deal from Zero Year, it seemed like if that if that Red Hood was the Joker, yeah, then he has always been a conniving bad dude, like a fucking uh, evil genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, if he comes back, it's that, and it really does nothing to the story. It does nothing.
4: That's what I'm saying. It does nothing then. So, are we going to get something where he, he does come back and he's going to. I don't know. He's going to
0: put that goddamn lipstick I fucking need mask some back Dionysium. on.
4: Dionysium. My yeah, head know. hurts. <laughs> My head hurts. All right, Manship's going on. He's starting all this talking, Manship. Earth 2 Society Number 3 was complete crap last week. What do you think of that?
0: I, I don't know what you want from me.
4: I'm not sure what Eric was saying about the issue during his review recap. I think he was having a stroke or something. <laughs> I'm hoping that he means while you were yeah, where you were talking. You always have problems. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> but I have to admit, you guys talking about the issue made my day. There's something really entertaining about you guys picking apart a comic book when the issue deserves it. Hell, it's still entertaining, entertaining even when the book doesn't stroke! deserve to be picked apart. I'm having a stroke now. Gah! Gah, gah,
2: gah. What's wrong, Jim?
4: Uh, Shut up, Dan. All-Star Section 8 is my guilty pleasure, and last week's All-Star 8 uh, podcast segment was just as good. Jim, you made a great (laughs) comparison. Of course I did. And it now makes sense why I like this book so much, even though it is extremely inappropriate. This book is just like Mad Magazine, which I loved so much as a kid. And I didn't even think about Bader being the mastermind behind the team. I keep wondering where the hell do these guys get the money for all the drinks that they endlessly slammed down. They are always drinking. Bader keeping them looted up for his own agenda makes a lot of sense. Maybe I'm wrong. On this, but I swear the smell thing was because Martian Manhunter needed to take a dump. Probably TMI, but whenever I have one in the chamber, (laughs) I'd love that. In the chamber. I have one in the chamber before the podcast, Eric. I tend to have gas before it's time to hit the bathroom. To me, Martian Manhunter had one in the chamber which created a stinky farts and explains why he was looking for a toilet near the end of the issue. Not sure why he was so stinky, though. Must be from whatever it was that Martians eat, which seems to be cookies. What do you think of that? One in the chamber, Eric. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you talked talking about the cookies thing. I was like, uh, what do you want from me? It's cookies.
4: No, no, I love, I love. Chewy Section Chips 8. Ahoy. I love Section 8. And again, this is where I run into a foul with Jimmy Palmiotti Because to me, All-Star Section 8 is kind of what they want Harley to be. But I said to you, the problem being is that you have Harley. And now Power Girl in this. You can't go too far with Harley. You can, everything in that book is kind of like, I drew some beep, and then I did beep, and then they talk about, it It, it's,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't go as far. You have Blano yeah. fucking a pile that's of guts. That's hilarious.
4: That's, that's <laughs> what I want. That is what I think they would love to do with um, Harley, but they can't. They just, they, they can't be allowed to do that. Section 8, nobody cares about. Uh, so they could do whatever, especially we do. because it's uh, Garth Ennis who created them, correct? Yes. Yeah, so he could do whatever he wants with them, and at the end, they're all probably gonna die again. So yeah, I love it. Not Grappler. I get like Grappler, but yeah, I, I wish that Harley was more like All Star Section Eight, which I'd said it reminds me of uh, Little Annie Fanny. That's th- right. In uh, Playboy, but also Mad um, Magazine, and I was also a big Crack magazine. So was fan. I. Yeah, I, at points, I'm telling you, we, we've talked about this a lot. I actually liked Cracked a little more uh, during my time. It, it went back and forth. It but, really did. I'm telling yeah. you, I,
0: did not, I was not a fan of either. I was a fan of both because yeah. I wanted double the pleasure, double my fun. Oh, Double McGum? That what, are and, we getting a sponsor and on this podcast? Magazine <laughs> and Mad Magazine at yeah. the same time.
4: Yeah, I like both of them, too. Uh, then Manship continues. Dan thinks that his segment is a main... Uh, that Dan thinks that his main segment... Here we go again. Dan thinks that his segment is a main segment. Makes me wonder if he ever listens to the podcast. (laughs) I do like that he manned up admitting that his food poisoning was due to sushi. I mean, drinking. Kind of did. Yeah. Kind of. Which kind of was weird. (laughs)
0: It was was all very odd. Couldn't.
4: And then here we go. This is my favorite. What was up with the crickets during his news segment? Was that added in later? Now, Eric, before you answer, you've been known to put crickets in that segment. Were I, these added in during the editing?
0: I've been known since I took over editing of Damn stuff to put the crickets in whenever he starts talking about Apple.
4: Yep, Apple News. You put the crickets in as a little in-joke.
0: Has anybody heard from last week's Geek News? There was no Apple talk. No, no. All of these crickets were real-life crickets. This yeah. is how professional this guy who wants to be a professional blogger is. He recorded the entire news segment in his car with the windows open. Yeah.
4: Okay, Eric, now it's all out now. If he listens to this, he's going to quit. I'm doing my impersonation, you telling me he's unprofessional.
1: What the fuck does he want
0: from me? Here? I'm telling you, I have to edit the guy. I edited out an entire Star Wars section because somebody next to him got in their car, honked, and then revved the engine for a while.
2: <laughs> they wanted to the race. And they then, he started, the and
0: then race. he started coughing from the exhaust, I have to think.
4: You think it was the exhaust
2: from the drag I don't drag know. Race. I'm
0: trying to what, think of something he here. It
4: was in the middle of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> they were going, it's, uh, I don't know, Fast and the Furious, Baltimore shift. <laughs> He's from Baltimore, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Okay.
4: Then uh, Manship says, guess our bromance is now in the open, Jim. And it is. The bromance is in the open.
0: I'm calling shenanigans on this uh, listener mail. Really? Why? He's treating these emails like they're goddamn tweets. <laughs>
4: these are – I'm telling you, he, this is actually his official thing, but he, he did add something later. But he put them – he's calling shenanigans on relationship oh, Ship. And this week's Green Lantern uh, 43.
0: That's weird because we didn't have a, a Green Lantern this week. Right. He's talking about the lost lost
4: army. Oh, is he Green Lantern Lost Army, which is not forty three. Oh my god, you're you're starting to be mean now, Eric, just because <laughs> of these, these It looked really cool in the beginning of the book. Then all of a sudden the ship goes from Millennium Falcon to generic escape pod. The book was better though, finally, but that ship thing was odd. I didn't like the ship all around. I actually looked at it because it didn't of the you know, ship. Okay. And then he says, I ran across two names for the news segment. Let me know what you think. News of the weird Or weird on news. I think we're just going to stick with my news, news, news. What do you think of that? News, news, news is fine. All right. And that is from Owl Manship. He's calling himself this week, Eric. Now, make sure you
0: keep that up, Manship, because we actually have a running bet between us of what your next one's going to be.
4: I actually uh, was going to mention that myself. Uh, I was going to put... I I won't even tell you what my next one would be because that would ruin the bet. But, yeah, we have a running bet. We both have picked one each. And we're waiting to see which one comes first. I would get, That would be the bet, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yours is pretty generic. I'm going to just lay that out there. Chisanga is the next emailer. How is it in Australia, my mate? He says, <laughs> hey, guys, it seems like you're having a difficult time enjoying Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn Power Girl, and Starfire recently. So now, if- hold on
0: a second. Do you think that he actually just like saw this from the site, or do you think he saw the Palmiati deal? I think both. But, yeah, I think he's jumping on Palmiati.
4: So I was wondering if there is too much of those book types and you don't want DC to make more books that copy this Harley formula. Um, I No, I don't think that's it. Uh, Unfortunately, it's so weird because when I thought of it, after he... Jimmy Palmiotti tweeted about Harley Quinn Power Girl. I thought, oh, you know. But then I realized, you know what? We've been down on all three yeah. of these books. And even Harley, which I took over. And I was going to mention earlier when we talked about Jimmy Palmiotti. We have had times where we had to change books up because we thought that it just wasn't for us. And, that's and it might how, be better
0: for somebody else to review That's Europe. how
4: I got Batgirl and Harley. Yeah. And Harley I loved. And I got Harley and then like two issues later it was the Harley Power Girl arc in the regular book and i loved it i thought it was great i'm guessing right now i didn't go back and look i'm guessing that most of my reviews of that arc were in the nines i liked it i loved it um this uh gang of harley story that's going on now is okay i don't care Um, for it it's just not great it's not great it's actually seems to be running on a little too long with kind of the same jokes going on and on but uh starfire just it's just started so it's tough to say
0: um that's the thing i love that book i love everything about that book except for starfire yeah
4: which that's kind of tough when it's It's very tough and
0: it's very weird and
4: harley quinn power girl i I just it it's again i can't say it's not for me you know what i mean that's my type of humor i like toilet humor i like pop culture references and stuff like that what i i will say in our, well, it's in flash reviews this week too because I just don't want to continue nitpicking on this book but what I told you and I actually told Jimmy Palmiati as well the thing that that upsets me the most about this book is that it is taking place in what they claim is a missing panel of that story arc that it's like a side story that happened during the story arc of the solo book when Power Girl showed up had her, mem- her memory was gone she hit, she crash landed she had amnesia, Harley Quinn swooped in and used that to get Power Girl to start a superhero team with her. Yeah. that And it was, so, it good was so good because it was funny, but it also had heart to it. And it made Harley, you got the idea that Harley Quinn always wanted to be looked at as a good person. And it really was, I'm, I'm telling you, it was really good. The, unfortunately, this Harley Quinn Power Girl uh, six-issue mini that's supposed to take place during that it's so separated from that book. It's so separated from the story arc that it's supposed to come out of. It, it drives me nuts. Not once have you had any reference to Girl or Stargirl, Power Girl losing her memory, and that was a big part of that. Anytime she got hit or punched or, or hit her, Harley was so upset that she would get her memory back, and uh, you know all bets were off then, yeah. and, and Power Girl would go away, and the, the team would be done. And you just, you don't get even that little bit in this. And I think that what happened is this came about afterwards. And they're just writing a story. And it just, it's not fitting in my mind with where it came from. And it does upset me. Well, it's like when we
0: have movies and shit. There's movies that are like a planned trilogy or whatever. Actually, you know what's a great example? We have the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And then after that hit, they're like, you know what? We got to make this into a trilogy. So the two, the next two movies, they fit together well, but the first movie to the other ones do not fit at all. Yeah,
4: that's, that's what it seems like. It seems like this is just an afterthought. an afterthought. Exactly. Oh my God, we have to make this okay. We'll make it. I, I'm telling you, people yell and scream, but I I feel the same way about the Matrix movies. They they made oh yeah it, the Wachowskis made the the um the first one so Correct. good. And then all of a sudden they were fo- not only forced to make some more in my mind. Well, they were paid to, but they also had to deal with like the, the greatness that they already had, and I think it imploded in on them. But uh, I just—I'm they- telling you, when
0: I was growing, I even ma- told you about this. I think it was earlier this week, where growing up, I loved movies, spent my whole life watching movies. I wanted to be a filmmaker when I grew up, and uh, I oh, even was supposed to go to the filmmaker. York- are you? I was supposed to go to the New York Film Academy in two thousand one. Oh, really? And when this movie came out, I think it was 2002, okay. I went to the theater. I even I, I got rid of my girlfriend at the time and was like, you didn't watch the first one. I'm not going to spend this movie trying to explain the whole thing to you yeah, because boy, you that's won't understand Yeah, a
4: lot of explanation, it. too. Exactly.
0: And she would have me explain it during the movie. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with my friends for this. We're going to go and watch this movie. I sat there and watched it. And at the end, she's like, how would you like it? I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah. And and after that, I,
0: did you I didn't say want that to make that
4: mo- was the second Matrix movie? Yeah. That was the second one, right?
0: And I told you. And after watching that, I didn't want to make movies anymore because it didn't seem like it was any fun.
4: Well, what I'd like to say is there's at least five people right now listening to this podcast who feel the same way about podcasting
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> done. They've given it up.
2: <laughs> Not me, though. Beta Pot will be out next week. <laughs>
0: Thank, Thank you. Man. Damn it, Dan. Thank you. Wasn't it supposed to be out last week?
4: I think it was. Oh, uh, yes, I think Dan is going to quit.
0: <laughs> all
4: right. Well, we'll go, we'll go on to the next email. Um, and uh, just to, to tie it up. No, Chisanga, I don't, think that, I don't think that there's too many of these book types because I also love, like we already said, Section 8 I love. Yeah. I love Bizarro. I love Batmite. And, and they all tie in together in this kind of like goofiness uh, deal. And obviously, I may not like Harley Quinn Power Girl, but it sells decent. It's one of the better uh, uh, bits of the new books.
0: I don't think uh, it's going to keep that up, though.
4: I don't think any of them are. Uh, but Harley Quinn itself, the solo book, that's selling gangbusters there. Everything's coming down, but that still sells well. And I bet you that Starfire um, sells decent. Compared to, say... Well, people
0: love the uh, Teen Titans Go. I mean, and this character reads a lot yeah, like that. Yeah, it does.
2: And I I, just, I
4: I think that people like these light, funny books i just these three just aren't hitting with me right now i still i'm telling you i'm saying this about harley quinn i think i'm still giving the solo book around sevens it's not like i'm giving it a two i still enjoy reading it i just it's it's getting less and less and it kind of goes how you went with it you gave me harley quinn to review because it just started to drag on you there was no story i got tired of it yeah so i haven't it's it's not horrible but i'm i'm hoping that it picks up again uh but we'll move on jc jc my man jesus christ actually (laughs) his name's jared but we'll go dear jim and eric i listened to the show and per your request i went back and listened to episode three to give you my thoughts in episode three i said last week i said jc you don't like Dan? Go back to episode three because Dan was a guest host, I guess you would call it. He was one of yeah. the three. We had him on. We talked about very special episodes of TV shows. Had no idea what we were doing at that time for the podcast, Eric. We were just throwing <laughs> shit out there. I enjoyed doing it, though. We talked yeah. a little uh, What's Happening. We were finding our way. Uh, what, what What else did we talk? Um, some... Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. All in the Family. Fresh Prince. Yeah. We had all of that, and that was fun. But, yeah, he went back and listened to it, and he said Dan was still hard on the ears. Early in the show, all I could hear was Dan drinking his beverage directly into the mic. <laughs> I don't know if he was drinking. He, he has a lip-smacking problem. Later during the review portion, his wheezing and heavy breathing was completely distracting. And I, I, I was going to make a joke. It probably was, Dan. But I'd like to say that at some point during that podcast, I had to run up and down the stairs. And then I was breathing and, and wheezing the whole podcast. Oh,
0: we just got the news in from Dan. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh,
4: <laughs> poor Dan. I'm going to have to edit all this out. Dan, poor I. I like Dan. I really do. I, I, we make fun of people and ourselves and Dan on the podcast. I really do like him. I talk to him. It's been less since he called me out on, on the one podcast. So I'm telling you, this might be his last news. <laughs> And some people may rejoice, but overall, okay, we're back to Jason. Sorry. He listened to episode three, and he says that overall, this experiment was a complete and utter failure. Thank God you two came to your senses and stuck to the two-man team we know and love today. If, however, you ever do decide to try a three-man team again, I suggest getting Reggie. I'll have to do it without my pants on then. His soothing (laughs) voice would be a great replacement. I think he's actually telling me to get rid of you, Eric. He'll that makes Reggie sense, Honestly, <laughs> As far as what I think about you guys being negative all the time, I find it refreshing because you're giving your honest opinion on the books you're reviewing. I should have read his email earlier. <laughs> Unlike these other podcasts, I try and listen to where it's just a love fest for every book that's picked up. If a book is garbage, I want to actually hear that it's garbage. Sugar-coated shit is still shit. That's true. Finally, oh this is my favorite. Finally, Eric, lettuce and tomato on a hamburger? Get that shit off my burger. Throw Jesus some bacon Christ. and ketchup on there, and it's complete. Thanks again, guys, for being my consistent entertainment week in and week out. Sincerely, sincerely JC.
0: California burger is where it's at, man.
4: What? Damn. California burger? I thought you were East Coast proud, buddy. I am, East but Coast proud. I like
0: lettuce, tomato, and onion on my good so uh, burger. If
4: that is the California burger, which that is generally considered. What do you think an East Coast burger
0: is? Probably just uh, cheese and ketchup.
4: You really? I would think ketchup, pickle, mustard, cheese. I would think that is the East Coast. It's weird though because the East Coast there'd be so many because you know North Carolina might have some North Carolina barbecue sauce.
1: I don't on that count bitch. Them.
4: You have um, the East Coast like uh, Maine somewhere up in the New England area might right. have uh, clams on it. That's clams gross. on the burger. Clams on the burger. I don't know. I wouldn't eat that, but I would eat. A, I love. Carolina barbecue sauce.
0: Well, getting ready for the A-Triple Challenge a little bit last night. Oh, yeah? I want
4: the five guys. Oh, five guys. And you
0: know how like a regular burger for them is always a double patty burger. Yeah, if
4: you order a burger, you get a double. Exactly. Yes.
0: So I had two of those. Yeah. With lettuce, tomato, onion, mayonnaise, and ketchup and pickle.
4: So what you're saying is you only had about one-eighth, a little over one-eighth of what that (laughs) challenge would be, and... That's not even true because we're also talking a lot of bread and a lot of other shit, too. So burger-wise, though, you're just a little bit over an eighth of that challenge. How did you feel? I have no idea. You didn't even tell me this. How did you feel after that burger? Or I was two
0: burgers? Prepared. Well, I'm saying I was working up. This is part of my training to get ready for the H-Triple Challenge. training, so, huh? So I was... Uh... I was a little sick. Not yeah. like, you know, not like vomiting sick, but I didn't so want to good, move. You? Yeah. I,
4: this eight triple challenge. And then I passed failed. out on the floor
0: by 930.
4: I'm going to check right now on the Kickstarter uh, thing we had for <laughs> we, had, we, we, had. we
0: didn't put it on the
4: Kickstarter. I'm not going to put it on the Kickstarter when I know that there's no way you can do it. I'm not stealing $60 off of somebody. Phil, so I have a weird feeling that if we did put it up there, we probably would get more than 60 It wouldn't be a lot. I'm not going to say that we're going to get tons, but it would be funny. If I would actually, if we did put it up, if we got $120, I'd join in. But I know yeah, but that. you're a little sissy eater. Yeah, no, I know that I would fail. I'm more of, the, it's the 45 minutes that would really kill me. I'm more of a marathoner. I, I would have to sit there and really take my time.
0: I eat myself. like I'm in prison.
4: Yeah, you eat like you are my kids, five kids. Exactly.
0: See, I, I'm telling you, I had three, like uh, two brothers and one sister go up, and my dad was a bottomless pit as well. So if you didn't finish your food, he was going to finish it.
4: Yeah. Well, the triple challenge. I think it's already a failure. You'll be on that can for so long. Oh my God. I want, <laughs> I want that journal. Jesus All right. Christ. Now we're going to end the mail with what we always end the mail with. Reggie. Reggie has a. Uh, he has a book here. I think it's Reggie's version of War and Peace I'm about to read. Goodness gracious. Dear Jim, four five, he, he yells about the hours of the podcast. I think the last last podcast, like three of them were him. <laughs> Reggie, uh, actually, yeah, did he have a mail last week? Yeah. Was that, okay, yeah, that was when he came back from, from Canada. I was going to say I was a liar, but yeah, hey, yeah, Reggie. Dear Jim, four fucking hours and 17 goddamn minutes long. That's how long last week's podcast was. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you, Father Tom. <laughs> an hour longer than James Cameron's Titanic. 45 minutes longer than it would take for you to fly to Cancun. Cancun, Cancun Mexico. Dan, an hour and fi- What are you saying, Cancun?
2: I, I went there before.
4: It was really nice. I took
2: my DS.
4: Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Cancun, Mexico. An hour and fucking 15 minutes longer than it took for Jesus Christ to die on the cross. I wonder how many of your listeners wish they were dead about three hours into this puke fest or more likely how many wished you would finally croak while recording. What is incredible is that you provide an almost ceaseless stream of negativity and complaining, and yet we have never heard Eric openly weep. Do you think he is choking back the tears, or does he just tune out and go to his happy place where people give a shit about Hawkman? <laughs> you, uh, you check your email when you get bored, don't I, you? I, ter- I turn off the mic. Yeah. Based on your comments concerning Batman number 43, I think that should you ever tire of your job as assistant to the undersecretary, of the associate manager for the vice president in charge of adhesion at the Corbo Box Factory, you would make a good paparazzo. Why aren't news reporters clamoring around Bruce Wayne, you say, <laughs> in much dumber language? Why ain't them... Going to Bruce Wayne. That's what I said. Why isn't anyone asking Bruce what happened? I can just picture you snapping grainy photos with a late 20th century digital camera and thrusting a microphone into Bruce's face as you ask him a battery of harassing questions while he volunteers his time for the less fortunate children of Gotham City. Now, I will go on to say I never once said that they would ever ask him any questions. I said that they would take pictures and make fun of him, basically. I said that I think they would take pictures look at what's happened to Bruce Wayne. Oh, the, how the great have fallen. It'd be, that'd be the headlines. I can see it now.
0: Looks like this Playboy's not with models anymore. And there's a I'm picture saying. of Julia or Julie. <laughs> yes.
4: See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they'd ever really, it would just be him walking in and out of the rec center.
0: Yeah, these are uh, tabloid photos. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. There's you interrupting story hour to ask Bruce Wayne if any of the Kardashians have sucked his dick. <laughs> There's you cutting in on Bruce Wayne, drug counseling an indig- indignant teenager to ask him if he ever fucked Taylor Swift. I think yes. he has. She's, she's with everyone. He, she's probably written like five songs about Bruce too. I know. There's, There's a reason a celebrities live in world-class cities and not backwater skidmark villages like Quakertown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> And that's because the people of Gotham have something you will never acquire, respect for privacy and the concept of basic human decency. I'm telling you, if that was me and I saw Bruce Wayne and he bumped into me, I wouldn't ask him shit. I don't like no. to talk to people. I mean, Get out of my way. If he didn't inhabit the fictional world of Batman, I'm sure he would relax his no-killing role for you as a one-time <laughs> necessity. I hope you've done the right thing as an elder statesman of hip-hop and a dutiful father and taken the entire family to see the film straight out of Compton. No, we haven't. And, How much uh, would that cost? Uh, that would cost a lot. Believe me, when it comes out on video, I'm sure. I, mean, I don't know. I can't say that. I'd let all my kids watch it, but I will. <laughs> They'll be watching it. Uh, in fact, he's going to mention something, and i have a little story. I think it's important that your wife and children know you grew up to such populist hits as fuck the police, and I ain't the one, which contains the line, because if, if you have to go get a gun, you girls will learn. If I have to go, uh, if that wasn't a metaphor for good parenting, I don't know what is. Thanks for the podcast, Love Reggie the Reckless. Yeah, at one point I was in the car and um, the backspin on Sirius Radio, uh, fuck the police came on, and me and my twelve-year-old were jamming out to it. <laughs> uh, the best part! The,
0: the best part is after work one day we were jamming to it, but when we came to a light, like the windows were down, oh yeah, we, we turned were
4: jamming it up, out, and then we came to a red light.
0: Other cars started and then you turned it down. Oh yeah. And the and the windows went up
4: <laughs> like, I don't need people to give me dirty looks. All of a sudden we pull up and there there's two old white guys jowing out to funk the police. That is ridiculous. <laughs> but I do like I Ain't the One as well. That's a funny song. I love N W A and yes, I will definitely see straight out of Compton and I'm sure my kids will watch and I'm sure there's Sex, drugs, cursing, all that.
0: And And you like to say you have rules, but they all go thrown out the window as soon as anything comes about it.
4: Yeah, and again, I like to say I'm preparing them for the real world, Eric. Preparing them for the real world. But we're going to go on. Dear Eric, America's Sweetheart. poked a lot of fun at you. We've had a lot of laughs. But as the closest thing you probably have to a primary care physician, I must get serious and strongly advise that you do not go through with the Wendy's 8 Triple Challenge. (laughs) I would like to point out that I am probably the only person in human history that has to suggest to anyone that they not consume six pound of Wendy's hamburger sandwiches in one sitting. Normally, this would be filed under common sense. But since you are obviously senseless, I'm going to tell you outright that you shouldn't eat eight triple cheeseburgers in one go. While I'm dispensing advice that even a child would instinctively comprehend, I will also just suggest that you do not hold a flickering open flame to your eyeball. and You should not clean your ears out with a rusty ice pick. My wife cleans her ears out with like keys, and like like crazy stuff. A nail, and it's just about a rusty nail too. So Reggie needs to email my wife and tell her to stop. I think she might have even punctured her eardrum at one time in her life from doing that. It's crazy. If by the time this letter is read, you have gone through with the triple challenge, now you're you're still in the training phase.
0: I'm still in training, man. Uh, I need a
4: montage to get me through this. You're like a uh, Glass Joe or whatever. Uh, the actually, what is the fighter in Punch Out? You fight Glass. The First Joe. one. Yeah. What are you just just generic? No. You remember when you're uh, you're chasing the guy on the the black guy Nick on the bike? Mikey? <laughs> no, you remember in Punch Out? Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it Mikey?
0: It's uh, Little right. Nick or. Yeah, little, oh, right. little Mac.
4: You're right. Yeah. How did I not remember that? Uh what was his what was his manager, the black guy?
0: I don't know. He dude looked like he was wearing black I thought he was racist from the get go. Oh get-go. my
4: goodness gracious. I always thought he looked like Fat Albert. Remember when they're training and he's he's riding the bike? Of course. And uh, Little Mac has chased
0: him. I spent a lot of time playing that game, though. Yeah,
4: I, uh, my one friend's older brother, when we'd play it, would claim that the manager stole Little Mac's bike. and That's, that's was terrible. After. It was so bad. I laughed, though, when he said it. I was a young guy. Then, Jim, I asked you that you read this letter, Eric's Wake, so the two people in attendance, including yourself, <laughs> remember him for the dumbass he was. And Eric, if you do decide to go through with the 8 Triple Challenge, then if you don't have a small Frosty with every burger, you are a wimp.
0: Oh, my God. I'm thought i telling you, I read this email to my girlfriend yesterday. Yeah. And she laughed her ass off. But when I got to that part, I just thought how painful that sounded.
4: Yeah, a Frosty.
0: You know what I love? I love when they give you a Frosty and they hand you a straw. Who are you kidding?
4: (laughs) It's the stupidest thing. They had that that thing with... uh, um, Dairy Queen, where we serve all our frosties upside down, and I already—I told you right away that's bullshit. They won't do it, and you said that they didn't. You went. Well, it's funny. I did. Home.
0: I haven't had a blizzard in probably fifteen years, and after that commercial came out, I don't know if my girlfriend's like got it in her head because of that. She started getting blizzards. So it worked and every time. I'm telling you though, every time she would come home with a blizzard, I'd be like, "Did they hand it to you upside down?" No. Why? I'm like, God damn it! Yep. This happened like three goddamn times.
4: A frosty you could hand upside down probably hit over the head with it, and uh, thrown at And that thing's not Oh, you can
0: kill a person with a frosty. Oh, my God,
4: those things are hard as rock. You you start trying to get that with a straw? Holy crap. You ever hear when they say a woman or a guy or a woman could suck the chrome off of a a bumper or a trailer hitch? If you can get the frosty, you're winning. You're winning the contest. I don't know what contest that is, but you're winning it, my friend. (laughs) Uh, with all these comic book sequels to popular television shows and horror movies, I can't believe no one's done a sequel to the movie Reptilicus, which came out in 1961. You haven't seen Reptilicus, right? You told me. No, I have not. He's assuming you haven't. So Reptilicus is about a gigantic prehistoric atomic snot-spewing lizard that regenerates from a frozen piece of his tail and destroys most of Copenhagen. Brilliant! The movie ends with a shot of the beast twitching foot on the ocean floor, implying, implying that Reptilicus will rise again. Then there was nothing. I think you are well-suited to write the follow-up to this seminal and important movie due to your years of film review and because you clearly have a penchant for the obscure and stupid. (laughs) I am imagining a 50-story reptilicus rising from the Atlantic Ocean then plodding west across Pennsylvania until it reaches your town, which, Reggie, isn't very far. We're we're on the East Coast.
0: Well, no, the thing is, we talked about this before. We, We had it in our head that Reggie believes we live in western Pennsylvania, but... From the Atlantic Ocean, we are west. Yeah, we are west. I know yeah. we
4: are west. So you, you keep – that's why I said. But, yeah, we're not very west. We don't – No, you don't, you don't want to Jersey, go any, I can throw a stone in New Jersey. Yeah, you don't want to go any more west than us, though. It gets, yeah. it gets like the wild west out there, Eric. It's like Hicksville. <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, where the Vauntless. monster proceeds to crush and devour all of your old high school bu- bullies. I thought it said buddies. I was going to say, who were they? <laughs> bullies. Are there any movies for which you'd like to see comic book sequels? Ooh! What would, ha- what would you have happen in them? Wow, that's a great question. And you didn't read this before, I guess. Did you no. think of it before?
0: Yeah, I have. I've thought about this many okay. times. Okay, well, what would you want? Pump- I want a sequel to Pumpkinhead called Pumpkinhead Lives. Pumpkinhead Lives? It's something I've thought about for a long time, Well, I'd finally like to see what happens when Pumpkinhead finishes his vengeance pact.
4: Oh, really? I want to have... Nobody's Um, asking you. I'm I'm going to throw mine. Ginger Dead Man. You son of a bitch. The Witching Flower. That's pretty good, actually. (laughs) That's pretty good. You know what? I just (laughs) made that up. So there. Keep going with yours, though, because I have nothing else.
0: Puppet Master Sanitarium. It's going to be a sequel to Puppet Master 2 that will expand the Puppet Master story and bridge the continuity between Puppet Master 2 and (laughs) 4.
2: Where are the crickets now?
0: That's right. Dan, (laughs) you stop it. And finally, I have uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Illuminati. Oh, The Illuminati. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time as well that it will like, make the continuity between the first four Texas Chainsaw Massacre films work together.
4: Oh, really? Uh, yes. I have another one Ooga Booga Back in Black.
0: It's well, the, the sequel to Ooga Booga is probably coming out at some point. Back in Black. Actually. That's terrible.
4: Last week in his segment, The Other Side, Ryan Bryce, Daycare Clark, mentioned that AHA's take on me was at the top of the Billboard pop charts on his birthday. While well, this made me feel very old. It does uh, me as well. Since I can succinctly, succinctly remember that song and its comic book theme video being very big, it made me wonder what songs were at the number one position of the Billboard chart when you and Jim were born. For you, I'm guessing it was La Freak by Chic, Eric. <laughs> Since you've got so much boogie in your body. Right. Jim, I'm guessing it's how you're going to keep them down on the farm after they've seen Paris by Jim, <laughs> Jim Europe's 369th Infantry Band, a very popular song immediately following World War I. How close did <laughs> I get? Thanks for the podcast. Love, Reggie the Reckless. Um, the worst thing is I was really hoping that mine was a lot better, and it, it's just as bad. It's, mine is actually, I believe, what, it was the love theme from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And I don't even remember. It was a big band deal but again this was in 1969 and i was hoping that it'd be something cool and it's not but weren't the were, beatles like
0: right around there too uh, like yeah, for that, that week it, you were born uh
4: the week before i believe get back was the one right. song uh but mine was that and it was only that one week that, <laughs> that goddamn love theme
0: from romeo and juliet uh yours is pretty cool though it's tony basil's mickey yeah that's what it is and i've loved that track my entire life so but it makes sense to me now you know why
4: a uh, guy at work, we actually were talking about this when we got the email, and the, the guy at work could not get the idea that when you were born is not when you were conceived. Yeah, he's, because he's a fucking when you conceived, that's what you conceive. No, the born, the week we were born, our birthday. Oh, oh, when you were conceived. Shut God your damn mouth. it. What is wrong shut with these people? your mouth. You know who I don't want to have shut his mouth? It's Who's that bad? Reggie. Oh, Reggie the Reckless? Yes, Reggie the Reckless, because we're now at Reggie's Recklessness, which huh. he is going to talk. I actually told him, hey, Jimmy Palmiotti thinks I'm an asshole. Can you do a Reggie's Recklessness about... Go play
0: with that. <laughs> yeah,
4: I actually... What it Really, I still hope he does this, because I want to hear what he says and the subject or what i wanted him to talk about i just want to hear him talk well what i wanted him to talk about was how um, i should take off my pants and uh, dance a little now what i wanted him to talk about was do you have to like a comic to review it that's basically what and again i want to go back to this jimmy palminati thing just oh, one second Christ. because now i'm starting to think it's weird he he really did tweet to me hey don't review this anymore that's what it really came down to. Yeah. And I don't know. I said to you, the only person who I've ever heard say anything of the sort to some uh, I- uh, reviewer, though I'm not saying we're not the New York Times or we're not the freaking New Yorker, uh, we're just idiots, but we're still reviewers. And the only other person who does something like that is that Huey Bowl, who, yeah. who tells everyone that if they don't like his shit, they're dumb and then wants to box them. <laughs> but I really, I don't know. That Jimmy Palmiotti deleted the tweet kind of makes me think that he did get away with, with something here. And I'm not trying to stir up anything. It just seems weird to say that. But I said, yeah. I'd now he's, Reg- he's
0: going to put on his Fonzie jacket and challenge you he's, to jump the shark. He's going to freaking kill me. He's going <laughs> to
4: hit that freaking jukebox and it's going to play a song without any money, Eric. And I'm a cheap man. That's like the best superpower I've ever heard in my life. Black magic right it there. It is. It's black magic. Black leather jacket magic, maybe. Ooh. But yeah, if, if Reggie, I hope not Reggie. That's early on. It's white leather jacket magic. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, he wasn't allowed the, the black leather. That would be too edgy. Uh, but yeah. Uh Reggie's not gonna talk about if you have to like something to review it. He's actually gonna talk about why superheroes never age, Eric. That is his topic. I I'm interested to hear because I don't even know what that's gonna Answer entail. they're
0: timeless. We're done.
4: Yes. Well, is that that's you're done now. I shouldn't yep. even put Reggie's thing in. No, that's it. Sorry. You always Reg. yell at me that I spoil Ryan's things. Now you just you just spoiled Reggie's recklessness. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Go on, Reggie. Do it. Heh <laughs> heh.
3: fellow comic enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Newton. As Bob Chipman, former host of review show The Big Picture on EscapistMagazine.com used to say, Comics are weird. Nothing will exemplify that fact better than an attempt to relate the events of your average superhero comic book to an uninitiated party, the results of which will make you and comic books seem ludicrously obscene, or obscenely ludicrous, depending on your style of storytelling. Regular readers take quantum concepts like multiversal time travel for granted, merely an ability allowed to a few characters that care to find it. It's no wonder that publishers are routinely compelled to reboot, to produce something all new and all different that might entice new comic book readers into the inner sanctum of their local comic book store. If they left it to fans collective babbling to pull in new readership these companies would have to close in a year. One of comics' stranger aspects is that, for the most part, the core characters do not age. Comics enthusiasts regularly comment on this to each other, to creators or publishing staff, and they are often met with the same, flat response. That's serialized fiction for you. But that isn't really true. There's lots of serialized fiction where characters' age and stories ultimately conclude. The works of Charles Dickens and Sir Arthur Cornan Doyle were serialized in magazines like the Pickwick Papers and Scribner's Monthly. Many stories featured characters that would be revisited several times over, like Sherlock Holmes, and he dies at the end of his last published work. Another reason you sometimes hear is that comics publishers want to give each generation, their versions of heroes and villains, attempting to recreate the same sense of ownership and self-projection that is only felt for comic books when one is young. But this seems like a stupid and foolhardy reason. For one thing, the easiest way to deter a young person from enjoying something is to endorse it. For another thing, the past adventures of Green Arrow are still out there, waiting to be read and considering the number of Green Arrow reprint trade collections being pumped out recently, publishers are well aware that they're all new, all different characters about gateway tales that will lure a portion of readers into previous incarnations. It seems to me that, in the interest of story, it would much behoove publishers to completely reset more than just their characters, but their entire universes at predetermined regular intervals. Wipe the slate clean force creators and editors to create something entirely new that doesn't rest on the laurels of prior accomplishments. Let the publishers put their creativity where their mouths are, so to speak. The reason, my fellow comics enthusiasts, that comic book characters do not age, why events take place in a kind of temporal stasis and writers are shy about putting definitive years within their stories, is that the characters being used are licensed for other works and products. Many will point to Warner Brothers Studios' 1979 film Superman as the first superhero franchise, but they will have disregarded Bill Dozier's 1966 Batman, or the Batman serials that also ran in tandem with feature films in the theater. They will also have denied George Reeves as Superman in his 1950s serials, or Captain America movie serials from the 1940s. In terms of successes, they will have neglected the Captain Marvel radio show, or the Spider-Man newspaper comic strip somehow conveniently forgotten the many cartoon adaptations of characters from DC and Marvel, as well as lesser known publishers like Harvey and Dell. That doesn't even begin to speak of the bedsheets, action figures, video games, and Imaginext toy sets tied to the viability of the heroes and villains that they feature. And ask any rock star besides Mick Jagger nothing makes you less viable from a commercial standpoint than growing older. The fact is that a creator, an editor, heck, maybe even a publisher may have a personal interest in storytelling, but at the end of the day, DC and Marvel both serve corporations who routinely measure the longevity of their comics publishing division against the profitability of silkscreen pint glasses, of which I do own a set depicting classic Silver Age DC comics covers. Thank you very much. There is no logical narrative reason as to why we are still reading about Batman in his twenties. By all rights he should be dead, or at least crapping into a colostomy bag at an old age home, not gallivanting around with the fourth or fifth Robin for crying out loud. What if Batman did have a finite narrative arc, say in even five hundred comic book issues of Batman depicting Bruce Wayne's dubious ascent to the Dark Knight of Gotham City, through to his aging and decline and eventual expiration. Would that be such a terrible thing? Would it not comprise a body of work that could be sought time and again by successive generations, as we do Oliver Twist and The Hound of the Baskervilles? Ah, but then the import of a Batman drink koozie might be lost, and therein lies the reason Bruce Wayne will always be Batman, forever and all time, beyond all sense of logic or reason or basic serialized story. Nothing is morally wrong with writing stories for a company's licensed intellectual property. Indeed, many independent publishers have done well with this concept in comics, like IDW Transformers and Boom Studios Adventure Time. But it is a misnomer to say that the static nature of time in comics is an inherent byproduct of its storytelling format. Characters in serialized fiction can age, as do the characters on daytime soap operas, as do the characters in some comic strips like Gasoline Alley, or for better or for worse. What you can't do is have them age and expect to simultaneously sell the same image on a t-shirt for the next decade. The rebooting and de-aging of characters is not the result of a serialized fiction. It's the outcome of corporate licensing. For Weird Science DC Comics blog at blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Newton. And this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Alright, we're back, Eric. And
0: you know who else doesn't age? Who's that? Us. We love- talk about we age every
4: goddamn day. <laughs> I look so old now.
0: Lines in my face are getting clear. Oh my good, yes.
4: Oh yes, you and your Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah, what is this? The Steven Tyler theme, we got crazy, now we got dream on. Anytime hell? I can. Uh, yes, I'm not a big Aerosmith fan like you. I know. You are though. And that's why I hate you. So <laughs> that is fair. not why. Guess what time of the podcast it is. Is that what you like to call the meat and cheese? No, oh, the meat and cheese. I never heard that. That is a good way to describe the book section of our podcast, Eric. And if you would like to go and read all of our gold standard reviews that we do of all these books, especially the flash ones, so you can find out more about it, there, manship. Go to weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com, and you can see every bit of it that gets everybody mad and hate us. <laughs> Really, uh, from now on, it would benefit us. just to what be, is doing the podcast? Just bucket. to be sunshine. And, uh, we actually, I said to you, I wanted to know, in your honest opinion, would it be easier to just do the podcast with, say, a Just for the Hell of It Monday podcast? That would be just us getting on and talking for like 45 minutes about the nonsense of whatever we come up with that day. Then on Wednesday, we'll do something called like the uh, unpacking where we talk about our initial thoughts of the books, and then Saturday night we record the review part? Or do you think it would be easier not to do the podcast and just do
0: the site? That's a very good question. I don't have an answer for you. I
4: think that the podcast thing would be a lot easier. We just talk, and the, this writing business gets, gets bad. It gets tough. And you know what? Instead, we do both. And it, it's hard, Eric. I'll I'm
0: sorry, the hardest part of the podcast is making sure that I've read everything and I have uh, notes and I'm prepared. Yeah,
4: really. Well, there you have it, too. When we talk about this, oh, I wish we could just do the books that we love. and uh, Not that we wish to do it. We have a mission statement. But it also would be so easy. These other podcasts I listen to either say a sentence about a book. Uh, really, our flash reviews are five times more than what they say and people get mad. But... If we just did like three books, say these first three books. The first three books we're doing Justice League, Superman Wonder Woman, and uh, Martian Manhunter, and then done. We're done, we go home. You mean I can watch to Ghost Adventures tonight? Boy, it'd be so much it'd be so easy. And that's what a lot of the places do. And why do we why do we torture ourselves? And in fact, I, I, Manship asked me, is like, hey, I never really asked you guys if you don't mind, but do you guys get paid to do this? If paid? Hey <laughs> I get paid. Cancun? I get paid in grief and getting yelled at. That's the currency I'm dealing in because that's I, all I get I to
0: get. ignore my girlfriend. I get
4: so much guff for doing what we do and it just gets... oh my God, it takes up all of our free time, uh, but we like doing it kind of. I don't even know anymore that I like doing it. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I, sometimes really, I, man? sometimes I wake up or, or we get done work. I'm so tired. It actually yeah. happened to me today. So we weren't even at work today. We didn't have to work this day. Shockingly. Yeah. And I just sat and thought, you know what? What if we didn't even have a site, let alone the podcast? Boy, I'd just be sitting here maybe watching movies. The Eagles were on the night. I said, air. we missed the end of the game. Yeah, we missed the end of the Eagles preseason. Even then, I was watch- the preseason game was on. I- I'm reading comics. I'm writing notes. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I didn't even get to, to really watch it. I'm I thinking actually-
0: to myself as I was watching it. I was doing the-, the notes at the same time. I was like, this is a boring game. But I don't know if it was a boring game or it's it was because yeah. I was missing all the action. Soon to start out
4: good. I'm excited. Their defense looks good, Eric. Yeah. This is now an Eagles podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. I, did Tebow even come in at all? I I Not ended up, I, saw. I ended up having to turn it off. But, again, we I that. I saw Sanchez and Barkley. Yeah, I figured that fourth quarter, Tebow time, baby. Probably. Everybody waiting for Tebow time. But let's get on the meat and cheese of it and stop. I think this. we started Eagles with just halftime. Now, I said Monday, just for the hell of it, Monday's Tuesday is Fly Eagles Fly the Eagles podcast there. <laughs> that is it. We're going to start that up, too. Uh, so if you don't like the eagles go it's
2: gonna be a freaking big wait between seasons yeah
4: well well we have a lot of other things to do as well but here we go we're gonna start with the big book of the week which always is your book and what is it this week
0: justice league number 43 written by jeff johns with art by jason fabak and brad anderson yes anderson
4: anderson mr anderson
0: the Dark Side War comes out swinging with this issue as we explore more about Batman's new godhood, Superman and Lex Luthor try to find a means to escape Apocalypse, and Darkseid comes back to Earth to reclaim his daughter and take on the Anti-Monitor in the process. And that's what I got for you.
4: Yeah. Um, I like this issue. Uh, you even said it well, right before we came back. Not tons
0: to talk about. Um,
4: I, I got one big thing. What, that Batman's
0: a dick? <laughs> no, no, not even that. No, the the, the main thing that I gleaned from reading this book is yeah. I love the Mobius chair. Yeah, yeah. Instead of page after page of exposition to get the Just League caught up on who's what's going down and who's who, we got the freaking Mobius chair to give Batman info, and he just drops it one goddamn dialogue balloon. He just
4: drops, he just drops knowledge bombs, you're saying? Knowledge bombs, right I'll left tell and you. then drops the mic. I'll tell you, yeah, I'm really, drop dropped the mic All right. I, I like how he just keeps rising up above. <laughs> <Jesse Lee>. <laughs> it I also have to admit, I like to see that Flash is kind of recovering, Eric. Remember I mentioned that he was... That bitch and, came out my yeah, mouth. And he does pretty much call that out, too. Yeah. That it's pretty tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can... There's, I, I can
0: still taste her. Yeah, I...
4: Again, Calaback starts off the issue. He's badass.
0: I don't even care about Caleback. Yeah. Honestly, that part wasn't even needed in my mind. Um,
4: my favorite part, like, I'm sure your favorite part was Batman with the Mobius chair, you said, correct? Yes. I, actually, I just love
0: the Mobius chair in I general have, because I, uh, of how this, it makes com- – I want every comic to have a Mobius chair. Yeah.
4: I love Lex and Superman. That's my favorite part because they are such a odd team. They're, yeah. They don't want to be together, but they're forced to. And they help like each the other. odd couple, yeah, they are the odd couple, and I really, really, really liked when they showed his non working x ray vision superman that is. I thought that was awesome, I thought really? that was really good, and the only thing too, I'm thinking as it's going, I'm like, are they hinting at the losing the power here somehow, and like this depowerment? of course it wasn't. this is not in whatever, this no, is it's outside not continuity. continuity. It's, it is the kind con- who different, knows? Different timeline. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, boy, it's earlier in the timeline. But boy, it, it is funny that there, because there's no sun, he is losing his power. In a, I'm calling shenanigans. In the time, well, again, maybe it's the depower. It's funny, though. It's not the depower. I know it isn't, but it's so weird that it's happening at a time when the other books are doing the depowerment,
0: and it just came off odd. Uh, yeah, I got this line in my notes here. I know the big thing right now is having a depowered Superman, but goddamn, did this issue show me the fastest depowerment of Superman that we've seen in like in a long ass time. Yeah, it is, and he's on Apocalypse, and just because there's no sun, he immediately starts losing his powers.
4: That's
0: right, he's losing it. He's bleeding. Uh, I've seen I've seen Kryptonians last a long ass. Time. How huh. long did they last on freaking uh the Convergence planet? A, a bit.
4: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. At the one point, he still does that crazy smash into the ground. That uh, I mean, he's still powered. He's just he's bleeding.
0: Now he's losing um, power like a green, green Lantern ring. Yeah, he's losing it pretty
4: fast. But I really like the. I really actually like the panel where um, Superman basically says, "Well, you know, what are you staring at?" And I'm telling you, Jason Farnbach All right, draws that was Lex. a great panel. I'll so give you that. So good. The, the expression on Lex's face. And again, it's not like. Uh, like he's happy. He's very yeah. concerned. I mean, I He, he realized at that moment they are fucked. Well, at that and also in this whole issue, you get the idea that Lex deep down does care a bit more about Superman than Superman cares about yeah. Lex uh because of up. He's not with. the big
0: bad that we've come to know in the Bay.
4: No, no. And again, the, this issue you gave it a really good review. Uh, but I
0: really enjoyed the issue.
4: But there's a lot of there's like um like all the stuff with Mr. Miracle. I mean... You li- I like all that. Yeah, you like all that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm telling you, about halfway through, about the time when they start talking about uh, Marina Black yeah. with uh, the Moby's chair, with Batman on the Moby's chair, I'm telling you, the dialogue seemed to go a little south for me. It seemed a little odd. There were points in this where it's probably the first time in a Jeff Johns book that I kind of lost track at some points of who was saying what, uh, especially at the point where you have um, Metron the, shackled, the Metron shackled, and and even with uh, Mr. Miracle talking to him, and then when he grabs the lasso, yeah. I'm telling you, it got a little confusing to me a bit. And that has, I'm telling you, that's never happened in a Jeff Johns book for me. I, I liked it. I yeah. I, I thought it, it was it was okay. Um, I didn't like this as much as I think you did. Well, issue. I'm saying
0: the whole th- the biggest problems I have with this issue is the ultra fast goddamn depowerment, now and then the quick fix to that because I-, I love I I'm saying I love what the characters are doing with it. I just don't like the situation in general how Jeff Johns explained it because we have Lex and Superman on Apocalypse. Yep. Superman is quickly getting drained of power, and Lex has to fight off all these killer slaves. Yeah, the slaves are there, like we said before, and the, then uh, Lex has a goddamn brainstorm. You know what I'm going to do, Superman? I'm going to drop you into this fire pit because for some reason, somehow, fire pits give off solar radiation. Well, and
4: I'm telling you, I I really cry bullshit on that uh, more than what you're saying because earlier, uh, it's Superman who says, oh, this is the slave part, right? Yeah. And Lex has no idea and goes, what do you mean you think? You, you've been here. Lex should not know anything about Apocalypse.
0: Right. I'm and, saying he might have scanned it, but I'm saying in my mind, I'm not a rocket surgeon. Don't get me wrong here. Yeah. I have no recollection of solar pits ever being goddamn, like, give off solar no, radiation. I guess,
4: uh, fire pits, the fire pits of Apocalypse. I guess maybe, again, maybe deep down this is Lex trying to kill him. Maybe he's... Tra-
0: now, no, maybe there's he- absolutely no good. way maybe he lets do this. He's, maybe too, he- he's too into self-precipitation. I know, I
4: know. But maybe he... I don't... It just seems and, odd.
0: And not only that, not only this whole thing, but Superman does get powered up. Yeah, yeah. But he comes out with a darker edge. He's all black now, screaming, I'm going to kill you, Luther.
4: Yeah, he's like... Uh, again, you're getting the idea that then that if our son was quote-unquote bad, that he would be bad it's like
0: the well he, apocalypse is a living thing where yeah. you know, it gives off a dark energy of its own so if you expose to like uh, like he's like a, a sponge like superman is he might suck in that dark I, energy he through must
4: this. i mean obviously that's what happened
0: but it's and, bullshit for the amount of times that superman has been on apocalypse not in this continuity but in general it just seems really wrong to me to say all of a sudden yes these fire pits they will power you back up but you know what don't get too close because they're going to give you an attitude yeah yeah
4: and um uh the other thing like you said he he de- you can you can let the depowerment being quick kind of pass cuz that's all that was is to set up for him to get this dark energy yeah. and uh, I mean it's it was all a setup. We well, ain't got enough to worry and, you know, about. They we could, got the anti-monitor
0: dark side. Now we got a dark ass superman. But I know sometimes
4: we'll complain about things being set up too long. This did seem very quick but maybe well, everything you know it's mean, it means the Mobius to an chair
0: enemy. this. Yeah. It's uh, moving along, man. It is moving along.
4: It's it's going fast paced, that's for sure. Um I'll tell you the whole thing with Grail and Marina but hey, I, I don't know. Again, a little bit that part seemed to be confusing a bit to me i don't know and then i love wonder woman she's like hey you know, you know that story about odysseus he and then she stops goes eh, it doesn't matter <laughs>
0: like, really i want to know now i got a question here it's like wonder woman goes into battle i'm not completely sure who she's siding with from what yeah, we got yeah. this issue both of these big bads are world killers in this continuity so who would you choose jim who would you join up all the heroes to battle against in this scenario
4: I would, what, is it, what, Dark side
0: versus... No, I'm saying, though, you and all the heroes, you're together. Okay. You have Dark Side and you have the anti-monitor on, you, on your world. Their fight is going to destroy the world. Who are you going to fight? I
4: think I would fight the anti-monitor.
0: You think so? Yep. I think, um, I think I would, too, just because I think Dark Side is too important of a character to let go.
4: Yeah,
2: I, like if
0: we destroy the anti-miner, it really doesn't do shit for the. I'm, and I'm talking from a comic book reader, not actually okay, hearing. Yeah, fighting. I thought
4: you were actually talking. About the girl I was I'm but, like but now I'm getting away from now. that. I now know, I'm, I'm just, getting away from that. I just said anti minor because I was looking at the picture and he looks more badass. Because I'm of saying, him. well, the
0: anti-miner would destroy universes before you know, and like the Earth yeah. was the main hub of any universe. That's where we had the Earth one, Earth two, whatever. Darkseid's doing the same goddamn shit here. Yeah. He's already destroyed Earth 2. anti destroyed Earth 3. What do mm-hmm. we got? We got the same character, essentially, now, fighting each other.
4: Well, I'll tell you what I would do and why they aren't doing it, and if they don't, it's bullshit. I would sit and watch them fight. They are going to fight each other. Yes. That's going to destroy the world. destroy a lot, but then you swoop in near. You let them thin out Let them destroy Detroit, and then swoop in. Let them, them thin out in. a little. Detroit's already destroyed, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they'll fight in Detroit, and it'll come out better. Nice. Um... Yeah, I would. I would certainly let them fight it out a little, and then, like I always do, you go with the winner. Now, I, I would just let them thing the ranks a bit while this is going on. Then you have to swoop in before all you know all hell breaks loose. Literally, um, I don't know. It just this this issue. I have loved this story up till now, and I still like it. This issue just seemed. Maybe it was that things were rushed a little too much. Um, while I was reading it, it just it just. I was confused a bit. And I was not. That never really happens to me on a Jeff Johns book. I just, the whole, maybe not confused, but the whole Grail thing and Caliban,
2: I it just, it, I don't care. I just want to see them fight
0: now. <laughs> and <laughs> no, you I just want them see all it, to you, die. You want to watch wrestling is what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, I want to watch wrestling. I, I, the, the whole you know what movie. makes this issue the best issue probably so far, besides for the small, I'm oh, not small moments, they're big moments, but like in like small sections of the comic, like yeah. Batman becoming the Bat God and all that stuff. Yeah. This was probably my favorite issue because Mr. Miracle doesn't get his ass kicked in this issue yeah, like every doesn't. other
4: one. Yeah, because he's just talking. You wait till next issue. He was just talking in every other one kicked. and he got his ass kicked. Yeah, he's going to get his ass kicked next issue, I, I bet you. But yeah, he's going to um, boom tube out of there real it's fast. It's 22. I, I don't know. The panel, I'm looking at it right now when the both sides are going against each other. Yeah. It did kind of like, like well, oh my God, the war's on. <laughs> yeah like fight is on boys i i thought it was it's gonna, gonna be a last a little before that fight but yeah the fight's on
0: that's and... the worst too because wonder woman and all them they freaking boom tube back to the fight they're gonna take on anti and grail and then dark side shows up and then they see each other like you know it's like godzilla and king kong at that yeah. moment yeah. and like okay i guess we better pick but what was that story about odysseus ah it doesn't matter let's yep. get into the shit
4: yep let's go to it and that's that's that i love the art uh but I thought that the story, maybe it was just a little too rushed, but I got a little bit confused
1: at parts.
0: I love this story because it was high on action and it furthered the whole story along to an It gave it to interesting places with great art throughout. All right.
4: What'd you get? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I probably would have given it an eight, maybe even a seven nine. So take that.
0: Seven nine is bullshit. Yeah, probably an
4: eight. I mean, it's still a really good issue. It just, I, I don't know. It, I, it, it didn't hit hard to me and it should have all the stuff that happens to that should have been just awesome. And,
0: Oh, you this know what? Dark
4: Superman at the end and all that. And it just kind of, it just didn't hit with
0: me. One thing we didn't touch on, which I actually thought was a really cool aspect is, um, Batman's Mobius chair cannot give him any information about the anti-monitor, yeah, the anti-monitor which is monitor. cool yeah. because that was originally the anti-monitor's chair. Yep. He is Mobius. Yep. And to get more information, he decides, I guess the chair tells him, that he's going to go travel the multiverse to find answers, which yeah, I think is awesome. Cool. I hope they devo- like devote an entire issue to that. And Green Lantern's going with him.
4: I I get the idea. He on his way into yeah, that I road trip. Did. I I, years. I get the idea. He it didn't even say they needed some male bonding. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of came off weird too. It's like, Hal, <laughs> shut your mouth. Um, I have a feeling that he's going to get lost in time and become a caveman, Eric. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Don't you Grant, Grant Morrison. Of that it's I hated Andy that Grant Morrison. All right, let's move on to the next one, which is going to be Superman Wonder Woman number 20. It is written by Peter J. Tomasi, with art by Doug Mankey, Jamie Mendoza, Sean Parsons, and Will Quintana. And Quintana. Peter, Peter J. Tomasi, recent fan of the site or friend of the site. I don't know if he's a fan, but he follows us on Twitter. We'll see what happens with them five questions. I'm going to name drop with that. The true story continues this week, and we get a book that has its share of good, bad, and very odd. I really enjoyed that Superman finally explains why he had a secret identity, and it goes beyond the generic protect those he loves. Meanwhile, the U.S. government is doing strange experiments. Steve Trevor feels really out of place here, and we get to see Obama and Diana. Oh, we get to see Obama. Meanwhile, Diana is off doing her own thing, which also feels odd. The issue ends with Obama caring Uh. caring for Superman enough to tell him where his friends were taken. And Wonder Woman using her lasso to make what appears to be a documentary on what it is to love Clark Kent and Superman.
0: <laughs> All right, I didn't hate this issue, Eric. I didn't hate it either, but I did not care for it that much. Um, Nothing really goes down in this issue. Yeah, and it's like it's like Tomasi realized too halfway through running. Oh my God, nothing's happened yet. <laughs> um, throwing parasite.
4: Yeah, that's that's really odd. But again, um, the last time we talked about this book a month ago. Uh, it ended th- with us thinking that he Clark was going to confront the president. I yeah. told you bullshit. There is no way that's the president. They're not going to have him in that darkness where he just comes. And also, he only knocked out two guards to get to the president. That is nonsense. <laughs> Secret service. Nonsense. Uh, and it happens to be Steve Trevor. And Steve Trevor really feels out of place here because this is a guy who I, I don't know. I don't know if I could say that he is a friend of Superman. But he's kind I, of
0: pissed that he's banging his ex-girlfriend, he, so I think. I think he
4: might have an issue with that. But at points, he has to have some respect for him, correct? He was the liaison yes, for the he Justice has to. League. He, he
0: knows Superman up close and personal. Yes,
4: he's singing. If, if anybody would know, like any person outside of the Justice League and a couple of select people, he's one of the persons who would know the sacrifice that these guys have gone through and what Superman has done and what he, you know, things that people, normal people wouldn't know. Yeah. And he should never come off as a guy who's pissed off at Superman for having a secret identity.
0: Hell, they used to hang out at the same places. Yeah. And last. Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh! oh, they're both eating at the Y, Eric.
4: Ooh, <laughs> at gross. the Y. Oh, uh, yes. Um, last week I said to you, we were talking, was it Action Comics last week?
0: Uh, Batman Batman Superman. Superman
4: uh batman superman i said to you what when the hell is superman gonna step up and tell people why he had a goddamn secret identity this is nonsense there's a reason why and these people and here it is they tell him and that was really
0: great scenes but probably the best part of the book
4: he tells steve trevor um why he has a secret identity and yes it was great and it it also again it seemed like if this was a movie this would be a speech with, like, dramatic music behind him, but he sang. And, it, it, and if it was
0: the 90s, it would have been a saxophone. That's right.
4: And it boiled down to basically Superman, uh, Clark Kent, wanted a full life. He didn't want to just be Superman. He doesn't want to just save the world. He wanted something else, and that was his other life where he was a guy who grew up in Kansas, you know, the human part of him. and He wanted a full life, and I love that. I still think he should have a press conference and tell the whole world that, and they could all shut their mouth. Um but yeah they wouldn't though. And Steve Trevor kinda he he kinda does
0: He gets uh, on the Superman trolley. Yeah, by he's the on end, the Superman like.
4: trolley a bit, but he still he comes off. And the other thing I said, I'm gonna tell you, I'm I'm kind of tooting my own horn here. Huh. Last week I said what was really odd is that nobody has come out and said, hey, Superman having a secret identity is bullshit. So is Batman. And so is Flash. And they, these people all have secret identities. And this issue, Tomasi seems to be like, boy, we better say something about that. And this <laughs> is the stupidest reasoning I've ever heard. <laughs> it is very it, stupid. It is so stupid. He says, what does he say? The reason is... Uh, it's because they wear masks, and in some we trust them more now because we know they're hiding way, something. Yeah, in some twisted way, they're already hiding something so that we don't. They're um, on Front Street that they're hiding something. It seems real bullshit. Wait, it said, wearing a mask to protect your civilian identity is more honest in a twisted way. <laughs> like what? That is so. In retrospect, where they had the story of the secret identity, and didn't realize that oh my god, you know what? All these others have it, and why aren't they being hated on?
0: And now and they're it, saying like, now we don't even trust Aquaman or Wonder yeah, Woman or yeah. Cyborg. What is Cyborg hiding? You think I he's know. going out there on having a fucking part-time job? Yeah,
4: it's so stupid. I I don't know. It's re- and actually to go back to Justice League, I know we already talked about it. I really didn't like that part where Cyborg's telling Batman, "Hey." Uh, you know, I got hooked up to a mother box, and it almost blew my... Shut up, Cyborg. I thought Cyborg. that was cool. You're not Batman, Cyborg. That's shut all up. I kept saying. Like, oh, God. Oh, shut up, Cyborg. I hope that in this book, they do get mad at Cyborg and rip him the hell apart. Jesus. Sell him for
0: scrap metal, Eric. You need Vic alone.
4: Who do you think you are, Vic?
0: Ay, ay, ay. But then in the meantime... The Hold fourth... on a oh, About that... this whole thing with Steve Trevor, though, yeah. the weirdest part of this line... It's like, in my mind, it looked like Superman was rehearsing this in front of a mirror. Yeah,
1: it does. And
0: Steve Trevor could have thrown a wrench in this right from the beginning. Because it starts out where he's like this. Do you wear your uniform in the bed? No. Do you wear your holster in the shower? No. Do you always get a good night's sleep? And he says yes, which is very odd to me that Steve Trevor would always get a good night's sleep. And now, if if he would have said no, Superman had no speech going on after that.
4: I I actually, if I was Steve Trevor, I know how I am. He's seen some shit. I'm such a jerk. You say, do you wear your uniform to bed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to get up early and, and have it on. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do, do you have your uh, holster? Of course it, it I do. It pays to There's, be safe. Of course I do. There's some bad people out there. <laughs> Everybody always tells me to use protection. Uh, do you get a good night's sleep? I haven't slept in 10 years, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Now, the, the problem is Steve Trevor should have never been there. It should have been Amanda Waller. But the only thing that that throws a wrench in, Amanda Waller would never be allowed to sit in the president's chair. It's so stupid. Everything seemed to be forced in. Again, I said in the beginning, I didn't hate this Whoa, session. whoa,
0: whoa. Why would Amanda Waller never be because but Steve she's, Trevor? Because
4: Steve Trevor is that, uh, He's he seems more like Amanda Waller is this let her do her suicide squad stuff. I don't think people really like her. She, she's dangerous. I don't think she'd be allowed to sit in the president's chair. Do you? Yes, I don't think so. I do not think so. Plus, she's a woman, Eric. Oh my God! Here, here's the real thing. <laughs> uh, no. Bring it on out. No, I, um, I always think that they they look at her with her Suicide Squad as like almost like a loose cannon. She was the but,
2: head of
0: Argus.
4: Yeah, I just yeah, Argus is not
2: good. They're yeah, bad. that's Eric. what Steve Trevor is. They're
4: bad, but Argus. I don't know. I'm talking in circles here. I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed like Steve Trevor was there just to. You're to, a woman to, hater. Were, I know. Again, you get the idea though that they were they were trying to get. Um Superman there, so that he can yell at Steve Trevor and they can see what he really feels, and then Obama comes flying out of the the curtain from the yeah. curtain what 's weird is how how did they know he was going there? I guess maybe they got reports he was heading there, but
1: I'm sure they're all on the case
0: about this whole thing, I especially think, after they stole his house.
4: No, I, I actually think that it's that snow globe. That It was some mind control, <laughs> that snow globe. But yeah, and like you just said, in the meantime, it appears that the government is involved in some really odd experiments. I don't on. know what they're doing. I don't either. They're rebuilding his boyhood home. And what are they doing
0: with those bodies? They're digging up his family. They're digging up they're, the they're family testing.
4: It, doesn't it not look like they're hooking it up to some machine? Yeah. It doesn't look like they're looking to see. Like I thought at first when they were digging up the bodies, they were going to check if the, any of his uh, relatives were, yeah, if the kids were, aliens, were aliens. If they were aliens, it, it doesn't seem to be that way. I, I don't, are they going to bring them back to life? They're it's going to be up. like freaking. Was it Hornerville? Yeah. Now here we go again, Harville They're hooking.
0: They're doing something with those things. I don't know what. And they're, not only that. So we got, the government has taken his family home, yes. his dead relatives, yes. and some of the most important people yes. in his life and some of the most obscure.
4: Oh, I, I, I have it there. First off, I'll tell you, the only reason that it seems to me this part's even in is to give Diana something to do because she's in the, the title of the <laughs> book. It feels off. When Superman left and went to go to the White House, I know what I have to do. He went off to the White House. How, what, how does Wonder Woman even know about any of this other stuff? All of I have a sudden no she's idea. off uh, trying to break them out. And it, she's in an
0: Argus facility yeah, freaking breaking shit how up. How
4: does she know this and why is she there? Superman told her to stay put. <laughs> she's supposed to stay in that.
2: Uh, there you, you know, go again. That, yeah, stay put. Woman hating.
4: Make me a turkey Popeye, Wonder Woman. <laughs> you sit there in my first Fortress of Solitude and play with my action figures like Eric Shea, America's Sweetheart. That's right. But, yeah, the government is also— dead. I would have stayed. I was actually trying to think of the word. I'm a good boy. Would you say that they captured these people? Do you think that they arrested them? Or I, Kidnapped. I, ended, up, I ended up putting detained.
0: Detained is a good word.
4: It's a weird—because dis- I don't know what they're doing. But they have they have taken Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Cap Jim. Grant, Perry White, Lana Lang, Steele. his greats, What's it?
0: Why would they do that? Superman has a very particular set he of skills that he's re- acquired and, over and a long career. He's about to great ass.
4: He has a <laughs> gra- he ha- they're grade school teachers there. You now, you got my train of thought off with your my bad. St- stupidity. Taken. And a guy from
0: the corner, Eric. The guy from the, the guy corner. From I the was Clark- really hoping it was a reimagined Bibbo when you were talking to me earlier. Yeah. But now, just some guy from Smallville. And you
4: know what's funny? The guy from Mr. Smallville. Mr. Santiago. Yeah, Mr. Santiago. It, he actually has, like, the most poignant thing to say about <laughs> Clark and all that. But in the meantime, all this is happening. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get these panels where all of them are talking about what Superman, like, what they he meant to them, what they know about him, what they know about the depowerment, what they know about the... Um, more the secret identity. It's more focusing on the secret identity. And you have like Jimmy's there. Yeah, he, he told me about the secret identity and I'd take a bullet for that guy. And then you got, you know, all of them are going on and on. And then it comes to the, the end where it's Lois about and you, it pulls back and you see that it is Wonder Woman with her lasso
0: around them. Yes.
4: And why?
2: What, to get what the is, truth,
0: Jim. But
4: what, but
2: she, it's what the
0: story arc is called, the truth. And, and, and that's what but, she wants. But
2: what truth is she trying to find out? Because, their
0: truth.
4: Because Lois broke the story. If she has anything that she wants the truth.
0: I have no idea. I don't man. know. It comes off to
4: me as if she almost doesn't trust him herself and wants to know what these people think. It seems odd. But again, you know what I learned? Perry White is a piece of shit. Oh my God. That yeah. guy, every the issue. Of the story. Every issue, the guy is worse and worse. What a jerk. He's a douchebag, Eric. Great Caesar's ghost. I'm telling you, when this is all resolved. If he goes back to the day, I'll kill him. He better go with Cat. And I damn like, right. Yeah. It's funny that Cat Grant actually likes uh, Clark more than Superman. <laughs> I think that he's got to think for glasses. Yeah, I think that they were banging before when they had Clark Catropolis or Cat Catropolis, whatever that. Clark Catropolis. Clark Catropolis. That goddamn blog. Why don't we have Cat Grant working with us? That's it. We're gonna find a girl. Because you never have site.
0: pants on.
4: Well, we're gonna call whatever girl. You know, Susie. Tompkins joins us. Let's, up let's with, call her Johanna. We're just going to call we're going to call her Cat Grant. That's going to be <laughs> our thing, Cat Grant. You know what else I don't like about these websites, these other sites oh, and Jesus podcasts? Christ. Here I go. I hate when I look like I'll review uh, Bleckner, Right. and then I look and I see these sites that they don't let these people review any other book but when when these books come out all of a sudden the women come out of that it's like oh, it's almost like yelling for them to, to make them a potpire oh jesus all of a sudden they okay here we go it's it's prez okay here you go girls it gets on my nerves i see this too i'm not just making this up <laughs> I, i'm not i i don't see i see these certain sites and i see who does reviews i'm like oh this guy and that guy all of a sudden it's black canary and it's you know Susie Franklin. Like, Who's the Susie Franklin? I never see. Her. And then I look, and it seems like Susie Franklin only reviews uh, superhero girl books. Bunch of bullshit. Oh jeez. Bullshit. You know who does most of those books on our site? Me. I'm our girl, Eric.
0: Really? Because I really thought I have the majority of the books most week.
4: No, not not of the women books. I'm saying like these, like Gotham Academy. Before I gave it to Joel. Joel's our girl. <laughs> he is our press. woman.
0: And Prez, and Prez, but yeah. also
4: like Black Canary, Harley, all Didn't these. Did
0: you try sites. to get uh, uh, Harley Power Girl on Joel this week?
4: I did. I'm trying. I'll mention it later. I have a call. So Joel and... is our girl. Okay. Joel is our girl. From now on, Joel, your name is Cat Grant. <laughs> I don't know. It just gets on my nerves that they, they give these books to girls just because they're girls, it seems. I'm call- I think they're sexist. That's what I say. Every other site put on it. But you're
0: sexist. Wow. Oh. I don't think I am. I Wouldn't let know. a woman sit in a presidential no, chair. She's, braf, braf, she's
2: braf. more of a, a, she is a loose cannon. Amanda what's the what not and you know
4: what Stan, what
0: Superman told her to what is,
4: what is the worst thing that happens what's in this is issue? Women's review what's, in girl what's, books? what's the first worst thing that happens in this issue? You already said it. What, the parasite yeah, The parasite. What's parasite part of? They even spell e. it Argus. out this. No, he's a part of the Suicide Squad. They, they spell it out. <laughs> so there, that's why Amanda Waller's not in the chair. And really, that is another reason why she should have been. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't think they would have done it. They should have been because all of a sudden Parasite comes out for no reason. Except, a age, at least. Uh, except to prove that Superman has no power. Or depowered, and also to protect Obama.
0: And no, no bullshit. That fucking parasite came out. He was going to attack Obama. I
4: know. Well, I'm telling you, it was. I hope that
0: that guy better have lost his goddamn job.
4: It's so funny because he should have been he should have been court-martialed and shot on site right then, judge, jury, executioner, Eric. And I've told you this before. I hate when comics throw in real people. And when I saw Obama, I shook my head. I'm like, really. And now you're a race. No, no, I just, I just <laughs> don't like it. It throws me out of the, the comic. I like my comic world. And, and DC is in a very odd position nowadays where they have their made-up world, but they're really starting to change. Branch it out, yeah. Well, the JLA is taking place in New York. You have a lot of stuff like, like that.
0: Like Hawkman was based out of uh, New York. Uh, Static Shock was based out of New York. Yeah,
4: I, I don't like uh, Shazam, that. Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't like
0: that. Uh, Green Arrow was moved to Seattle. Keep
4: going because I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like, like, next thing, uh, Taylor Swift is going to show up singing a song. And like, it's, like Reggie said, dating Bruce Wayne. And that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be taking that picture. Uh, yes, I'm looking at my notes to see if I have any. Uh, I really like the art of this issue. Yeah, it was um, really good. I, I don't know. I just, I, I like the part with Superman and his identity. I don't really like the whole part with Wonder Woman. And I don't know what well, they're up to. But it didn't make any sense. I don't know what they're up to. Uh, but in the end, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10.
0: Well, I'm saying the action in this book was nonsense because it was really forced with this parasite bit, yeah, yeah. and Wonder Woman had no reason to be in the issue, and the whole book really should have just been Superman talking out his problems to the president, yeah. which is a boring-ass book, so you have to have something,
1: but I, they had nothing.
4: They were walking around, holding yeah. hands. I, yeah, and South like yard. you said, the, the other things were forced, and you could tell. They were thrown in there to to make it a full issue, I guess. But, yeah, it seemed odd. I don't even know where the story's going. But, yeah, I liked it better than some of these truth issues. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't complete nonsense. It was my favorite, but it did resolve a little bit of what I said about Superman's identity. Yeah, it actually gave you exactly what you wanted.
0: Well, what what would you give Uh, Between a 6 and a 6.5. So that's about the
4: same. But, yeah, yeah, your next book I loved.
0: So do I. Martian Manhunter number 3, written by Rob Williams, with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, and Gabe Tieb. Yep. Martian Manhunter is dead, and with him the hopes of the white Martians who planned on using him as a weapon to resurrect Mars. <laughs> you like that? I like it. The reimagined Malifalak though thinks that the weapon is still viable and only spread out across the world. To help him track down these pieces, he uses some Martian voodoo to create a Martian man-eater and his quest to tr- uh, for his quest to track down his, this weapon of his. Boy, it feels good to be right, because we see throughout this issue that Agent Wessel and Mr. Biscuits are all part of our favorite Martian, John Johns. Yep. That's what I got for you, boy. I actually boy.
4: put in my thing after Martian Manhunter 3, continuing the We Told You So vibe. Because, <laughs> yeah, you called it. You said that all those parts were all part of a Martian Manhunter that's going to reform.
0: Pearl, Agent Wessel, Mr. Biscuits. Yep. I want to say there's somebody else, but. Uh, and I told
4: you, I love this issue. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Though we say I gotta that say every that, time and yeah. we go on for hours. is
0: a dick I want to start with.
4: Well, first off, I'm glad that you had to say the name because this is one I realized when I miss saying names all the time. It's because when I saw that name, I didn't even try to say I just go on. I'm like, okay, that's him.
0: Oh, uh, well, Malafalak I've known from before. Okay, uh, But um, this is a reimagined version of him. But, Sam, imagine there you are doing your job, right? Yep. When your supervisor comes along. At the cardboard
4: along, box factory. At the I'm cardboard my box job. factor. Okay. Kill your job.
0: All right. And then your supervisor comes along and smashes you together with a few other dudes. Okay,
4: that's happened a couple of times. I didn't like it, but I went with it. I, I have to pay not, the bills there.
0: Don't worry, man. It's not in a don't-make-it-obvious kind of way.
4: Okay, okay. Not that type of a smashing guys together. No no, 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 no. video cameras there or anything No sandwiches. Like okay. No okay.
0: suitcases. So,
4: yeah, then I'd probably be pissed off.
0: God damn it. I'm saying he just comes out of nowhere. You know what? You guys are doing your job. But you know what? I need a man-eater. A Martian man-eater. Spwa voodoo. Boom. I love that name, Martian man-eater.
4: Martian man-eater. He, I like that he also says black Martian magic. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> what are you t- This is odd.
0: No, but but no, you, get, I, you get some good strides here. Finding out that the white Martian invasion is actually uh, something they're doing to resurrect Mars. And that's really cool to me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. I love it. I I like Wessel, too, and boy, he... I'm
0: so-so on Wessel. I,
4: I like him, and I like him in this, but it does when... Well, he's with that kid. Yeah. And boy, that kid is so I, I want to call him Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he is freaky. Holy crap. But he does kind of lead him into realizing what he is, and he is... Quid part, pro quo, Agent Wessel. Yeah, he's part Quid pro of, quo. He's part of John Johns, and again, when he goes out, he calls his supervisor and all this, he's... he's having a, a breakdown because this kid has fucked with him so much and now he doesn't know what he What's is. What's your brother like, Agent Wessel? And so he, um,
0: Where's he from? All of a sudden,
4: <laughs> Jeff, Marcia Manor shows up and starts telling him what to
0: do. Correct? Oh, yeah. It's like um, a it's, subliminal yeah, kind of image yeah. in his head. It's, he's like, Like who are you? I'm you. No, I'm Dar. Like my brother's name's Daryl. No, it isn't. And his fucking mind is blown, and then he realizes his whole life is a lie. It was brilliant.
4: Then he starts telling, and it reminded me a lot of Morpheus telling Neo what to do at the beginning of the Matrix. The Matrix keeps coming up, but it kind of felt like that to me. Like you have to run now and go this way, and he just (laughs) he takes off. And again, the art in this is so good in this issue and it's not just because of that but it's what how the art tells the story as well where you see earth destroy like wessel's head goes from earth and And like mars crashing into it crashing into it it's so good and i mean right there just shows you what is happening to him uh in his head and just everything i thought that was really good um again my he, brother's name is daryl yeah yeah he has he has no brother eric and and it seems the one thing uh, other other group was p-funk yeah p-funk he, no, p-funk uh what this actually really i like this issue shows too is it's not just the martians that are hanging out up there they have infiltrated the world and yeah I, and so, shit's I about go- to happen
0: I wonder what that little handicapped murdering kid has to play in all this because he killed his mother, and he says to Agent Wessel that it was because she was a Martian. So I'm guessing that makes him half Martian. That's why he knows what he knows. Yeah. His mind is just on, like, open frequency the whole time. I think that
4: he's like that. Yes, he's half Martian, open frequency, and he's crazy as well. I yeah. do think he's still just insane.
0: Oh, yeah, he is Hannibal Lecter. I yeah. don't I don't know what the kid's name is. I, I'm, I don't know if they've told us. They probably did in the first issue. Probably, I don't yeah. remember. It's fucking Hannibal Lecter yeah. in a wheelchair.
4: They, um... The way um uh, it's um
0: Quite a pro quality yeah <laughs> I, I,
4: <laughs> he's just i think, like you said, I think he's a wild card, I think that he is something that never should have happened yeah, and it's it's screwed up everything, and it, again, it didn't screw up everything, but they probably would have killed Wessel and stopped the whole thing or captured him what What do you think they would do? Do you think they're just trying to gather the pieces to make Martian Manhunter and then make him be the weapon again? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Not, because they seem to really want to be killing things, even though they say they're not.
0: Well, I'm saying, though, they uh, if they kill him, I don't know if it's the same thing. They might want to kill Daryl and keep the Martian Manhunter part. Uh, not Daryl. Daryl's his fucking brother. Yeah. Uh, Agent Wessel. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: maybe, I'm saying maybe it's they want to kill that part of him that he believes to be true, but there's still the Martian Manhunter part is still there. I don't yeah. know. They're going to extract it from his, you know, not brain.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um. And then on, he t- did. You get the idea that he took the kid with him? All of a sudden, the kid was. Oh no! With he, him?
0: he he kidnapped that yeah, kid. Yeah, I,
4: I did. I don't know why. I must have went real.
2: He went fast, down fast to the morgue,
0: down. burned I know his mother, did that. saw he was a Martian. she was and then took the hell off yeah. with the kid well i know he went
4: and got the kid that seemed like you know i wouldn't have went back and got that goddamn. no kid he's a fucking psychopath he's a freak he wanted the goddamn he wanted to get off the case he, yeah. he didn't want to sit there with him next thing he's saving him but i guess kid was right and he wants to probably know he probably just wants to know what the fuck else you know about
0: me He's
1: yeah. kind of
4: a bitch freak <laughs> speaking of freaks eric you get to see mr biscuits
0: Oh, yeah, because like, when the, um, Wessel drives away on the ambulance, he's you know getting away from the freaking white Martians. Yep. The Martian man-eater shows up. God, I love that name. you love it. And Mr. Biscuits comes to save the day.
4: Yeah, Mr. Biscuits, I, I question why that kid's with him, the girl. That's uh, his best friend. I know, but she I gave think him the best friend. He probably should have told her to stay at home. She's in some real big trouble here, a little well, kid. I don't he's think like me with my real... kids, listening to freaking <laughs> fuck the police. He is not a good... Uh, a responsible adult. He's got the mind of a child. But, yeah, at the end, then he takes off his little mask. and. and gets I'm
0: saying thing. Mr. Biscus is the Elephant Man version of Martian yeah. Manhunter. I oh, so freaky looking, but
4: I loved it. Uh, again, there's not a ton. Maybe it is. Maybe when we don't hate, uh, there's not much to talk exactly. about. Exactly. I thought it loved everything. This, bam, this, right through this, it. Yeah, this issue was just, it just felt right, Eric. It felt right. Yeah, right. I like, love this new direction like me and you Manhunter. spooning on a Saturday night doing the podcast. Am I the
0: big spoon or little spoon?
4: You're actually you're taller than me, but for some reason you're the little spoon.
0: That's what I would think too. And
4: it's funny too. People seem to think we do this by Skype. Actually, we're just laying next to each other. <laughs> Cuddling.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this issue. I love everything that the creative team is doing here. I yeah. gave it an 8.8 out of ten. I wanted to give it nine. But I gave the last issue a 9, and I liked that one just a little bit I, more. I would
4: have probably given this a 9 to a nine five. even. I loved it. Uh, it's another one. Remember we talked about books that don't tell you the story right off and kind of lead you, don't lead you by the hand, kind of let you uh, yeah. do things? The best part about this whole issue had to be for you that you were right. You came up with a theory, it's about and you were time. right. And I'm telling you, that's what I I don't need to be spoon-fed everything, but make it, you know – it was clear enough for you that you you guessed it, and you talked yeah. about it with people on the site. And again, you were right. And I I commend you, Eric. You're just you know, keep saying it. I'm actually taking like this part like of the podcast. You're like a broken clock. I'm right, right two times you're a day. Right two times a day. Actually, it'd be like a broken calendar. Somehow, yeah. that, somehow, to me, that's right once a year. I don't know oh. why that would be. I don't think that's a saying. I'm making it up now. But yeah, um, yes, stupid. I just I lo- I really like this book. I really do. So do
0: I. It's probably my my favorite book from uh, the June uh, new books. Probably mine, too. I think it would be. Um, The next bit, though, we're going to head off to
4: Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark's Other Side Segment. Eric, if I asked you, what would precede Cotter? If I said the word Cotter, what would you say came before that? Welcome back. Welcome back, and he is going to be talking about well welcome back. back, welcome back number one, which unfortunately does not have Cotter or the Sweat Hogs. Eric, <laughs> who is your favorite Sweat Hog? I didn't have a favorite Sweat Hog.
2: Barbarino wasn't yours. I didn't watch Welcome
4: Back. Freddie Boom
2: Boom Washington.
4: He was my favorite. <laughs> Freddie Boom Boom Washington. I hated Horseshack. I hated Horseshack. And Juan Epstein also. I do remember Horseshack. Seen... Juan Epstein to me seemed very scary, and I thought he might stab me. But I hated Horshack. I just hated him. I don't know why they even liked him. I know that they were in that slow class together, but I don't know why they would like Horshack. I hate. And you know who else I hated? Cotter with his goddamn jokes and talking about his uncle and he did his poor Ryan impersonations. I I just I didn't like Cotter. Yeah, I don't like people with
0: impersonations either.
4: I didn't really like Barbarino either. That's right. Yeah, I know. I was actually, uh, Ryan actually talked to me about the, mentioned to me on uh, twi- uh, Twitter, private message, like, yeah, I don't know what makes you think those, me- those uh, voices are great. And we were just <laughs> talking, he made a joke. And the, the funny thing is, is I don't. <laughs> it was the whole joke. I, I actually, I wanted to, as a kid, I wanted to be a comedian that did voices. Like Richard Little? No, no, not like Richard Little, no. But my shtick <laughs> my would have been that every voice was the same. And you told me somebody actually did that later. But, yeah, this was when I was real little. Like, I'd be like, here's my Richard Nixon. Hey, guys, how you doing? And here's my Ronald Reagan. Hey, well, that's, guys, that's what's Andy going Kaufman's on? Andy Kaufman's bit Yeah, well, this was when I'm telling you I was five. So I, Andy Kaufman stole it from me somehow, just like those <laughs> people with that uh, Horror Night podcast. What is it called again? Horror Movie Night. Horror Movie Night. Oh, my God. Nobody could come up with that. That is such an original idea.
0: I just know it was created after I said it on Twitter.
4: Yes. You know what I know? What? We're going to go to Ryan Bright of State Claire Clark's other Thank side you. with Welcome Back number one.
5: welcome to another weekly edition of The Other Side, your only place for non-DC Comics reviews on the otherwise all-DC Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightis Daycare Clark. Uh, this week I bring you Welcome Back, one of four from Boom Studios, written by Christopher Sabella, with art by Jonathan Brandon Sawyer and Carlos Zamudio. Have you ever wanted to read a story that felt like Highlander, but that also looks like Batgirl of Burnside? Then Welcome Home is for you. Uh, This first chapter of the book sets up the concept of this sort of mysterious eternal war and the combatants that are in it that are constantly being reincarnated to fight one another. Uh, But it does so in a unique and interesting way. It's not quite so straightforward as like those... Highlighter movies, it's a little bit better. Uh, The main character, a girl named Molly, finds out the hard way that she is one of these sleeper agent warriors and gets drawn into something way beyond what she's used to. I like how the story opens with uh, backstory of these warriors and this war throughout time, seeing lots of different iterations of the warriors doing battle across the ages. I thought that was really neat, but what really stuck out to me was the uh, departure that they took with um, the hipster girl look for Molly. Uh, Not that I have anything against hipsters, some of my best friends are hipsters, but Molly just looks different. Than what you would expect in some eternal warrior sleeper agent super powered killing machine to look like in basically any age, let alone the modern modern one. So in that moment, uh, it it took a little uh, um, like a born identity kind of twist to the character that I did not expect. Uh, the artwork is great, and like I said, it looks a lot. Um, with the female lead character, kind of takes moments from the Batgirl of Burnside artwork, um, but with a lot more uh, graphic violence. Uh, People get murdered up in this book, yo. Uh, I think that the story, even for a four-issue miniseries, has a lot still left to reveal, and the whole subplot with Molly having a serial killer stepdad was really neat, um, and then in the, the, the current timeline of the story when, spoilers, uh, her stepdad comes back reincarnated as a little girl to confront her after she's unlocked her superpowers was a moment that really blew my hair back in the book. I thought it was crazy and, and absolutely unexpected. Um, <clears throat> the moment that really set this book apart for me was a a brief scene. It was really just one panel in a short scene in the middle of the book where uh, when Molly has her powers unlocked when she gets sucker-punched outside a party by some random guy. Now, I'm assuming that he's one of these other sleeper agent warrior types and not just a violent a-hole, but she's attacked and she flees to a city bus where she starts to have her past lives and all her memories flood back and that's where we see her on this bus which is empty except for her and the driver Uh, but in this one panel it's filled with the specters of all her past lives of which there are many there are vikings and ninjas and different warrior types from all these different ages and then a skinny Um, black-haired hipster girl with ripped-up jeans sitting in the back of the bus between them. It was kind of a neat, um, very diverse-looking image, and I really liked that moment. It stood out a lot to me. Uh, This book was yet another book, as last week was too, that I picked up, uh, mostly just because it looked cool and because I've heard people have a lot of positive things to say about it, but that I didn't have a lot of advance warning or any sort of um, pre-education about. So I was very pleasantly surprised with this book, and for the first part in a four-issue story, uh, I think this could be a book a lot of people can pick up and read and enjoy. Uh, along with uh, books like Welcome Back, I have started reading the first volume of God Hates Astronauts from Image Comics, which I really liked, along with uh, just recently I picked up a few books from my local library. I picked up uh, Kevin Smith's First Green Arrow Trade, uh, the first volume of the Jiro Kawada manga series, and the first hardcover of Neil Gaiman's Eternals. Uh, Plus, at some point soon, I should be getting my hands on the second trade of Phonogram, the volume that precedes uh, the book I reviewed on here last week, The Immaterial Girl. And I still need to read The Ultimates Volume 1 for the next installment of my Comics with Your Mom book club segment on my podcast, The Brightest Daycare Podcast, which you can listen to on iTunes. Um, You can also read all of my written reviews at brightestdaycare.com. You can reach out to me directly on Twitter at BDC Comics. I have pages on Facebook, Google Plus, and Tumblr if you just search for Brightest Daycare, two words. And as always, you can email me directly at brightestdaycare at gmail.com if there are any books that you'd like to see uh, me talk about here on the Other Side segment or uh, anywhere else, whether it be on brightestdaycare.com or the podcast. You can reach out to me there and make suggestions as well. Um, That's all for me this week. And until next week, I will see you on the other side.
4: And that was it's welcome back spot. number one. Ooh. Welcome back, Eric. Welcome, With a bullet. Welcome back to you, Eric. Welcome back to this section of the podcast. Welcome back to all of us. I am starting to lose some steam. It's getting late. going you drink be a, your five-hour energy? Be, I drank two of them. I <laughs> should be good till about 4 a.m. All right. Somehow I am not. It's what? It's, it's almost the witching hour, Eric. But for us, it's already the bitching hour oh
0: that's a bad joke you like that
4: don't you that's no, what I happens when you get tired it's like at a sleepover and it's like 2 a.m and you start making jokes and you think they're the funniest things until the next day and you repeat them oh you get sleep silly yeah, yeah. you get sleep silly you know, like remember when you said that you were like a chicken and i was an egg and then you, ah! just, feel like you just look at each other like yeah i remember that you stupid ass i didn't go to many sleepovers did you yeah did you? Was that when you had
2: yeah, your stupid I had a lot of stuff,
4: stuffed crust pizza?
0: No, what? That was a, yeah, that you was had a lot house. of friends. What happened? They all I bail grew, I, on you? We grew up. We had our own
4: lives. They freaking Now I talk to you. They realized. Now it's just me and you at work and on this podcast, Eric. And army in of, our hearts. I uh, said army of two. Spooning each other till the day <laughs> we die. I just need
0: a strong man to hold me at night when it's raining outside. Telling me everything's going to be okay. <laughs> two peas in a pod. Cast. <laughs>
1: see, so I think
4: we, we are getting sleep, silly. Wait, let's go. We're gonna oh, light it up, Eric. <laughs> How let's get having? into this. <laughs> you have your leg up like a badass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I could just see as you're trying to read. Your and I got notes, a leather jacket on. Look at a book, and you have your one leg up, smoking like a badass. Well, you have a jukebox there. I'm about to hit it. You want to hear it? <laughs> uh, you know who stood like that is um, George Michael in the Faith video.
0: And George Michael was a badass he
4: wasn't smoking but he had the leather jacket he, had he was one. smoking
0: full in between takes well he
4: was I, it might have been during takes but that hit the cutting room floor but yeah he had <laughs> so a, did he. he had that <laughs> that's he got those knee pads on oh yes now, actually not on that not during the set it's during the break when he went to the rest stop yeah and then he got down all right black George canary Craig. number three. Black Canary, number three. Do it three. up, baby. Come on. Written by Brendan Fletcher, art by Annie Wu, and Lee Lowridge. While I can't say that this series or this issue is chock full of story, Eric, the blend of character art, character, art and rock and roll has me hooked. And I was going to say, would you say, if you were writing that sentence, if you were me writing that sentence, and you said, the blend of character art and rock and roll has me hooked, would you say rock and roll or would you say punk rock? I'd say rock and roll. Yeah. Do you get the idea they are a punk band, though, right? I don't see
0: anybody being a punk band anymore.
4: That's kind of why I went with rock and roll. But uh, this issue shows the Black Canary band on and off the stage, and they kick ass on both in such a great cinematic way. This month, we also get answers about Ditto and why she is getting so much attention and why Kurt Lance has shown up in this book. I love the way that Brendan Fletcher takes the canceled Birds of Prey and Team 7 continuity and uses it here in such a cool and smart way. Vans of Dinah Lanson or Canary Cry need to read this issue and series. Boom. I know you're going to tell me you didn't like this, did you? I did not like this. Uh, there's the, I'm telling you the thing about this book, it's going to be one of those books where you either love it or hate it because while there's not a lot of story, it's more about a vibe. To me, it's more... Where is Vibe? He's been where gone is vibe? forever. He, he's breakdancing in Detroit. No, he's not. He it's, never came back. All that shit's going down in Detroit. He's in the middle of breakdancing. He's dead. But yeah. yeah, it's more of a feel. Uh, I won't even say Vibe, so you can
0: do your vibe. joke. Vibe? Where stupid is vibe? joke.
4: I don't know. He should be <laughs> back. He should be in this book. He should be the uh, keyboard player.
0: The DJ. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. We could go back in that, that 90s time where everybody yeah. had a DJ. like With from, goggles on? Oh, yeah. It was so great. All that crazy DJing going on. What's like um, what's that uh, band that sang "Fly" with Mark McGrath?
0: I have no idea. Oh, fucking um, I don't know why I can't remember the name. Neither do I. <laughs>
4: I wow, I remember, that's hitting cutting room floor. I, hopefully, I, I, remember, I remember the lead singer and the and the stupid song. Uh, we'll remember it eventually. But yeah, uh, off of Vibe. See what you did. You get me on Vibe. But yeah, this... where is Vibe? This book is. More about the feel, and I like this issue. It's very cinematic with the art. The art is half of the story to me. Um, and we get an answer of what Ditto is, and she is an alien. You called it out. You yeah. said it. You've been right a bunch of times now. Holy shit, it is What the, shit, what the is hell a good is week. going on? Uh, yeah, you said Ditto was an alien. She definitely is. And it looks like the government had her at some point and did experiments on her, which allowed them to create the canary cry to give to Dinah. I'm cool with day. all of this. What, you're cool with that? All of
0: it. I'm great. Okay, this, this makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Is everything that led up to this that was bullshit. Uh, just the fighting? The fighting on the tour bus while they're trying to make their gig.
4: Well, that's,
2: you know. And then they
0: get on stage and then rock the house and they're yeah, going to go right back to house. fighting. They this is bullshit. House.
4: Well, it's, uh, you get that the rock in the stage actually is taking place They killed afterward.
0: a shit ton of agents oh, on their yeah. way to the goddamn show.
4: Damn right they did. No
0: matter what happens from here on out. They are going to face jail time.
4: No, I don't think so. They're being attacked for self-defense. By the government. Self-defense. The only thing that I call foul. You think Ditto is... I, she doesn't talk. No. Do you think she has some intelligence? Do you? Oh,
0: yeah. She's okay. very intelligent.
4: So you get away from the government, and the best way you're going to hide out is to become a crazy guitarist in a band that's touring the country?
1: Well, uh, in
0: her defense, she is always wearing a lot of clothes and beanies. Yeah, she her
4: identity. is. I, bullshit. Uh, that's hey, the only thing I didn't like. Hey, it with a pair
0: of glasses. No, Come on.
4: But she, and again, if her real name is Ditto, she's been using her real name as well. I'm getting that that's not her real name, but Kurt uh, Lance definitely knows. These people can find them. Here's the thing. They're well, like, do you
0: think that's once they uh, took uh, the scream from her and gave it to Canary that actually Black Canary has her voice? Well, that might be it. That would be pretty cool. Maybe she
4: doesn't have a voice at all because she doesn't talk. Maybe that scream was her voice, yeah, and it took it. But again, this—I was in a band, and uh, I know you college. told me
0: hundred million goddamn times. And
4: the thing is, I used to say because some of these guys in the band would go home with the ladies, right? So they go <sighs> some home of them, the, some of them, they would go home with the ladies, and they would it would like a one night stand type of thing. And I used to tell them, listen. They can find you in the next week. You can't hide from these people. We have flyers all over campus. You, you, they, they know where you're going to be, so you better watch yourself. And they didn't listen to me, and then it would all bite them in the ass. But this is what gets me with ditto. You have the idea where, okay, I'm going to hide, but yet I'm going to announce every place I'm going to be for the next seven months.
0: I really don't think that's on her, though. I really think she was just sitting there kicking some fucking really cool riffs on her bass, and then these people kidnapped her and took her on the road.
4: And you just think that she she seems to be happy about it.
0: it. Well, she doesn't seem to be sad. I'm saying she doesn't talk. No.
4: She I goes don't. with the flow. She always has like a, a nice looking, like a, almost like a smirk or a smile on her face. Yeah,
0: these people aren't freaking hurting me yet. This is awesome.
4: The worst is, though, is that she seems to be one of those, like, shadow monsters. So, eventually, she's gonna, like, turn into that. I, I say, and
0: then we got the freaking shadow monsters, who I can't differentiate between the agents and the goddamn shadow monsters, and that's because we have the agents going after them. We have the shadow the monsters shadow going monsters after them. shadow monsters
4: are like, they're just dripping. And, I'm and saying, though, before,
0: before that, they were dressed as, like, men in black, it looked like, earlier in the series.
4: Yeah, I, I actually think those were the agents as well. I, I don't know. I, and then, I know uh, then
0: freaking Ditto did her killer bass riff, and then they turn in the freaking shadow but, monsters. Yes,
4: she's actually uh, she's the guitarist, Eric. I wish is she? she? Was, uh, yeah, she's the guitarist. really thought she was the bassist. No, she's the guitar. She does some crazy shit.
0: Um, well, take all and... that back and edit that out too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back. It's talking.
0: And then you just edit it out.
4: Guitar. Yes, uh, guitar. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and, uh, <laughs> in uh, all the while. Kurt is telling Dinah what the deal is. Hey, Ditto, they, they experimented on her. She's nailing him. That's how you got to cry. Blah 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 blah. And Beau Moav, the former lead singer of the band, is just Bullshit. happens just happens to be eavesdropping and kidnaps Ditto and drives off there. And I'm getting the idea that she actually thinks that somehow she can get the scream. And become a crazy singer, or I don't even she's going to turn saying. him in. She seems to be like thinks this is the be all end all to her being a uh, you know uh, big to do. It's going to get her killed, Eric. I know and, it's going to get her killed. And, I'm saying
0: she kidnaps Ditto, yes. and then we get the freaking her driving away with Ditto, where she. Out of nowhere is monologuing and becomes an ultimate supervillain.
4: And well, she says and now that she's I've like got, Cruella you know, Davila. My in little this goddamn love, book. nothing will stand in my way of getting what I want. Watch out, Black Canary fans, you're about to meet Beau Mauve. And the thing is, to me, is it I thought it was Maeve, I, uh, Maeve, Mauve. I, I don't think, know, I got fancy.
1: Moivre. Fair enough, I'll go Beau with Beau
4: Maeve. It. Say it's Beau Maeve, but. I think you're you're supposed to think she is the super supervillainess. I think she just wants to be famous. She, she's a goddamn
0: psycho. I'm, she's I'm not a, not psycho. Even like a She's not even like a good psycho. She's an everyday, run-of-the-mill chicken-head psycho.
4: Uh, do you like her? No. Well, it's good because she's probably going to be dead next issue because I really think that she, I, they'll save her.
0: I've liked the other two issues to this book. They have been decent books, but at this point, there's not, there's not none of the characters are really likable to me. Really? I don't know anything about them. I, I, I couldn't even tell you their names. I know there's like a regard right? What is his name? Heathcliff? R- Heathcliff?
4: Heathcliff. There is uh,
0: Palomalu. <laughs> see,
4: I don't, no, don't even, the, no, it's Pommelin. I like okay. Pommelin. Um, again, I don't know. It's just the... And the they're road. on the
0: road going to gig after gig while yeah. their lives are in danger. This is all bullshit. Well,
4: I think that... Well, I said that that was a bit of bullshit with why Ditto would even be involved. But I think that... Um, I think this issue is going to turn around everything for you next issue because now you're getting some answers. You know some things. And I believe that eventually... I would think that this whole well, first off, they can't go on without Ditto. No. I think that the band. thing... is going to do their killer base I think riff. the band thing's going kind of, <laughs> to kind of fall apart, and then they're going to, you know, go on with this. I don't know. But,
0: but yeah. Why would you I, stick around with that? You go your separate ways. You get into another goddamn band somewhere where they're not trying to kill you. Exactly. Well, is and funny. even before this, though, before all the agents and shit like that, I have never seen all these band ma- people come to her and try to kill her. I'm like, what is this? You shut your mouth. I
4: like this book. I did mention that when you see them in the beginning it's going back and forth between showing how they got to the, yeah, the show cool. and all. I think that's what, why Guns N' Roses was always late to their concerts. <laughs> I put it in my review. I think that they were always, always being chased by black op agents. It wasn't that Axel was a dick. It was that they were always <laughs> running into this situation and they almost didn't make the time.
1: They so You Will Be Mine
4: the was about
0: the FBI coming that after them? That is him?
4: right. Welcome to the jungle, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. The big news trending today. What's that? Axel and freaking... um Slash? Slash are friends again. Oh, are they? So that was the big news yeah, trending earlier the, today. The
4: big news is they both want some money. Agreed. Oh, my God. I, if anybody likes Guns N' Roses, and hasn't seen any video of uh, Axel recently, oh my God, <laughs> that guy has not only lost it, he lost his voice. His voice ran away from him, and uh, it, it'll never come back. It, I don't it know what is, it is. It is so bad. Somehow we end up talking about
0: Guns N' Roses every goddamn yeah, day.
4: well, Black Canary number three, Eric, I gave a 9.5 out of 10. I liked it that much, and mainly because we get some answers about Ditto, and I love, I, I reviewed the Birds of Prey book. And I'm telling you, it was a mess. But I actually didn't mind that Kurt Lance had lost his memory and didn't remember dying and went on his own way. And this ties into it. This is what he's been doing since. He's a a black ops. I loved it. Uh, Anybody I would believe that read the Birds of Prey book probably read this and thought, oh, holy shit, that's awesome. And it was. I really liked that they called that back uh, in a book. But, again, there's not much story. I will admit that. But what we get, I really like. It's very cinematic with the art. The art tells half the story, like I said. That's a little uh, review 101 uh, phrase for you. The art tells half the story. But yeah, I really liked it. I give it Five a nice out best. of 10. Five out of 10.
0: Well, that's it. Podcast over. All
4: right. Good night. Right. We'll We're see. Go watch it, Ghost Adventures. I, I want to hear what other people thought if they uh, write in and tell you you're wrong. So hey, There.
0: I, I'm okay with being wrong. Like Jimmy Palmy said, uh, said, some books are just aren't for you. Yeah, that is true.
4: And he said, hey, you stop reviewing that book. Oh! Oh. What's now? No, that? I'm saying,
0: I didn't mind Black okay. Canary 1 or 2. I thought we were just heading somewhere, but where we're heading, it doesn't seem to be for me.
4: Okay. Well, it's not for you. You don't review it, thank God. Or we Thank called. God. But, uh, Brendan Fletcher would tell us not to review it then, if it was you. <laughs> Holy moly. We're he just, already, he, he just, already did with Batgirl. He is just getting on our good side again, and now you're going to ruin it. I just uh, didn't
0: think this was a great issue.
4: No, speaking of that, get on with the next I, one. I think it's getting great reviews though. Oh yeah, yeah. People love it. Again, is it one of those books that people love or are they afraid? It, it's I, I, I don't saw it having
0: that Eric Shea over weird science about
4: background. I'm telling you, the word on the street is you don't you don't sass Brendan Fletcher or Cameron Stewart. <laughs> You're in big trouble, my friend. Get on with Green Lantern Lost Army.
0: Green Lantern Lost Army number three, written by Colin Bunn, with art by Jesus Saez, with Cliff Richards and Michael Atea. Yes. Is that what you say? Atea?
4: Vibe. <laughs>
0: Where is Vibe? <five? laughs> All right. Oh, it's a silly sleep. All right. Our heroes continue their romp in the universe that existed before our own, but besides for a refresher on who Relic is and Guy Gardner forgetting what kind of dude John Stewart is, there's is nothing going on in this book up until Aresia has her ring power drained out in space, and it looks like she dies. Yes, it does. Which you know she doesn't, but it I looks actually, like she dies cliffhanger style. I actually put that in my, in my notes. Did you think
4: that she died? No, absolutely not. I don't think so either. She's one of my favorite Green Lanterns. She oh, died. She? I'm coming after Cullen. No, jeez. There's a guy who can get real mad at us because we've been down <laughs> on him. Uh, yes, is that all you have to say in your that's little That's all I hotel? got to say. I'll, I'll give you a little credit. You've been saying those uh, okay tonight. You haven't had a stroke, really.
0: Well, I fixed my glasses so they're not crooked to right. much I, of a degree, and I, I have the freaking uh, Zoom up on my freaking laptop. One okay, that's up. why. All right, you know what?
4: Did you want to go into this uh, finding out something new? I would have liked to. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? It would have been really goddamn now, nice. Now, I put in my notes, and I'll tell you, I understand why we need to have some relic backstory. I understand it. And, but, yeah, relic. for anybody who didn't read Lights who, Out. Who is re I, I know there must be people reading this that didn't read that arc, but it doesn't seem like that's possible to me. It really doesn't. Uh, Not with the guess, sales numbers. I mean, well, yeah. The five of us have read all of it, Eric. <laughs> um, it just, I don't know. For people, for us who had read the Lights Out arc, it just, it, I just read, wish. Ron. Yeah. I, I wanted to just turn it off. Turn hey, the hey, station, hey, baby.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, Mr. Carter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Freddie Boom Boom Washington here. <laughs> Uh, I I really dislike this book. How up the hell can we have your nose the rubber hose? Oh, oh! Uh, How can we be three issues in and have nothing going on?
4: It's weird too. It's almost like we have gone through a time warp. That each issue you go back more. Like I've learned more, but less. I don't know. I want something to happen with this book. Nothing's happening. You know what else though is happening? One thing did happen. The uh, Guy Gardner so off on this issue i know right he does not seem like himself he he, he calls john stewart out you told me this at work and then yeah. i read it i think i'm more angry than you were <laughs> because he calls john stewart out for kind of not being himself or not acting
0: for not being forthright the relic
4: the weird thing is is not only is he being pretty on character yeah they're also using these backstory of him with the Taliban in the Middle East to show you that he is acting well in character. And dude, dude, those
0: flashbacks to him and the Marines are doing nothing I, for me. I hate them. And again, I'm, I don't know
4: about you. But this leads into the, or leads back to the thing I said about Obama and, and stuff like that. Once I saw Taliban, I'm out.
1: I, I really <laughs> am.
4: I'm like, really? I, I don't like the Taliban enough, but you don't have to throw them in my comic books. Just have them in the army and them say, I, I don't know. I don't know why this, this always throws me out of the comic, but I, I, that's not what I want. Uh, you know. Tell me that you're fighting some unknown thing. You don't have to name drop the Taliban. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You alright now? But yeah. I'm telling you, I don't I'm just rambling on because I don't have much to say about right, this now. I got this shit. Here. Okay.
0: John Stewart is the lantern that gets shit done. Yeah, he does. Because remember back in Green Lantern Corps oh. when he broke that other lantern's uh, he neck. He snapped that lantern's neck because he was yeah. about to tell him where Owen was. Yeah, he's about to tell the keepers what the fuck was yep. going on. He snapped the guy's neck. That is a lantern that gets shit done. Yeah. And now that freaking he's lying to Relic about why the guy Gardner's getting all but arms over a fucking lie. Guy website. John Stewart is the one to get shit done. Guy Gardner's the asshole. Now, yeah. if John just lies a little bit, he's going to get pissed off because yeah. he needs something to be an asshole about. And, and, what is and this?
4: And it's like he's saying, like basically, Guy is saying, like we don't lie. We're, get the uh, fuck out of uh, here. No, that doesn't mean even John calls him out on it. Damn yeah, like, right. You know this is what you would do. This is from the Guy Gardner playbook, <laughs> and it just. It, it struck me as... Odd.
0: Who the fuck are you, Ginger, to tell me what the hell I'm
4: supposed to do? <laughs> when? Is John Stewart from the South Bronx or something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Guy Gardner, what you telling me to do? Oh, my goodness. Oh. And uh, uh, again, uh, I want to ask you, too. You get this this story together, and you're like, okay, we're going to gather up the, the troops. Who's going to be in this book? You know what? I really want Kilowog in here. What, what the fuck has he done? He has done... Pardon anything. my French, Eric. But yeah, he's done Ooh, nothing. Jim Curse. He's done nothing. And in fact, if anybody would have been calling out anything, I think it would have been Kilowog. Not hey. that Gardner. Have Kilowog go to him and say, "Hey, this isn't how I trained you. This I'm isn't the Green Lantern way."
0: You John know, something and Guy worked like together for a long time. Yeah, I'm telling he you. No, this is what John does.
4: Yep. You should. They should have had Kilowog do that. Kilowog yeah, is just. Right. He's like window dressing. We're up. like
0: two six. Who gives a shit? Yeah, really.
4: Uh, but yeah, you know, did you, you get the whole uh, light pirates?
0: Yeah, it works for me. That's how Relic's going to get his light drainers in the future. It works for me. I'm okay with it. It works for me as well. It doesn't do anything for the story, really, except for, hey, Aresia might be dead now.
4: Yeah, that's that's Hey, hey, let's not step on things or else we're going to ruin
0: our future. That's the new goddamn thing for this book, though. The last two issues, we had Guy Gardner introduced in number one. We had uh, Relic introduced in number two. Here we have Aresia going to die. That's uh, the new thing it's adding to the story. There is
4: one thing that I thought was funny. It's like on the side... Krona goes and says, "Hey there, relic. I'd like to exchange some notes with you." I'm like, "Oh no, yeah. that's not going well. He's going to ruin it all. He's the one that's going to screw it all yeah, up." I'm saying,
0: "Krona's not a bad dude at this point." No, it's but what I'm hard. saying
4: I think that the two of them getting together and it seemed very odd. He's like, uh, yeah, as a fellow man of science, so I'd love to hear more about your theories." <laughs> and I think shit's going to go bad.
0: It probably is, but at this point, really. I think the Green Lanterns are a bigger threat than Relic or Krona.
4: Well, obviously, you get the idea that uh, this whole thing where Guy's calling out John and all this with the light pirates or whatever, it's going to lead Relic to decide that any light bearer or light wielder is, is bad. What is it and, called
0: now this age of this universe? The dimming?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs>
0: stupid. But yeah, uh, and even... I'm sorry, I don't have a lot to say
4: about No, I don't this. either. I'm just, I'm paging through it and. I even, hope you're happy, whoever said that this shouldn't be in a flash review. That was Manship. Fucking Manship. The art, I thought the art was off
0: as well. This issue, I didn't really like it. I, it was, it's been the same. Yeah. It's been a, sp- a sparse background with just the characters. You know, the, Jesus does a great job on characters. Yeah. And why is Relic small, though? Uh,
4: they mention it this issue. They, that is small it, but so that's... far. At least. Well, we're going to find out, I guess. But no, yeah, at least they mentioned it. Um, I'm telling you, the John Stewart and those flashbacks is terrible. Uh, if you would look at those pages, oh, I don't like it at all. It doesn't even look like him. I don't like it. No, sir. But five yeah. out of ten. Um, I probably would have given it the same, five out of ten. I, I was not a big fan. Um, unfortunately, this next book you weren't a big fan of, and I was, so we're going to fight it out. And that's okay. doomed number three. And I'm telling you. We're going to be fighting it out into an empty room, Eric, because nobody seems to be interested in this <laughs> I've book. seen the sales numbers on this. Ooh, too. We have sales numbers, and also I'm telling you, just our site's just a microcosm of nothing, but nobody cares. And I think to this moment, I'm going to look at the uh, comic book roundup, and it looks as if I am still the only one who reviewed this issue, yep. and that is a very telling sign. Yes. Yep, I am still the only one. It is one of the few books, or it's the only main book that – got one review. Freaking Teen Titans Go Digital issue number 22 got one review. Yeah, hey, I'm
0: the only one reviewing Batman 66. Yeah,
4: but that's a digital issue. I'm saying just the regular. I'm the All only right, one right. doing Arkham Knight. I'm one yeah, of the few doing Injustice. It's you know, we're a
0: the big... only ones doing freaking digital, it seems.
4: Yeah, well, I told you, too, just, you know, before we go, somebody else joined in with your bombshells, but I told you that's going to that's gonna thin out eventually, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's you on the Fandom Post battling it out for people's love with DC <laughs> bombshells. But let me get on with what I was yes, talking Yes, do your about. thing. Doom number three, written by Scott Liddell, art by Javier Fernandez and Ulysses Ariola. which I will laugh <laughs> because at first, what, what did he go with at first? Uh Just it. Areola.
2: Oh,
0: and that's we, right.
4: And we laughed, and then like two issues later, the result only throws the badass Ulysses in front because I, I think, think— that makes it funnier. I think something like Ulysses, Ariola. I just think somebody at DC is like, yo, Areola, we've got, we got to add. Yeah, I don't know that you are aware of this, but that kind of is somebody's boob. It's part of the boob, baby. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed the first two issues of Doomed almost as much for the side <laughs> characters than for Riser and Doomed who I am now officially calling The Monster. Does it seem like that's what they're going to call it,
0: it, it? makes sense to me. I want to go with it because we've been begging for a yes. goddamn name. I
4: guess that's a good thing because this month we get an Alpha Centurion origin, a little Jane the intern action, and more from Miles the Bounty Hunter. This book may not be deep, but it's fun and I'm really enjoying it. The ending is just what I wanted. Miles teaming up with Riser, for the time being at least, and the Elite taking time off from chasing Superboy around to show up and deal with The Monster. That's all I got, Eric, and I liked it. I know you said you didn't like it. You messaged me today while you were reading it. I really don't like it. Yeah. I hate
0: the dialogue in this fucking issue. I
4: usually take my time uh, during this podcast to convince you you're wrong, but you know what? You've been right too many times tonight, (laughs) so maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, you get uh, the Alpha Centaurian origin, and I'm telling you, I said to you at work, the worst kept secret ever. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's the it's the Alpha Centaurian. The guy's name is Roman. At one point, he yelled, "By Spartans' blood!" I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> Great Caesar's ghost. It, oh my God! There's nothing in this that made you think that anything else but Roman was the Alpha Centaurian. But you do get his origin, and I liked it. You know why I liked right. it? Because what? it was a goofy yeah. comic book origin. It wasn't and, anything crazy. It wasn't mind blowing. It was a good. It really, to me, it seemed a lot like a Marvel. Origin. Oh yeah, I can see that. Goofy guy. He's in a a freaking. He's at the what's it called? The museum. Yeah. He gets shot by these terrorists or robbers, whatever they are. Taliban. Taliban might be. (laughs) I'm out. And then he he gets this fleece, ties it around him. Is that what
0: that is? Because that's the big question I want to ask you. What the fuck does he put on? I say it's like the golden fleece. I don't even know. I'm looking at it. It looks like a. uh, a corn cob that hasn't been shucked yet with something wrapped around it. I, I don't know why they would have the Golden
4: Fleece at this museum, but I'm saying that it's I, something of the sort.
0: I don't even know. I'm looking well, at this goddamn page. I cannot tell you what this thing is.
4: It looks like a lot of hair and a band, and he wraps it, it is around. Is it horse hair wrapped around yeah, something? I say it's the Golden Fleece, Eric. They, is that what the Golden know. Fleece is? Uh, yeah. He, I'm going to say it is now. He, Fair he, enough. Uh, he has it, he wraps it around, and he becomes the Alpha Centurion, one of the weirdest-looking panels in this issue.
0: <laughs> the, the art he seems actually off turned, this issue.
4: When he, seemed, when he turns into the Alpha Centurion, that one page, he seems very off, but then the next page, he looks pretty cool when he's like... So wild-eyed. Naked. Yeah, yeah, he's talking. I, I, I didn't mind the art, this issue. I know there's a couple weird panels, but then... Very weird. Then you go, and there is Roman with um, Riser, and Riser is walking Wee-Wee, your favorite dog. Who names a dog, Wee-Wee? i put, that's the worst name. I, first off, Wee Wee. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah,
2: that's funny <laughs> I'm enough,
0: a 46-year-old man laughing at Wee Wee. It's all right. I realized I'm an idiot at this point because the whole time I'm reading this, I keep saying Oi, Oi. Yeah. Hey, Oi, Oi. Yeah. I realized at this point, yes, that is definitely Wee Wee. Wee Wee.
4: It just makes me laugh. But uh, the, the running joke is that Wee Wee hates Riser but loves everyone else. And i telling you, I it's... It's a dumb joke. It keeps going, but I liked at the end when we we actually even liked the the doomed the monster, monster yeah. more than Riser. But in the meantime, you have Roman. Yes, where all of a sudden out of nowhere he's gay. Yeah, he's did, he's a gay man. Did now. you know? No. Why would I know? I, I don't. I thought maybe he called you or something. You, <laughs> you know,
0: words out, buddy. He's put together pretty well.
4: Yeah, yeah, he is actually. He's pretty built guy but
0: uh yeah that's somebody i want to spoon me tell me everything's gonna be okay while it's raining outside he's
4: not gonna tell you everything's okay he's roman he's i'm telling you he is the spartan baby he is (laughs) gonna take you rough but in the meantime he's like it's one of those things it's there he even says like hey i came out of the closet i i told riser that i was gay but for some reason i can't tell him that i have a greek god inside me (laughs) Boom boom
0: but yeah, he. Hold been, on, hold on. Before we move on here, just okay. like he says, that rise is the first person he told. Yeah. Now, are we saying that him and rise are childhood friends? Because I think that guy who was his boyfriend that got killed that he ran away from in the natural history museum when he got his power might have been the first person he told. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and also that that comes later. But before that is this. Little dogs and cute men have always found, an ir- found me irresistible. You, above everyone else, know this to be true. Talking to Riser, yeah, <laughs> that's an odd thing to say. And even Riser says, "I'm sure you didn't mean that the way you came out, bro." Yeah,
4: yeah. Actually, I think that the um, the whole a whole thing again you say about coming out being gay and the guy um, did they go to I, camp together? I think that when again this is this could get me in trouble, but I think that. Um, being gay with somebody is not coming out of the closet. It's telling somebody else who isn't gay with you. You know what I mean? Like if me and you were lovers, Eric, and uh-huh. I told my parents, I I would, and I was telling my parents I was gay, they parents. would be the first parent. They would be the first people that I told I was gay. You're my gay lover. My you friend. mean mom and Billy? Yeah. No, <laughs> my dad's grave. I'm there, Dad. You're gonna dad. roll. You're gonna roll over in that grave, my friend. My dad was cremated, Eric. I know. Spray. You can't bury something that big. Flush those ashes down. Actually, my mom, in, in a uh, sitcom uh, type trope, my mom actually did spill the ashes. Oh my god! And then kind of scooped some of them up and put them in the urn, and then just vacuumed the rest up. My mom's Holy an awful. My mom's an awful person. You can see where it comes. <laughs> Didn't I tell you that? No, you never yeah. told me. She that. actually told me. She texted me that. Took forever too with her goddamn bad texting.
0: Daddy <laughs> fell over. Yeah. Mom, dad's
4: dead. <laughs> Dad fell out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Billy kicked him over. Uh yes, but yeah, I I think that the his lover there telling riser was the first person
0: he told. Uh, it uh, was just uh, it just of came forest. off weird to me because we immediately go from Roe and his boyfriend uh to him saying that riser was the first person he told. It was yeah. very odd to me. Well, and I'm sorry, before this, all I like knew about riser and Roman were that they were roommates. They might have just he might have answered ad in a newspaper. I know.
4: I actually never uh, up until this time didn't realize that they were best friends. No. I thought they were, you know, roommates that had become friends, maybe guys who worked together at the cardboard box factory and kind of became friends and made a podcast or something and realized, yeah, you know, realized, realize. they, ha- realized they hated each other. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, I have something to tell you. I've never told anybody after the podcast. I... <laughs> nice, nice. No. Um, I like the idea that Roman's there. He wants to tell Riser that he's the Alpha Centauri. In I want meantime, more Roman. In the meantime, Riser, of course, is doomed. But the problem is, it's so funny because he wants to tell somebody uh, that he's the monster.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, and doesn't even think of telling
0: his best friend, Roman. Roman think, doesn't want to tell him about Officer sincerity. Well, no, I,
4: I really... But again, here's the thing.
0: It's a cool, it's a cool freaking uh, dynamic It here. is a cool dynamic. Duality.
4: But I'm Riser, you're Roman. All right. You have told me the most important thing in your life. That is you 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 told me you came out of the closet to me first i play with you say i am the first per- you're the first person i told you i think that that would lead riser to actually tell roman that he's this monster uh he doesn't even, <laughs> it doesn't even cross his mind you know,
0: it just it just sounded to me like you're comparing no no people i'm to saying monsters. no i'm
4: saying that to, no i'm saying that roman's biggest secret that he got, told no, Riser, and I and think that s- Riser would feel you comfortable need to find a with new telling way to him that. that. he say, listen, you told me you're a monster? Wait do you hear that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that Riser is a homophobic asshole. Uh, no, but you, Roman, I think I get he, what I think I get he would tell Roman. Instead, yeah. he decides to tell probably the worst person in this book, Jane. Ever. Jane the Intern that it just seemed like such a bitch. The I want her to get he hit by a there. goddamn car. And he goes, and they. Scott Liddell tries to make her likable by having her just show up out of the blue and, like, take time out. And, the, hey, I know, you know, whatever. And, of course, Wee Wee jumps right in her arm. She loves her. But then she tells Jane what happened. Worst mistake he's ever done.
0: Do you know, what, you know what even preceded this mistake? What's that? When he went up to her, and then Wee Wee jumped onto her, and she says, oh, my God. How adorbs are you? And Riser responded with, "OMG doubled."
4: Yeah, I, OMG. I love I when hate the I love when they have, I love when people like
0: if I was talking to you and you said a joke LOL. Just well, I'm sorry. I man. even joke around with that and say totes all the time yeah, because I think it's silly. Yeah, you do. I hate that. I um, agree. That's why I do it.
4: Yeah, and then of course, yeah, like you said, he's he's got a, he's got the hots for. He's yeah. just he's a horny dude. He and she's a hot, lay- stuck-up chick. Yeah, he was trying to lay that one lady in the beginning, which kind of comes up a little in this, but she was, she's up to no good as well, that other girl. I'm uh, not, I don't know that. We'll get to that. We'll get some other issue, you'll see. I'm right. I'm always Yeah, right.
0: she's a hot lady too, Jesus.
4: Yeah, she is. But, uh, yeah, Riser tells uh, Jane what happened. She's like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm going to go tell Star Labs. Uh, no way. You're going to ruin it for me. So, basically, he's telling her, listen, that shit that we weren't supposed to be exposed to, I was exposed to. Basically, she just says, do you, how do you feel? Do you feel okay? Yeah, yeah I kind of feel okay. I uh, just turned into a monster. I, You know, he's lying to her. He just says, yeah, I feel okay. And uh, she's like, good. Then don't tell him because I don't want to ruin my career. I worked four years to get to this
0: internship. Man, crazy. And, she I, is an awful fucking person. And is. on top of that, Riser is a psychopath. Yeah, yes, he is. Fucking, he... Is after she says like this whole sob story, like yep. you can't tell anybody that yep. there's a problem with you because you could jeopardize this internship, which I'm not even sure they're getting paid for yet.
4: No, I don't think they were. You
0: could jeopardize this. And then Riser as she walks away, <laughs> oh my God, I never thought about how this could affect somebody else. And then he thinks about, you know, graduating, getting the internship, marrying Jane and marrying having kids, Jane with and her. having
4: kids. And you it, are a psychopath. It's so Reiser. funny too, because you also when you look at the panel, he is doing his scientific work. She's there in overalls with the baby. She's at home, Eric. She's not allowed to work anymore. No, no. You know, Jane, who probably is 10 times smarter than Riser, she's got to stay home and make the Popeyes. I think this is more at of at Scott home.
0: Liddell coming out in this story than it was uh, supposed to be. Yeah, Scott, <laughs>
4: really, <it's> like, <laughs> you know, That's what's supposed to happen. She's, hey, Jane, you're supposed to stay at home and be pregnant. Yeah, and yeah. he is a little bit of a, a crazy man. But in the meantime, the wee-wee goes off. And Miles Hazard, I'm, I'm going to speed this up, <laughs> because Miles Hazard comes off as really creepy. And I asked you, he has this, the, his crazy watch on, and I'm telling you, he's like, hey, Riser, Hey, he knows my name's Riser." Yeah, that's really creepy with your arm. And then he looks, and the arm is the doomed arm, and it come o- came off to me that somehow Miles has a way to trigger this virus. But it's weird to me, because I said to you, I got the feeling that he was saying that he's done, I'm good at tracking down creatures, and all this. It, you get the idea that he's tracked down these doomed characters before. Yes. But then, at a part, he says, I don't know anything about what's happening to you. We're going to have to find out. It's very odd to me.
0: He's he, just tracking down monsters, which is weird, because when we talked about this earlier, like I hadn't read the issue yet, and you were describing to me, and... It was a really cool idea how Doomed had gone across and spread its seed across the universe. And there's people out there that are like, you know, hired to track them down and kill them. Really cool concept to me. But then it gets dashed and we realize we're wrong.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Because then he's just like, "Uh," but he does speak monstrous. (laughs) Monstre, which I like because now you you have the. I said you have the Han Solo Chewbacca thing, where (laughs) the monster be like, "Yes, I know that that's what you're saying there, Chewbacca, or the monster." But yeah, I like that. I like that. I think it's. I like that as well. I think it's forced that Miles is joining up with him. I think that's stupid, the way it happened, because oh, I yeah, think that Miles no has already showed that he would just kill. There's no way Miles would have gone with him, but I like it. He's I a think, hard dude. Yeah, I think he's got kids in college, Eric.
0: And daycare. And
4: daycare. He, he he's like his you. seed. Jesus Christ, yeah, I, I pity him. I pity the <laughs> fool. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to team up, and I'm hoping that we're going to get a little uh, montage training where – Miles helps him train to it's, better control the monster.
0: It's weird, though, because Miles is going to kill the monster. He's got this whole thing set up for him to get ambushed. Knocks him back. has He's about to blast him. And uh, Rogers are like, I don't know what's happening to me. Please help me. No. And then Miles is like, huh, you're not like anybody else. And then teleports away. It's funny, too, because you would think
4: that at any time Miles has gone on these bounty hunting missions... You would probably a guy with a gun to his head's going to make up a lot of stories. Like, oh my God, you can't kill me! I have eight kids, and either the the," why would he believe anything Riser really says? It it just comes off to me. He, he, I like the idea that he looks like a little kid, but he's like one. He's a badass bounty hunter. Badass bounty hunter doesn't do what happened
0: here. Kind of like Full Moon's Doll Man. Doll Man. Twelve inches of attitude. (laughs)
4: Yeah, he's got twelve inches of attitude, all right. Isn't that from Ooga Booga? No, nah, that's dull, man, baby. All right, but yeah, it ends with him just teleporting off, and then uh, of course you get Wee Wee coming up to the the monster and licking him, which yes, I which did. is funny. I, that was a I good little, That was funny. It and came back
0: around like you like the way uh, yeah. comedians oh, tell oh, their yes, jokes. Yes.
4: Then it ends with the quote unquote the elite showing up. Like I said in my intro, that uh, it they took time off from hunting down Superboy, which they always that, that lately in the Teen Titans book, that's all they're interested in. And they come and they're going to try to figure out, I guess they're going to tell them about this doom monster and they're going to have to hunt it down. The only weird thing about it is, is the person who meets them. I, it comes off weird. It's Alicia, the Internship and Staff Orientation Department Representative, <laughs> which is an odd title, but it also is weird because that seems to me that they know that it's Riser then.
2: yeah, well, I,
4: yeah You know what I mean? But I don't think that's the case. I think that they... but. Why would This whole she... issue fell off, dude. You know what I, I mean? What why would first? she be the one to greet them? But there, you know, you get a little uh, Kid Flash, the Flash Boy, which is kind <laughs> of a funny thing. But why wouldn't she know his
0: name? I think Flash, uh, I was about to call him Flash Boy, thank you. Yeah. I, thought, I think Kid Flash being back and doing anything is bullshit yeah, right now I because know. they put a cap on his story so good. Hey, and say... him coming back without Solstice is fucking nonsense to me, and I hate anybody who likes it.
4: Save it for Teen Titans, buddy. Save it for Teen Titans. This is story over continuity, my friend.
0: It's fucking bullshit.
4: I like this. And Wonder I, Girl
0: is a bitch at the end of this.
4: She's always a bitch. No, she is not. She's I been like a, Cassie. She has been a bitch since she joined the Elite. All she right. Look, yeah, is, oh, great.
0: She has been that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I like the stories of Teen Titans when she wasn't an yeah. overbearing bitch. But now she's an overbearing bitch, so get used to it. I don't even like Power
4: Girl. She's I like too, this
0: issue. Power Girl is too much like Cassie now. Like yeah, she's rubbing off on yeah, her. Yeah,
4: I know. It's I think or that vice versa. She kind of seems to me like it would be like an eighties movie, and she's like, or even like uh, later on with uh, Mean Girls, she's like uh, Power Girl has become just this, uh, you know, yes girl who just will go along with anything Cassie says or does. Right. And she and it comes off as all.
0: I do like the little preview to next issue though. Yeah, you like that? That is probably my favorite part of the book. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> just Riser all yeah, monstered up with hearts well, around him, he, and Wonder Girl looking back, oh, this guy is just uh, yeah, what, hes I'll asking ask for, it. for it.
4: It is funny because Riser is really sexed up, that guy. <laughs> the next thing he's going to be dreaming about him and Wonder Girl, having kids and Wonder Girl not, allowing, uh, not being allowed to be a superhero anymore. She'll be at home making
0: pot pies. It's kind of funny, though. I like this book. Yeah. I like Scott Liddell for like you know Red Hood Arsenal for his over the top you know silliness with the violence and all yeah. that good shit. I'm,
4: I mentioned on the site that uh, Scott Liddell is good for certain books.
0: Yes, but the thing is, i and I really hate saying this. I just wish it was a little more serious. Yeah, I
4: I like it. I like how I like this book. I like that it is a younger superhero, but it's not this like a uh, Star Girl or even I'm I love Black Canary, but it's not Doctors Black Canary Fate? or the new Batgirl. And I said, we're going to talk about Dr. Faint next. I said to you, this is very much, that this and Dr. Fate are such a, uh, oh, yeah. have, have a commonality to it. That it's a young hero who gets thrusted in to being something, you know, obviously, Riser right now is not a hero. Um, but it's kind of the same deal, and I like this a whole lot more than Doctor. Why?
0: No, I'm telling you, as much as I didn't like this issue, love it a whole lot more than Doctor. And
4: Faye. I, I like, I gave this a nine out of ten because I like it for the fun it is. I know the art was a little off, but when it was on, I really liked it. and yeah, as well. And again, I don't want to hate on the book, that Eric. This is not going to last more than ten oh, God, issues. No. It is going to. I be... think
0: I think you're being freaking uh, sweet same well, ten. I'm saying we're Optimistic. at issue now.
4: We're at issue three yeah they probably have eight they probably have up to six in the can yeah as roman might say Uh, but yeah after that um yeah they might give them hey two issues to wrap it up it might be eight it it really it eric i hate to say it but this book might be doomed (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes i am getting tired Let's uh what did what did you say? Did you say what you would give it? No, I think I'd give it a 6.5. Six. Five. six uh, like I said, I give it a nine. I really enjoy it. I I'm the only one reviewing it. And that's sad. It really is sad because I think that some people, if they would just give it a chance, it's it's a hard sell. It's coming off of like people, oh doomed. I don't even think when you see, you see doomed, you think of even that doomed storyline. I think no, people have anymore. forgotten that. Yeah. And of course it does come from that, but I don't know that there's anything in this book that's going to grab somebody who doesn't know what it is to, to read it, but I wish they would. I wish they would give it a chance, these first three oh. issues, and see if they think it's fun.
0: One thing I did want to say is that oh. the timeline seemed a little screwed up, because when we, had, we started in the first issue, we saw uh, Clark Kent was Riser's neighbor. Yes. Here, Cassie says that Superman used to protect this city. Yeah, yeah. Because the true storyline's going on now. Did that just, like... Go in in between issues one and three.
4: I I think that was just a little off. And maybe there, I don't know. I could say to you you that it means that he's gone and now he protects the world.
0: You could tell me anything and it makes as much sense as anything else. He now protects the
4: world, Aaron. Oh, yeah? It is a little off. I didn't even even cross my mind, but you're right. Uh, Story over continuity.
0: I hate that fucking thing.
4: Loose continuity. I saw somebody say. I think that was like Newsarama called it loose continuity. Um. Maybe, maybe bleeding cool. I don't know. One of those goddamn sites. And now it's time for flash reviews, Eric. Uh My first one is Injustice Year Four, Number Sixteen. If I told you a lot happened in this issue, I'd be a liar. We get an oddly cool origin story of the God of War before Ares tells Superman that Poseidon is the key to winning his war. But is he trying to help Superman or piss off Zeus or both? Then we get to see Wonder Woman and Batman argue to the point that I thought they were going to start making out. When a huge tidal wave is about to hit Themyscira, but is it Poseidon or maybe Aquaman? I'm asking a lot of questions. You are. I don't got any answers. Because I don't either. I don't know, but I do know that I like Tom Darinick's art, and I am still waiting for Brian Bucciolato to get this book back on track. I gave it a 6 out of 10.
0: All right, we got Robin, son of Batman, number 3. Damien continues his atonement for his year of blood, but besides for for nobody and him bonding a bit over Damien still having baby teeth, This really feels like a setup to bring Deathstroke into the story. And even though I normally love Patrick Gleason's art, since he began writing as well, it seems that the art has gone downhill, especially in this issue. 6 out of 10.
4: You're next, buddy.
0: Oh, I understand. (laughs) I do now.
4: What are you waiting for? We don't put any music between these.
0: There you go. Batman 66, number 67. While we all believe that Batman got his back broken in the cliffhanger to last issue's introduction to Bane, it seems that our cape Crusader is fine, thanks to a well-placed Batarang, and he takes Bane head-on in the ring after stopping the brute from getting into his serum. We get a wrestling Bane, a nightfall Bane, and even a Nolan vs. Bane in this story, and it's fun as hell. So make sure you pick up this issue and the previous issue to get all your Bane on. 8 out of 10.
4: Next is Bizarro number three. Seeing Bizarro and Jimmy in the Old West is great, but throwing a ghost town, at solid gold. While Chastity Hex seeks out her ba- bounty, Jeremiah Blackhurst, Jimmy and Bizarro try to get some sarsaparilla and then come face-to-face with El Papagayo. And when the villain po- possesses Bizarro, the fun really starts. While watching Bizarro Papayago wreak havoc in Old Gulch, he has plans to take over the world, and that's not cool, Eric. Luckily, Jimmy accidentally summons Jonah Hex, who makes everything right, and the issue ends with Jimmy Bizarro and Chastity heading off to Branson, Missouri to collect their bounty and hopefully run into Yakov Smirnoff, (laughs) which writer Heath Corson told me today on Twitter might just happen, Eric. He's a a liar. I know. He actually said it might, but maybe weirder. (laughs) Uh, Also in this, uh, the end shows that next month we'll have Zatanna, and then you're going to get backwards magic, And bizarro talk, and I said it's going to make his head spin so much they're going to fly off. I gave it a 9 out of 10. My next one is Batman Arkham Knight, number 27. I usually hate side stories thrown in the middle of a book, and Tim Drake is my fourth favorite Robin. Piece of shit. So, do you think that a side story featuring Tim would be a bomb in my eyes? But, surprise, that's my favorite issue of Arkham Knight ever. Through Tim, we get to see the frustration of being Robin and also how villains look at him. Then we get Tim Drake, cool teacher, as he takes his class on a trip to Wayne Labs to study the Titan chemical. All hell breaks loose by the end. It looks like Tim will get to prove that he's more than an errand boy next week. Everyone should check out this issue. Eric, do you know what I gave it? What'd you give it? 10 out of 10. Wow. Yep, I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: DC Comics Bombshells, number five. We further the story of Supergirl and Stargirl in this issue or even get their backstory, which I love. And I would have loved it more if the art was as good as it's been in previous issues. While Stargirl and Supergirl still look confusingly alike, we're making strides to getting them in costume here, and that will hopefully help the whole situation. 7 out of 10.
4: And the last Flash review for the night is Harley Quinn and Power Girl number 3. Well Jimmy Palmiotti doesn't want me to review this book anymore, I did this month, and I hate it as usual. It's not just the toned-down potty humor and forced dialogue that has me upset, but the fact that this story does not feel like it's coming out of the book it's supposed to. While I love the art in this issue, the writing is off, and it's missing the heart that made Harley Power Girl Team-Up so special in the first place. If you enjoy this book and want to review it on our site, Eric, email me at weirdsciencedccomics@gmail.com at gmail.com with the subject line, Why I Hate Eric, so that I will, know. So that I will read it right away. And I'm not joking. If anybody really wants to review it, let us know. I gave this issue a 4.5 out of 10, much to Jimmy Palmiotti's chagrin. <laughs> and, Eric, that is Flash Reviews coupled with a uh, plea for uh, writing a review. Thank you.
0: I don't want any of these chuckleheads on my site. <laughs> Your site? My site.
4: Isn't Queen <laughs> supposed to be playing now, telling oh, us no. it's just a man?
0: Just a, just man. a man. Hit it, Queen. Science! Dan here coming at you with all of your latest geek news for the week. This week Well, he mailed it in again, so this is what you're going to get people. I hope you like it.
5: You guys can of course check out my blog, 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com where I'm uh, I'm running a column over there. I think you guys will enjoy Nostalgia Alley. Uh, definitely something to check out this week. I talk about how I got into iOS and how iOS devices became a part of my life. It is a fun little read. Interesting fact, it is a uh, 1,138 words long, which is the exact same number as what I chose to use for my blog. Um, other than that, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Stransky. You'll get to hear all of my ramblings. Check me out on Instagram, hollywoodlights1992. Uh, and until next week, just remember to let your geek flag fly.
4: All right, and that was Dan's news. And I don't know during that flash reviews, Eric. I think some people might have thought that we had one of those pauses again with you Such and that Batman sixty six. That is unprofessional. I didn't realize I was next. <laughs> I thought we were going um, back and forth. You well, know, it's because we had uh, we have uneven books and stuff like that, and I kind of throw them together. Um, yeah. The yeah.
0: worst part was I was looking right at the list order. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just waiting for you. I thought you were pausing for
4: dramatic effect. <laughs> I don't know why, but nope, I thought that, that was you a good fuck up, sir. Then I had to kind of tell you to get it going. Uh, you know what else is a fuck-up? This next book, Eric, because oh, I, I
0: do not like it. Near do I. We got Dr. Fate number three, written by Paul Levitz, with art by Sonny Lou and Lee Lowridge. Khalid begins his... Khalid. I, hate, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Khalid. 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 Khalid begins his story by kicking it up a notch and showing us that he just might have the cojones to take on the helm of fate. But almost immediately, he lets us down and becomes a whiny, disbelieving character that we've seen so far. Not much of the story progresses here besides for us seeing that the neighbor girl, Akila has a crush on him and that his current girlfriend, Shea, is a real ball buster because Khaled is freaked when he realizes that he never texted her goodnight. Yep. Nonsense. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. nonsense. This whole book's Nonsense. Is that yeah. all for your intro? Is that your intro? I do That's don't my want whole intro, that, baby. Oh don't worry. That's my whole gracious. intro. gracious,
4: I do not I like think this
0: I, book. I think I painted you a good portrait with what happened in this book with that.
4: Yeah, I think so, because there's not much that happens. No, <laughs> there is not. Uh, his dad's bleeding
0: out the eyes. I don't even talk about that, because yeah. it really did nothing for the story I, to again, me. Again, it's just... Every, it's just, old magic, or something old. Uh, you know, yeah, fuck I, you, Muhammad. I, again, I'm telling you, this book,
4: it's... They pick the how? How old is Paul Levitz? Do you know legitimately? I think he's 109. Yeah, they. I think he's. I. I think he's 120. And they. Why would they pick him to do a book where you have a young character that's you know supposed to be hip or I don't know what he's supposed to be because everything comes off bad. The only thing I realized this issue is that he's no longer killing people that are crashing their flying machines.
0: Oh my god! He's now letting them land. Uh, I just, everything That was the about only this. positive of the book There is like, okay, he caused another aircraft to, craft to drop, and he didn't let them die this time. Okay, Khaled, I'm following you on that bit.
2: I just, I'm just, just
4: as, a, I think the dialogue is terrible. You said oh, that yeah. the Doom dialogue was bad. I think this is worse. And it's like, here, here is, I'm just randomly, I go to a page near the beginning, uh-huh. and he's, it's inner monologue. They'd be a really good moment. To, this would be a really good moment to wake up flying in my dreams. Okay, but a flying ship crossing my street. I've got so many nicer dreams I could be having starring Shia. Maybe no such luck, I guess.
0: Like, what are you talking
4: about? It's just bad. It's all
0: bad. There's no way that this series can continue because the three issues in and all we've had is Khaled complaining. Um, I've broken up with girls for the same damn thing. And there's no way that people are paying to have it yeah
4: I, it's just
0: when are you gonna stop playing with action figures when are you gonna get your life together when are you gonna stop sticking your dick between your legs and saying you're a pretty girl oh, fucking nonsense where's this going but yeah
4: and then there's that neighbor and it's like are you i i, I don't know it just there's nothing in this book that interests me well, that's the me thing at all. you bring
0: up that neighbor i think it's fucked up because we're three issues then in. they're introducing a new love interest yeah when the main character isn't even likable and the other love interest is just a fucking bitch. Yeah,
4: and you don't really even see her anyway. I, I'm saying,
0: I don't know anything about her, really. It's so
4: funny. I'm I reading say a bitch this. just because yeah. he
0: has to text her goodnight. All
4: I know is I'm just reading this and then that neighbor's there. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I
2: have no idea. She's a property Egyptian Like, who girl. is this? Uh, it's stupid.
4: I don't know, and yeah, oh, I'm going to start freaking
0: school tomorrow. Oh, goodness gracious. What was me? I'm Dr. Fried. I had such high hopes for this issue when I first opened the book because Kyle was using the helmet and was pretty badass with it. Yeah. And then he goes home and goes to bed, and the whole story is put on hold. I'm telling you, he, the, like, the, he makes the tide go away. He saves a freaking ship from crashing into the street.
1: Yeah. Well, again, and,
0: then, I, and I'm telling you, and at that point, it looks like I know it's coming from over there. I have to face Anubis. And I think at that point he's like, "But it is awfully late. I better go." But we never saw this. We just go jump yeah. to the next morning he where he just, wakes up all groggy as shit. I'm like, "What did and you f- do?" And slept in. Yeah, <laughs> the guy,
4: no, all all hell's breaking loose. The guy sleeps in because he's not going to get to do that once he starts medical school. New York school. is still
0: flooding, motherfucker. It's so stupid.
4: Uh, again, you have this, and the the other thing I, I mentioned to you off the the podcast, but it makes me laugh. I'm looking at it right now. The, he saves this helicopter. At least he does save them. They get out and look, what the hell was that? Oh, and yeah. then the guy responds with, look like a kid with one of those jetpack things. What was that old Disney movie, The Rocketeer? <laughs> uh, and then the other guy goes, But that wasn't real. <laughs>
0: I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? It's, really? What are you talking about? That's how old Paul Levitz is. He's, he's trying expert. to reference The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. <laughs> I, I didn't mind The Rocketeer, but
4: Jesus Christ. And that, again, he's
0: like, Oh, that just. Yeah, 25 years ago when it came out, it wasn't bad.
4: Like the guy, again, do you think that
0: uh, Khalid with the the helm of fate, does he look like a, a kid? I think they're, like, remarking on the, like, the light trail he left behind I, him. It just looked like, well, kid with one of and, those And honestly, and I'm saying that actually, the Helm of Fate does look a lot like the friggin' Rocketeer helmet. It
4: does, but it just seems, I just don't get the idea that the, anybody in their right mind after being, sa- would say that.
0: Hey, no one is making a Rocketeer reference at any time.
4: I just And then he, like, for a second, kind of thinks that maybe he could use the helm to cheat in, in med school. <laughs> It's so stupid.
0: I hate it. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. I'm sorry, though. I'm sorry. That beginning part, I really had high hopes. and I, I didn't I even feel, like the beginning part. I, I realized that that part, at that point that I don't mind the art when I'm enjoying the story. But as soon as we get to the next morning, I don't like the art well, again. Uh,
4: no, I'll tell you. I like the art when he has the helm on. Right. And when he's doing it once, uh, I don't like anything without you the helm on. You don't like Big on. Nose collard? no i don't i don't like his uh i just don't like his personal life in general and it's not interesting to me i want him to just put on that goddamn helmet and do shit and this is not it i and again next issue now we'll get to see him in med school instead of just bitching about it no how much great that'll be it's stupid
0: i don't like it i'm actually uh jody on the site he said he put a comment to this review and he's talking about how he really likes he really because he is a younger guy He's going to college so he can relate with this managing of the time thing that college has to do. And I'm like, well, you're fucking nonsense, Jody. I don't agree with you. Your, and, your and now is Jody, Jody is <laughs> off the site. <laughs> He's now tell gone. Tell me your opinion, you don't piece you, of shit. Don't you tell me. <laughs> and uh, what's
4: funny is I actually, if you remember, I liked the last issue more than you. Yeah. I actually was enjoying the issue somewhat. I hated this. I hated it. I thought it was a bunch of hooey. Again, nothing really happens. And he goes to bed and sleeps yeah. in late because, you know, because shit's all and going then down. Starts
0: walking around in a fucking flood.
4: Yeah. Yeah, just walking around. And then
0: oh no, I never texted Shayla goodnight. Oh I'm God. gonna sure be in oh, trouble now. Yeah,
4: oh my goodness gracious. And oh, fuck, oh yeah. the neighbor's over again and she I, I love how the neighbor, like you said she has a crush, she actually pretty much like calls out that his girlfriend isn't a proper girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Such a that's a great way to get get a guy to like you.
0: Hey, you wait till I get your parents to arrange our marriage. That's basically what
4: it's like. Yeah, your parents are going to agree with this. Oh goodness! Well, the dad's never going to. How would the dad know? He's blind now, Eric. He doesn't know who is a proper anything. He
0: brings this freaking anybody home. Yep. This is a proper Egyptian girl, Dad. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Frank. <laughs> this is this is a, Chuck. Uh,
4: <laughs> Tell boy. us. Boy, that's a that's a husky sounding lady. Uh, let me feel your. Fa-
0: Whoa! Hey, she co- got a razor Southern on Egypt, this. Southern Egypt, Dad. Oh, I <laughs> oh, understand.
4: That explains it all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I like wish it. I knew I, what that meant. But all right. I don't. I Five don't, out of ten, Yeah, Jimbo. I probably would have given it a three. That's how much I hated it. And then, you know what's funny? These last books are all yours, Eric. St. Oh, so, I know. So take it away. You're in charge. You're like <laughs> Charles.
0: I wish. Yeah, I know. So are you my buddy, Lembeck? Yeah, I'm Buddy Lembeck. I'm always
4: getting into
0: trouble. <laughs> Secret Six, number five, written by Gail Simone with art by Dale Eaglesham, Tom Darenick, and Jason Wright. We're back on track with this issue of Secret Six, and because I've been waiting for some explanations from the from issue number three's Cliffhanger, this issue comes off a little lackluster. Big Shot is Ralph Didney, and Mockingbird is Riddler. But you won't find an explanation for either here. After a backstory from Big Shot telling the rest of the group that they were all chosen by the Riddler because they were present when a diamond of his was stolen, we see that Big Shot betrayed everyone to get his wife back. But because of the Riddler declaring that there will be a wedding, I'm not sure that Sue wanted to be back after all. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. Hmm. Now, I just want to start this off. Everyone keeps saying that this series is trying to connect itself to the previous secret six series yes. it wants to be that apparently I never read the previous secret six series so I don't know if I'm missing something here
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I feel like I'm out of the club uh, out of the like you know out of the circle yep I don't understand why the Riddler is Mockingbird or any of this nonsense why Ralph Dibney looks like this giant Hulk instead of Ralph Dibney mm-hmm nothing explained he's going he's rocking this mockingbird title and then all of a sudden hey oh it's the riddler yep i don't get it
4: i, I don't either i and- i don't know i i really liked this issue up until last issue yeah me too and then this one is just a little off i i don't know i people seem people who were fans of it before uh the new 52 and then into the dcu seemed to really like this issue uh, it got really good reviews. Oh right? yeah,
0: I'm the I'm the worst one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. And also, I've... we have we have uh, Sue did me running to this Ralph, who she shouldn't even recognize because he's a big fucking hulking monster. Yeah. And she looks happy as hell. But in the last issue, she looked like she was the mall baby to fucking Riddler, yeah. and she was happy as hell. So I really don't understand.
4: Yeah, I I don't have a lot to say. Why about Why this. does Riddler
0: I... single out these six? There was a lot of people on that boat when the stop diamond was stolen. Yep. Yeah, that and, whole... And when, when does the Riddler start locking up people as his own personal prisoners? I don't know. I, I love the art in this book. I found myself more confused than I already was by the end of it, though.
4: I'm looking through it now, and again, I I'm not going to have much to say. I don't. It's like you said. It's like a callback, and I don't know why. And now,
0: I'm telling you, I love the beginning of this book where all the group is out back having yeah, a they're, barbecue, having the they're having the picture, they're having the barbecue, doing the barbecue. Uh, freaking Strix is up in the tree hugging her lawn gnome that <laughs> yeah. she loves so much. Yep. I love all of this, and then as soon as Catman finds the picture of Sue Didney and realizes this was the woman that abducted him yeah all shit hits the fan and the whole story falls apart for me yeah. because now they're just forcing like in my mind mockingbird was never supposed to be riddler and all of, i don't know if she was gail simone was given notes or what but or so this you're was saying a great, it's an or
4: editorial thing that they made her force why, that in
0: why would riddler be mockingbird it makes I no goddamn sense to me i
4: don't know <laughs>
1: I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm saying though, I'm, at
0: the end of issue three, we had that whole thing where the Riddler called uh, Big Shot, and he says Mister Didney, which they spelled Didney wrong, so it didn't a lot of people didn't catch yeah. on. Well, we, right thing. away, we said, we, yeah. we thought it was because we're smart. Yeah, and and Riddler's on the screen, and Big Shot says Mockingbird. Yeah, yeah. And we I want to say he does now. I don't even know if he said Riddler or not because it was Riddler, but and it wasn't until this last issue where we had this jump back to the like the, a prequel story that thing started revolving around this whole Mockingbird and Riddler and Sue Didney shit. It's very odd to me. It really threw me off of the whole story, because once we get shit hit in the fan after Catman finds that picture, the whole issue falls apart and I don't understand what's going on, and it Angers me so goddamn because I like this series a lot. Yeah. I like everything we were doing up until last issue. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the reviews, and you are not the worst. Oh, no?
4: Uh, henchman for Hire, Shawnee and Mills. We know that name. I guess he, he didn't read the previous series Uh on. No, he gave it a five. Um, he just says it's, um, he thinks that it's bad, basically, just like you are now. But He's, it goes. Oh,
0: he? Oh, yeah. It starts up, there's two tens. Yeah. I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I. When I, you have I, these many questions to something that you're supposed to find out the answer to, you can't be given tens of that shit. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they're smarter than us. Maybe I'm saying maybe they are. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like a big dummy after reading this because I have no idea what's going on. And like going forward, what do you think? Are you? I like, could. I couldn't tell you anything. And all of a sudden, Riddler has little Munshian people with that's him. That's what him I'm looking. At, that's what I'm asking about. I'm looking at it, and Catman's there. He's got a whole gang of Riddlers. And he's got a whole gang. Of, the two,
4: <laughs> the two dwarves look funny. I shouldn't say that. Hey, he's got should. all it's these hilarious. big
0: guys, and they're there. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, it's the Riddler. But it's weird too because uh, we had somebody on Twitter call out that he did not understand the reference, like the relevance to the uh, the cover to this book. Yeah. And that happens all the time. But in the last issue of Secret Six, we had these two munchkins uh, dressed up as little kids, like, you know, going down the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. In front of the house on the last cover. So it's like, did Dale Eaglesham was he given these ideas of what the issues were supposed to be when he did the covers, and then things got changed up? Yeah,
4: or, yeah, so like you're saying, like then next issue, uh, King Shark shows up, and uh, I don't know, there's these sand sharks, and there's that, again... Uh, this cover just appears to be something that was just put out yeah, there. And it I'm doesn't... okay with that. Yeah, but I'm saying
0: yeah. once we I saw these munchkins at the end of the issue, I remember them back from the previous issue's cover. Since it took me a month to freaking review that last issue, it's clear in my mind. Yeah, it, it did take a while.
4: <laughs> you were right on it here. I'm looking at the cover, and I'm just trying to uh, contribute anything. Right. Uh, it says that Dale Eaglesham with, uh, with Wright did the cover, and I'm looking... Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Jason Wright, yeah, he's i no, color. Um, no, I'm looking at the, uh, there's a crab that has Mr. E and that must just be Eaglesham. I thought that that was a little clue. There's a crab that has Mr. E on the front. <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe that'll be something new. You
0: mean the Constantine character, Mr.
4: E? Mr. E, I didn't know. Maybe that could be it. But yeah, I think it's a bunch of hooey. I do not have a lot to say about this book. And in fact, if it wasn't for this podcast, I would not be reading this. I and it, it's a very popular book. Uh, I don't want to read it anymore because well, I'm
0: just not getting anything out yeah, of it. for
4: two months now. In in the scheme of things, in the review world, uh, 10, 10 sites reviewed that that issue, or this twelve sites reviewed this issue compared to like a Robin Son of Batman, which I would think is a big book. Yeah, uh, eight. And you go down to, like, say, a Green Lantern, Lost Army 5, then you get down to Doom, which is one, me. But, yeah, it's one of the most reviewed books, uh, quantity-wise, in all of the books. And it it averaged, out of those 12, it averaged a 7.7, so people are liking it. Like I said, two people gave it 10s, two sites. And then it goes down to a 5, and you gave it what? Did you give it?
0: I gave it a 6.5 out of 6.5 10.
4: 6.5 out of 10. I probably would have given it nothing because I have no idea. No, I probably would have given it a 5.
0: But no, I'm saying I gave it a 6.5. I, I just freaking harped on this whole book. and I this, a 6.5 isn't a terrible score. Yeah. Um, I love the art in this book. And Tom Derenick is on this with Dale Gershom, and the freaking um, they go together so well when yeah, they're paired I, together as artists. I don't even artists. know. I didn't even, I didn't even think the art was that great. No, I, I thought it was a little. I odd. really like the style, and I uh, love Jason
4: Wright's colors. And my last bit that I can contribute to: uh, Why did they have Harley as the um, bombshell cover? I have no idea. Very odd. Uh, I don't know. I know that these bombshell covers don't have to match up with the book they're with, but it's they kind of They, they kind of have been, and I'm telling you. Make a bombshell crazy, like almost like a parody of a bombshell character with these women. I want to see think porcelain. That's I'm telling, That's what I'm saying. Even Strix, ventriloquist, that'd be hilarious. Verdi. You'd have Verdi. He'd be there, like leering at them. It would have been a pretty cool cover. If they didn't go with it. I don't know. And the last book, of Wonder the Woman
0: number forty three, written by Meredith Finch, art by Ian Churchill, Rick Bryant, Andrew Hennessy, Mark Irwin, and Brad Anderson. Hmm. God damn, there's a lot of anchors. Yes. Wonder Woman realizes that Donna has been let out of her cage, but after not being able to see her in Hera's magic god pool and her brother Milan not being able to see her either, we begin realizing that there's something special about Donna Troy, Jim. Oh, yeah? When Donna finally finds the three fates, they seem confused on who she is because apparently since she was made of clay, she has no destiny and the fates have no thread for her life. Donna leaves disappointed, and when Wonder Woman shows up, we see that someone has killed the fates to make it look like Donna has gone all Amazon on their asses. All this and a fight with Aegeus that results in Wonder Woman getting hit by a magic arrow that causes her eyes to bleed and her to pass out. That's Wonder Woman, Jim. Yes.
1: And And as
0: much as I don't sound really impressed with it, I really enjoyed this issue compared to a lot of people out there reviewing it.
4: Yeah, that's weird because... um... I, you know what's good about this? It actually ties in a lot of the stuff that Azarello did. Azarello did, of the Moran. And, and it, it ties it back into what's going on now without it seeming forced to me. Yeah, uh, Moran
0: can see shit, so why not go to him? And I'm telling you, I, uh, Mama,
4: he, he he always disgusts me. Always oh, yeah, he's a upset. weird fuck. Oh, my God, but I love him. And, and the other rocks, thing is, yeah. I'm telling you, I don't like I didn't like Donna Troy being put in this book. I did not like it. I, I'm guessing that that's total editorial. It wasn't right. like they get a new, they get well, Meredith Finch like to write her first. People like
0: clamoring for a Donna Troy. Yeah,
4: so. so I think that what it, they they changed Azrael, stopped, and they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to add Meredith Finch and David Finch. We're going to make it this more mainstream, art, but we're going to we're do a story with Donna Troy, and it seemed very forced to me. It really did, and she kind of always seemed to be on like. The, not the, a side story, but something that was just going on, just to go on. Like you can right. tell, Wonder Woman would try to go do something, and then she'd have to go back to Themyscira and deal with Donna Troy. And it came to a head. She went to Olympus, and even then, I thought, okay, that's done. Any she's other locked away any other her. book, she's locked out. They didn't kill her, but we're gonna save you for later. Next issue, they're already Wonder Woman's already talking to her.
0: That's when I took over the book, and we're yeah. like, oh well, Donna Troy's done. You can take over the book yeah.
4: now. You you took it over, and I'm telling you, since then. It's starting to, to come together. Yeah. The whole Donna Troy thing seems to make more sense. And again, this is like you said, she goes to the fates. She's she's Okay, what up. we're
0: doing here, we're really adding to what Donna Troy is from what yes. we just all she is now, she's a broad getting played and killing folk. Yep. And now it's really cool. She has this really cool power to have no fate. And I don't know if since she doesn't have a thread that it means that she can't die, or simply she or since she wasn't born, that the fates weren't aware of her. Like, you know, she can make her own destiny.
4: Well, and it makes sense. She was made to kind of be the perfect Amazon. She would, you know, you know what I mean. They, yeah, think she was made. So she doesn't. And yeah, I think that she doesn't have a destiny. But what I think, what I like it's about like this
0: Skeletor issue, and He Man now,
4: yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. I, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> but what I do like really about this is that when Meredith Finch took over the book, it almost seemed like she was thinking, like, listen, I have to. Get away from this Azarello stuff because if I don't, they're going to call me on it. People are going to say, oh, look at you. And, and the one thing that uh, people who – and it's weird. I saw some more Azarello hate today. Really? Which really throws me off because well, I thought it was story. so good. Um, but the one thing that I can agree with everyone who I think hates, and I loved it, but I did not like this part, is it was kind of Diana off on her own. She was doing her own thing and not with the rest yeah, of the seem to DCU. Yeah, she the rest of
1: the world. Yeah,
4: so what Meredith Finch seemed to do right away is get her involved. And they had this Justice League story where they went underground to these crazy aliens, like bug aliens. It was, it was not very good. Yeah. But it seemed like, okay, I, I can't do anything like Azarosa. But now now that she's written a bunch of issues and now she i really think that like okay you know what i can use some of this she's stuff bridging the use, gap and it's really good it's 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 a lot better than what her initial run is and again i don't look at this and say to myself oh there she goes copying Azarela." it's it's her story yeah and she's using
0: the tools that were given to her and yeah. she's using them well as far as i'm concerned yeah
4: yeah i i think so too and they're like you said then Wonder Woman gets shot by now. You know, you don't know what's going well, on. Well, no,
0: I got a theory here. I'm not okay. sure. I really don't know how the three fates work for this uh, universe, you know. Okay. Because, you know, they, they unwind the thread, they measure the thread, and then they finally cut the thread when the person's time is over. It's the whole mm-hmm. story, you know. With yeah. well, the fates dead now, does that mean that everyone lives forever? Yeah, that's, I'm saying, that is weird. I want to think that Strife killed the fates to make it look like Donald Troy did.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, Pot-
0: you would get the, yeah. that. Yeah. Strife and did possibly it. Possibly because of this, when Aegis shot Wonder Woman with his arrow, yeah. she won't die now because there's no one to cut her thread. Yeah, that's that'd be crazy. And it's kind of like a double play by Strife because Strife gave Aegis the freaking bow and arrow to kill Wonder Woman, to take her godhood. And now that she's gone and killed the fates, he can't have it, creating more Strife.
4: Well, it's also the other point where she knocks him off of the, you know, Pegasus. And yeah. almost says, like, finally, like, she thinks he might be dead at that point. And that's when he wakes up and shoots her. And, yeah, maybe that's what, maybe that's it. Maybe you're right. Maybe all of a sudden I don't know they're going gonna... to.
0: This is just wild theories I'm coming up with. Yeah.
4: And, yeah, that would be pretty cool. He he says a curse word, ages.
0: <laughs> it's that bleep. Oh,
4: bleep, 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 bleep. It's like That's bleep. the thing, though. I, I just Hubert. don't
0: know. I just don't know if the Fates have that kind of power in this world. If they're just so, you know, they're there and they know when shit's about to happen and they just have a bunch of threads lying around because this I, is what they do. Yeah, like, somebody dies, okay, we're going to cut that thread now. Yeah, it's yeah. out of their hands. It's just something that they do. I don't know.
1: I
4: don't know. It is odd. Like you said, at the end, she's just bleeding out of her eyes. Do you know what I do know, though? What's that? I fucking hate Aegeus. And yeah, I, I don't like him wait either. for
0: Wonder Woman to show him the, what god of war she could yeah, do. Yeah, well... You
4: know? I hope that you're wrong and people can die and AJS
0: dies a awful I want awful her to punch death. right through his goddamn face. Yeah, uh, what did you think about the art? I That's the thing. I wanted to make a mention in the beginning how there was a shit ton of anchors. Yeah. I want to I get this right. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I thought you, I had a thought brain you died. I know. Um, I really like Ian Churchill's art here because initially yeah. I was upset that David Finch wasn't on this because he really adds a lot to this book. Yeah, he does. I like Ian Churchill's art here when it's the right anchor because if one part I do not like. I don't know which anchor it is. Which part is it? I couldn't tell you off the top of my okay, head right now. I want to say
4: the middle. Okay, because when Donna be Troy shows up, yeah. I really like it. And that's around the middle. I'm okay. telling you, when she goes to the faith... Maybe it's the I, beginning. I really, really like it. I think all of it with Donna Troy is so good.
0: Because I really and like the ending as well. Th-
4: actually, here, I'll tell you something that's crazy. They, they introduce Donna Troy. She's yeah. there. She heads to the fates, and then it looks like the ink changes as she goes in. And okay. they look not just awful. They look like all of a sudden it's very, like we say, pencil heavy. Right. But it's like all of a sudden it's off. And Troy is okay. But the fates are a little off and then it kind of goes. Well even back. Donna
0: Troy, she has that weird looking lips out of Yeah, no well that's though.
4: all that's the thing. At the end she's like when she goes, I don't understand, what do you mean? You must have my thread and she looks weird. And the, the fates themselves, I get it, that they're old. they yeah. you know, boy, they, they look weird. And then Wonder Woman, they go back to Wonder Woman and then it looks like it kinda gets back to normal once they get off of the fates. Well, it changes a bit. It's another one. And I like
0: this one, too. With that
4: girl there, and it looks like a little more cartoony all of a sudden, but I don't mind it. But, yeah, I think that that part with uh, when Donna Troy's first introduced in the issue... Looks awesome to me. Yeah, I, whoever the anchor is there, kudos because I I really enjoy that. But I don't know. And I really like no the idea. end as well. I don't I, know.
0: I'm saying I like Churchill's art. At like uh, when given the right anchor, apparently his yeah. style is really good. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I really don't think about anchors a lot when I do reviews or even no, read books. No. But when an anchor is bad like this, you can see it you realize how much work they actually do.
4: Yeah, it's it's funny, too, because it, it, it reminds me of, like, a field goal kicker in football. Yeah. You, you assume they're going to do their job, that you can win the game a million times with that one field goal they miss. You know, like, God damn that guy. You and got they, one fucking job. It's, well, it's like a goalie. It's like a goalie yeah, in great. any sport. You have a hockey goalie. The guy makes 35 saves. He lets up one, they lose one nothing. He gets lost, and everybody yells at him. Yep. That's why I'll never be a
0: goalie. Eric. We were talking about that earlier this week. That's yeah, weird.
4: You'll never be a goalie. I'll never want. I never want to be a goalie. But that's what happens in soccer. Is You're a little guy. You know, the Soccer's goal is being, so much higher than you know, your head. There's down. been some a lot of athletic goalies. <laughs> Dominic Hasek was a small guy, if I can remember right. I don't know. I'll <laughs> look. The guy's ten foot tall. Uh, yes, but that's that's the podcast, Eric. Eight point five out of is, ten. Yeah, I probably would have given it a seven point five. Though I did like it. I I actually surprisingly. Uh like Meredith Finch's Wonder Woman now. I do as well. I did not uh at first. I gave it to you and I'm stalling like nobody did. I'm stalling right now because I gotta pull up because I did not prepare what's next week. I'm trying (laughs) to do that now. All right, and we're back or I'm back because something happened with the recording last night at two AM and everything got screwed up and the last part of the podcast did not get recorded. And of course, I got a, I got a hold of Eric, said, hey, we got to record that last part where we talk about what's coming up next week. And he pish-poshed that, told me he had done recording like an asshole and said that he was not going to do it and that I had to do it. So I'm here with my son, Rafe, and we're going to go through the books. Uh, Rafe, say hi. Hi. And what is coming up next week? We have Aquaman number 43, which explains Aquaman's new powers. It's that Cullen garbage that Eric's going to be reviewing that. He is not looking forward to it. I know that when we talked about it last night when it wasn't recorded. The next is Batgirl number 43. And in the preview I saw today, it looks like Batgirl's face-to-face with a tiger that the solicit says is the Velvet Tiger. Velvet Tiger sound good to you, Ray? No. No? The Velvet Tiger will be there. Their uh, tiger attack hits Fox Tech. I saw... Um, luke fox in the preview as well the next one is cyborg number two that eric will be reviewing i did not like the first issue at all eric liked it a little bit more than i did but yeah i was not a big fan at all of that book uh next one up is deathstroke number nine which is the god killer uh, story arc it continues it says in the solicit that Superman's showing up with mascara to get some shit done which i shouldn't say with my son here but yeah i like deathstroke a lot but it's one of those books where every week or every month when the issue comes out, I'm kind of upset about it. I have something I don't like about it, but it's just good enough, maybe just the art. Uh, but it's just good enough for me to be excited about the next issue, but I don't know. The next one's Gotham by Midnight number 8, and I'm shocked this book is still coming out. I, I'm not a big fan. I think this book may get to issue number 12 and get canceled. Um, guess what the next book is, Rafe? Dick Grayson? No, D's Nuts. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, the next one is one of my favorite books. It's Grayson number 11, and it has some dick-on-dick action, with Dick coming face-to-face with another dick that looks just like Dick. And that sounds good. Rafe, is that appropriate at all for you?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
4: That shouldn't be appropriate. Holy moly. The next one is Harley Quinn number 19, which continues the gang of Harley stories, and I'm sure Jimmy Palmiotti will have an issue with me if I don't like that. So I better like it. I better give it above a nine-five, or he's gonna come and take care of me. Uh the next book will be definitely in the Flash Review, Sorry Manship, but it's He-Man and the Eternity War number nine. And since Eric's not here, we don't have to talk any of this He-Man nonsense. Who cares? That book is, again, the sales of He-Man have have just plummeted. So I believe that when that time comes around to when this attorney war uh, arc ends it's trouble. That book's getting canceled. Um, the next book, i like to say that I forced the issue of this one. It's Justice League 3001, number three. It's that odd renumbering and changing it to 3001. that it, it still kind of bothers me. I don't know why DC thought that changing it to Justice League 3001 was going to get any more sales for this book. And I'm telling you, after that first June month, uh, the July sales weren't great. I think they're probably a little above what the Justice League 3000 ended but I think they're just going to go down again. But this issue, if this issue doesn't sell, I don't know what will because it has Giant Turtle, Jimmy Olsen, which if anybody here does do our, read our site or goes to our site and reads the stuff, there was a Top 5 Fridays months ago. I think it was probably two months ago where I actually filled in for, well, Eric was doing it, Eric stopped doing it, and then Joel took over, but in that little... Uh, interim i did a list of things i wanted to see in justice league 3001 and i believe number one was uh giant turtle jimmy olsen the turtle olsen but i may be wrong it might not have been one but it was on there so i think that uh jmd Mateus and keith giffen stole it from me and i want money i want 200 american like stephen copper uh, moving on we have justice league of america number three with brian hitch uh continuing the Rowl story and I'm guessing that things aren't what they seem and shit's going to get real because uh, when religious groups are involved in this massive bit of thing, yeah, nothing goes right, right? Yeah. You're as bad as Eric, really. Uh, you, you, and, you and him should have a podcast. It'll be two seconds long with you going right and him going damn right. You can battle it out. Next one is Prez number three. Which Joel will be reviewing. You can hear about it in the Flash reviews because I don't review that, and neither does Eric. Like I said, Joel will be doing that. Then we go to another Cullen Bun joint, which is Sinestro number 14. I think Cullen Bunn is the hardest man, hardest working man in comics. The problem is a lot of them uh, just haven't hit the mark lately. But this one, Eric really likes the Sinestro. I read it for the podcast, I like it as well. But yeah, Sinestro number 14. The solicit says it's heading to War World. Now, come here, Rafe. I want you to say War World five times real quick.
2: War Alert? Well, I can't nope. say it Done.
4: Was. Done and done. Next one, Superman number 43, and the truth story will continue. Eventually, we're going to get to the part where Lois is going to break the news uh, You know about Superman's identity. I think that it is Superman and Lois together saying, you know, let's break this story before that uh, hacker group Hoarder does. Uh, next one's Will Pfeiffer's Teen Titans number 11, and that'll continue that Teen Titans versus the Elite story with the fate of Superboy hanging in the balance, and I have not really enjoyed Teen Titans, uh, since I've taken over from Eric in June, but I like it a hell of a lot more than he did. He hated it. I just, it's an average book to me. Uh, next one though is one of my favorites, The Flash number 43, and it's that new rogues are hitting Central City. And I believe the solicit says something about the folding man, who's pretty cool, is gonna attack Barry Allen. Uh, who knows? Solicits are often wrong. And the last one of the books for next week is We Are Robin, number three, which, along with Martian Manhunter that we talked about tonight, is one of my favorite books. Actually, probably my biggest surprise of the books that have come out in June, since June, um, just because I really thought it was gonna be a bunch of nonsense. I, I don't know the solicit says that they find the robins finally meet Batman himself but is everything they, but is it everything they imagine it would be and what will the Dark Knight think of them I that sounds weird with everything going on I have a feeling that that is not exactly what's gonna go on we want to see who's who's in the nest but I still think it's just Alfred but there's a lot of talk about crazy stuff like oh it's Harper Rowe Harper Rowe can't be Harper Rowe that's nonsense uh, and on the site next week for Just for the Hell of it Monday Eric has told me since he can't you know take the time to record this but he did tell me that he will be doing Puppet Master number 4 on Monday for his Just for the Hell of it review I think he is high on that Puppet Master number 3 doing well and some reason it hit hit hard this week all of a sudden out of nowhere it really took off so he, he thinks he's gonna win the the battle of just for the hell of it Monday, which I crushed last week with Doctor Strange Fate. And for me, I'm gonna be doing either Elf Quest number two, or Bruce Wayne Agent of Shield number one. And the reason uh, the amalgam books, the first time I did Lobo the Duck, didn't really wasn't a hit. I really was upset, and I said no more amalgam. But then um, Martin Bedos on Twitter actually said, no, you have to do Doctor Strange Fate. I said okay, I'll do it. Boy, it took off. It got a lot of views. People seem to really like it. I don't know if people will like Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield, number one, but I might do that to continue the amalgam. But ElfQuest, I did the first ElfQuest review, and I had been making fun of Eric a lot about ElfQuest, and uh, I did the re- I really liked it. I liked the first one, and I actually went on Reddit, which we try to stay away from Reddit. That It's a hateful place. But I went on the Reddit ElfQuest channel and posted the review. And I did that just to see, okay, these are people who are really in ElfQuest. I'm going to post the review. And they seemed to like it. People responded. They said they really liked the review and wanted me to do more. So I might do that for them, just for them, not for Eric, because he's a jerk. And that's about it. So we had to record this little bit. I'd like to remind you to come to the site, which is Weird Science DC Comics Blog at blogspot.com. Check us out on Twitter so you can see who hates us next week. But that's at Weird Science DC on Twitter, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of hate, probably from Dan, if he listens to this. Oh, my. Yeah, Rafe, you should have heard us talk about Dan this week. Give me an impersonation of Dan. See your voices.
1: Hey there.
4: <laughs> that was pretty good. Hello, Weird Science. All right. And the last bit is the email address. If you want to write to us, you don't even have to ask us a question or anything for the punkus. You can just drop a line, say hello, tell me how much of a jerk Eric is for not doing this part at the end. But the email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And as Eric likes to say, see you in seven.
1: See you in seven. <laughs>